boys. Bring it back, Billy here. Oh, it's almost Halloween. You better be watching Scream 3 with your lady. I heard you two boys are going to bring back Hooks fans for Halloween. Oh, baby, yes. Prickly on my fingers. Suck off the blood. And Eric. I heard you were going to try and bring back Zoltar. Oh, baby. That bulky ass going to get even bigger. Oh, baby, bring it back. And Jim, I heard you wanted to bring back Netscape Navigator. Oh, baby, you know you bring it back. Episode number 199, and we're feeling fine. Welcome back, Get Fresh crew. Ooh, whoa. Beep, I'm America's sweetheart, Eric Shea. And I'm Jim Warner. And this is the mighty, mighty, weird science DC Comics podcast. Can you feel it? Can you feel it, Jim? I can feel it. One oh, more yeah, episode. I can feel it so much. <laughs> Hello, one and all, and welcome to Weird Science DC Comics podcast, the official, unofficial podcast of WeirdScienceDCComics.com for the week of October 27, 2018. Yeah, just one more, Eric. We are proud <laughs> members of the Comics Podcast Network, the Batman Podcast Network, and the Tangent Bound Podcast Network. Proud. 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 You can find us on Facebook at Weird Science DC Comics, Podbean at Weird Science DC Comics. Twitter, Weird Science DC, website, Weird Science DC Comics.com. And we are on Twitter. Uh, if you All look over. up Weird Science DC Comics, you'll find us on Twitter. Uh, not Twitter, I meant iTunes. <laughs> I'm out of it, Eric. I took a lot of medicine today. Oh, good. By the way, we're also on Podbean and Facebook. Did I say that already? Probably. Is this on? Does this rhyme? No, it I doesn't. don't know. Yeah, we're also on iTunes. I just wanted to mention the iTunes because, you know, sometimes people will give us reviews. Sometimes they, they do. We're over there. <laughs> Occasionally. We, we, don't, we do not push that. We don't have contests or anything. Uh, but we also are on Patreon. We kind of do push that Give us five a stars. Little. You may win a date with Eric Shea. That's right. A date with America's sweetheart, Eric Shea. That's why we never get five stars. Yeah. Right there, you just said now everybody's one star. <laughs> Nobody wants that. That pudgy ass. Oh. Uh, we are on Patreon at Patreon dot com slash weird science where this week the patreon spotlight as picked by the badasses of the get fresh crew beep, boop, boop, boop. pick silencer number 10 and old lady harley number one now i'm going to mention that later on in this podcast as we get through the night uh you will notice i don't know how i'll know this eric because we are recording this first right of course but you'll, you'll find that i'm not so happy with a lot of books this week and life uh yeah i yeah everything I, i'm miserable is what i'm saying though you go over to that Patreon spotlight, not so miserable there. No. I actually was having That's a good time. Yeah. Well, when I know we only have two books to talk about, <laughs> and then it's happy go lucky Jim. Uh, so it's if happy you do want to hear, yeah, if you do want to hear, it's happy hour every time for your pudgy ass. If oh. you want to hear a happy Jim, that's one of the ways or reasons why you should go over to the Patreon. You are happy as well. Not as happy as me. <laughs> uh, but again, that is patreon.com slash weird science. And I'm saying that again because 
as I've announced for about a month now, uh, episode 200, that, that does follow 199, right? Does this rhyme? Does this rhyme, Eric? The numbers are hard sometimes. The wolf man. Uh, that will be a Patreon exclusive show again because it's annuals week. This pretty is not low, anything Jim. Pretty, yeah, pretty low. low. We're playing limbo here. How low can you go? Uh, I, it's nothing that we're limbo planning masters. ahead of time. It's just you can look at your calendar anytime there is a fifth week of a month that falls on a Wednesday. If there's five Wednesdays, that fifth Wednesday will be a Patreon-only show just because we figured we'd do that. Yeah, Those shows week. usually have nonsense. And yeah, this one has a bunch of Hanna Barbera nonsense and things Good like times. that. But we're gonna we're gonna spruce it. What up a two hundred show! Yeah, oh uh, yeah, episode two hundred has to fall on an annuals week with nonsense books. But hey, it, doesn't that make sense? I don't even for have what a single do? book next week. No, you do not. That means we'll see Eric Shea in five weeks. Or see so. you in fourteen. Here we go. We, we're now though. We did talk about the badasses, so it's time for the badass roll call. Eric, I, I don't know what you would possibly do. At the like beginning of this. Yeah, I'm like play a with my Transformers Who like a badass. knows? But there is a mail later that's going to suggest that maybe you are doing something. Uh, we'll see. I, I gave a little subtle hint last week. Subtle, Eric. But here we go. Here's so the badass roll call. All right. Here we go. We're going to start with John. And I'd say that's Johnny. Johnny 2000, Johnny. I'd say. All right. We also have John Jack. Speedy's Collectibles by Ron Saunders. Ron is feeling better. He's back in action, Good. Eric. He is back on the attack, we have Nick Adams, Mark Yeager, T-Funk, Josh Vermillion. I hope he's feeling better. I haven't heard from him in a bit. Aldrin Stoja. We have D-Man, Havlin, Batman Beyond Marco. We'll hear from later. We have Jay. Jay. G-Man, David Fink, Andrew Belfast. We have Manship, who sent me about seven emails this week. All better than the last, but nothing for the <laughs> podcast. He, he cracks me up with some of the thoughts that he has. We have Brandy Murray, Bobby Bain, Reggie Hancock, Brian from Arkansas, Leonard, Paco Pavlov, Zach Davis, Chester McJerk, Brian King, Jolly Drew, who we heard at the beginning of the podcast, my man Pete from NYC, Paul, Polly P, T, T, T. Fred Reed's comics from the Street Flappy podcast that I think everybody should go listen to. Eric G, Cellar Dweller, Danny the Street, Luis Ro- Luis. <laughs> Luis Ramos. I don't know why I was going to say that. I think I usually just say Luis. We have Ulysses Jones and his Ulysses Jones show. Hakeem, Double A Ron Monty Simon. I knew I was going too far. Me Eric, too. I was going too long. What's that, you Eric? We're too close All to the right. sun, Jim. Here we go, too close. Simon. Ah, Swanee, Anthony G, Dave J, Missy T, our man Rob Lewis, Lone Wolf Mark, Jazz, and Ruben. You would think with the Ruben. 200th episode coming, you hear that fade out? That was pretty good. Uh, I would think That's with 200 episodes with. almost under our belt, I'd have some sort of, you know, panache with this. I'd, I'd have this down a little. I, I did look, too, as of now. tell a coming... story about Manship's emails during the badass roll call, and you expect know, to have I... enough time hey, to finish. That's what happens. Mess up Louis. <laughs> I, uh, Luis, I usually just say Luis. Then Now I want to get his, his last name involved, things Hold like on. that. While and, the badass roll call is going, let me explain myself about how I want to yeah, say let Luis. Me, let me tell you something about Manship's email. <laughs> Man, shipping his emails. He's emailing me at one point. He's emailing me again, say he's going to see 12 bicycles or whatever that band is. He's also at one point telling me that all the kids in his town go over the border to Canada to smoke pot. I, I'm telling you, it's one after the other. Stop hanging out he, with kids, man. Ship. Oh, no, he should. He should send. He has a kid. He should send an email <laughs> to the podcast to, hang out with him. to make everybody laugh. No, Dude, you, know you got kids. Man. I don't want you hanging out with kids. Either. I'm telling you, man. Ship thinks he's one of those cool dads. Those kids come over and they 
uh, oh, that's my dad. And he's like, hey, just call me man ship. They're like, all right, douchebag. And then he walks away and they make fun of him. Just like How every time you. I'm in the room. I go downstairs. My kids have no friends and they're not allowed. I go downstairs and they <laughs> just yell at parenting. me. Logan starts <laughs> dancing. Logan has now become this guy who he has to throw shade at everyone and every bit of shade ends with this goddamn dance move that makes me want to strangle him and slam him into the wall. And I, I yell at him. I say, stop your goddamn dancing. Even when he's wrong, he says like, uh, he comes up and says, hey, can we get $30 to get this new add on to, uh, uh, what's it called? Uh, freaking one of the games. Yes, I, I'm so old. I Call don't Duty. even know these games anymore. No, no, it's an older one. But he's like, "Hey, I want to get this ad on." Oh, I'll think of it three quarters through the <laughs> podcast and just yell it out. He's like, "Oh, can we get three thirty dollars?" I'm like, "No, you guys don't do anything. You didn't even take out the trash this week. I had to do it." And then he goes, huh, "I'll just get it from uh yeah, from Ethan." Starts dancing. I'm like, I, I want to kill you. I'm gonna kill you right now. How though you yesterday, shade you from a guy who just starts dancing out of nowhere. I don't know. I'm like all of a sudden, yet. he's like, you know what? And you Fuck know what? You, it's Daddy, it's, it's time Grand for a Theft Auto. Off. It's the last Grand Theft Auto. Is, is what the game like, was. Are you I don't just know why saying I no to a dance off he's trying to do to prove his point? I'm saying no to everything. I'm saying no to whatever. And then last night, I go downstairs. We get done recording. You know, not that we're recording ahead of time. Yeah, no, we record. But a lot. we get done with Reggie. I go downstairs and I say, you know what? It's just about 30 days for this diet. Let's just call this 30 days. Let's let's have our right. eat everything day. Let's start it. Logan wouldn't let me. He said he didn't want to do it, that the rule was next week. So I stuck with it. So I, at least he did yeah, that. Then I started dancing. <laughs> I danced right up to the, to the bathroom. <laughs> this morning I was on that toilet. I swear to God. I, I, it was one of those where you go to the bathroom and then when you go and flush, uh, it, it's it's still in there. It's not like it's clogged it up, but it's so it doesn't fit down the hole, Eric. That's what happened. I don't That's have what those. happens on this diet. I think that I'm on day 29. I looked up and I it said. I think that was your just, large intestine. I said, what happens during day 29 of diet? And it just came up monster. Yeah. Monster shit. That's what it said. <laughs> Monster shit. I'm like, that's great. That is lovely. But well, hey, I'm not going to say that. Welcome to the podcast, Eric. Well, I'm saying <laughs> I'm not going to say that I'm going to go on your diet, but I did get a thing in the mail today. It was a save the date letter for my brother's wedding coming up. It's like eight oh. months away now. And I actually oh wasn't my. sure if I was going to be invited or not because the last time we talked, he said, hey, Eric, I'm going to get married. I'm like, oh, that's great. He's like, you want to go out and have some dinner? And I let that shit no. hang because I don't want to explain to people that I do not want to go out and have dinner because I don't have time. And plus, I'm and plus, you're shit. embarrassed at Jess. Exactly. All, right? all, all the things you can think Jess. of are all the reasons those things I, that come so into I let play. that hang. And I started thinking to myself, okay, it's been a couple months now. I'm not invited to the wedding. That boy might have been married for all I know already. But yeah, yeah. I got be. to save the date. So the thing is, I got my brother Scott is getting married. I got my brother Mike. And there's me. Yeah. I don't yeah. want to be the ugly brother at this wedding. Yeah. So I have to get on some kind Chunky of regiment where Eric I have Shea. to lose this pudgy ass for, for yeah. in eight months. I mean, really, uh, hopefully what happens is you don't go back to smoking. That that no. wouldn't be good, would it? <laughs> no. Wink, wink. Shut have up. you lost have you lost any weight lately just randomly not, not having anything pounds. to do with anything oh did you yeah oh my that's some diet you're on some diet you're on i don't know it sounds like it's a lot of smoke and mirrors what the uh, i'm not sure eric <laughs> by the way we have an email later about that did i mention that you already did. you did I mention did. something i know i did it's like a party here it's it's episode 199 and one thing that i'll have to say is when we do have these patreon only shows we've only done it once before yeah but what people don't realize then, I don't know if you even realize it yet, 
Eric, that clears up our Thursday nights. Sure we does. have nothing on Thursday night. Plus, Thursday night, I believe, then, is the first of the month. Boy, that's relaxation time. First of the month relaxation. But that's not here nor there. We're going to go off it's right now to listen to me. It might be somewhere down the line. Uh, we're going to go off and listen to me talk about some sort of news item. Eric, and I'm not sure. There's There hasn't been a lot of DC news. And I said during the news podcast on Patreon today, I said that. I says there. Oh, I that, says to uh, myself, remember I says. When I, I, remember when I says to you and Reggie, listen, I'm going to start putting up news on the site. When we get yeah. these news items, I'm going to put up. Uh, does that mean that since I said that, there's been no news items? It does. It first really round, does. <laughs> the first round we had when I decided to do that was because a bunch of news came out two weeks ago. And well, I said, listen, you, I'm going to put them all up. Nothing. The only, the only thing we've gotten, I think, is since then, it says, uh, like, you know, on the day of New Comic Book Day, Lucifer number yeah. one out in stores today. I'm like, well, we already yeah, have the review up. We, we don't need to be telling people Lucifer's yeah. out. And then I'll or, Book of Magic or number we'll one have, out today. I'm like, yeah, we have that's what I'm review. We have gotten no news since then. It, it pisses me off, but I will find something. There are two DC bits of news, and I have a feeling what I'll talk about, but we'll talk about that right now. Now it's time for Jim and the News. Listening to Jim is what I want to do. He's talking solicits and very uncovers before all the meat and the cheese that's from under. And now it's time for Jim and the news. All right, and it's time to get one news item here, and it's Justice League Dark's Alvaro Martinez Bueno Renews DC Exclusive Deal. DC Entertainment have renewed its exclusive contract with artist Alvaro Martinez Bueno for three additional years. Martinez Bueno is currently illustrating Justice League Dark, which uh, everybody, including me, Reggie, and Eric, think looks fantastic. I believe we have a lot of exciting stories to tell and many DC characters that I want to draw in the future, Martinez Bueno said. I also want to repay DC's trust in me, always giving me amazing books and pushing my career forward. I love working with James Tynan, Roel Fernandez, and Brad Anderson, and of course, our amazing editorial team, Marie Javins, Rebecca Taylor, and Andrew Marino. Let's keep making comic books, guys. And I think that that's what they're going to be doing. And it says, Martinez Bueno has worked regularly for DC since 2014 on such titles as Aquaman, Batman Eternal, and Detective Comics. So yeah, I love Martinez Bueno, Alvaro Martinez Bueno. I think his art's great. Uh, it's one of those things, too, in the Patreon show that this was on. I also mentioned that. I think that DC is kind of doing this whole deal of they, they're renewing a lot of these guys' contracts. They just renewed Steve Orlando Nintendo's exclusive contract, and there's a lot of others going on, and maybe this is why it's around that time where they signed all those at the beginning of Rebirth and things like that as Rebirth was approaching. Maybe a Tim Seeley, Ben Percy, these guys who all of a sudden are kind of kicked off of books and we don't really hear much about anymore, Uh, even the Benson sisters possibly, Uh, they may have been offered these exclusive contracts and maybe they said no and DC. We, we've seen that DC has said at one point that because they wanted 
these exclusive contracts because of the way that they ship some of the double shipping books. Uh, they can't have people going off, especially artists, I think, going off and doing 15 different things that weren't DC because they do not want to have delays. And for the most part, I know that, you know, Doomsday Clock has had awful delays, stuff like that. But for the most part, the double shipping books have pretty much nailed it every time. There hasn't been many delays at all. And I think that DC really wants to continue that with their main bunch of books, the books that come out, you know, once a month, twice a month, whatnot. But it's when they say that they need this exclusivity to trust the people, maybe the case is they also use it as a way to say, listen, sign exclusive or you're not going to be on a big book or a book at all. Uh, because we keep like out of in, in two, three weeks, we heard that both Ben Percy was not a quote good fit for Nightwing and also that the Benson sisters were not a good fit for Green Arrow. Well, why aren't they a good fit? You hired them. They started doing issues. Then all of a sudden, they're not a good fit. I think the good fit may be that they didn't sign exclusive and so that DC in their side of things doesn't want to kind of not trust them but they don't want to have them going off and writing other things now ben percy has which he already had done he has that marvel uh wolverine i forget what it was called the thing that was ended up being a podcast now it's being turned into a comic i don't know how much more scripting he's doing for that but he's at marvel you have a tim seeley who was on green lanterns and then got booted off or he said he didn't even know at that point that he was booted off and why. Uh, he is overdoing Shatterstar for Marvel as well. So, I mean, there is a thing. Now, the Bensons, they just wanted to go off and go back to TV and things like that is what they said afterwards. But maybe that was the case. Maybe DC said, if you sign exclusive, you can't do TV work anymore. And they're like, no, 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 that's what we do. We're TV writers, you know, first most. And then we're doing these comics on the side. And DC didn't want that. Now, this is all me kind of guessing and making things up. So I'm not sure that that is the case for all these or any of these. But we get a Alvaro Martinez Bueno. He's he's tied down. He's now exclusive. And I'm sure we're going to see him more and more. Uh, and also, I think that we're going to see a lot of other uh, writers and artists being tied down like this. They seem to want to go with this exclusive deal. Now, this kind of goes off of a thing back in the New 52 where they didn't really do this. And they lost Charles Soule to Marvel. You lost Tom Taylor for a while there, or at least he went over to Marvel. And I think that that kind of hit them. And they thought, and even Andrea Sorrentino went over to Marvel and things like that. So maybe they, they learned that, but now they're kind of going over to the other side of, hey, if you don't go exclusive, then, you know, hit the road. But we'll see. We'll see how that is. But that is the end of the news for this week. Uh, my one little news item, if you want to read or hear. You're not going to read. If you want to hear more news, including such things as Cap Life of Captain Marvel being pushed back, Fantastic Four adding a new artist, uh, stuff about uh, Image has a hero initiative for variants supporting comic book creators in need, uh, Boom has a story about Ben 10, a Godzilla prequel comic, you can go over to our Patreon account at patreon.com slash weirdscience. And every week I do a news program, depending on how much news there is, it can be long. Longer, shorter, whatnot. It's all a slave to the news. But that is it for my news deal right now. And we're going to go back to me and Eric talking about some books. Now we have waited for far long enough for the part of the podcast we love. 
like to kill it. I had everything paused there. I had it <laughs> muted and everything. <laughs> I was talking it up. I was talking up a storm. There was no Eric Shea answering me. Not at all. Hey, how are you doing? I yelled woo. I asked how you were doing. It's time Nobody for the books. Cares about time that. for the books. I know. I know. Well, it's time Maybe for Maybe by us. episode 200, this will all run smoothly. Oh, it may, but we are going to do the books now. And if you want to read the reviews of these books and many others, you can go over to our site, weirdsciencedccomics.com and read the reviews there. We have retro reviews, we have throwback reviews, and we have all the books that we're talking about tonight reviewed as well. Not always by me or you, no. uh, sometimes by Dan and Joey two and people. Brandon and Chris and everything. Yeah. So if you want to do that, go on over. We'd appreciate that. But we're here to talk about all the books, me and you. And we're going to start with Detective Comics number 991, Eric. That's written by James Robinson, art by Carmine D. G. Carmine G. Diamonico, <laughs> Ivan Placencia, and Rob Lee. We continue James Robinson's run on Detective with a lot of talking, some very odd confessions, some forced bits to get things moving, and some more talking. This issue looked good, but was boring. And getting right back to the type of storytelling I hope Robinson left behind when he left the Wonder Woman book behind eric uh because this is weird on her butt i thought of that actually on her knees but yeah uh we've had this whole deal that this is the you know it's a two-faced story kind of we haven't really gotten much of two-faced up until this point we did have more last issue it's a harvey Um, dent story jim well, the the problem is, is that it hasn't been much of any story. And I liked it at the <laughs> beginning. I liked the setup. We liked the fireflies. Fireflies were my favorite And I think part. even at one point, I yelled at you, and I'm like, we ain't going to be seeing them anymore. And you're like, I hope so. Well, I don't think we are going to. That That's a big problem. Let a man both hope, of Jim. Us. Why you got to always but, kick me when I'm well, down? That's what we're here for, aren't we? The killers of dreams and hopes is what we are. Hopes and nightmares. Is that how you said no. it there? Hopes and nightmares. Well, what happens here is you had Batman kind of trying to figure out what's going on. There was a murder, a moida, then an arson. Shot twice then, with two guns. Then a bounty. Then all these things that did and lead then Batman going to figure after out. the GCPD. Yeah, which Harvey ended up saving Gordon and a bunch of other people. But this all led to Batman trying to find out where Two-Face is and where things started to go wrong for me. Especially like if I wanted to pinpoint where it was, it was kind of that idea that Batman figured out that Harvey Dent stayed in a maintenance office in the middle of the Gotham Bridge because it's two halves of a bridge. It's in the middle middle of the two halves. That's a little forced. And when he got there, when Batman got there, even Harvey was like, boy, I didn't think you'd figure this out because there really wasn't much of a riddle to it. Up until this point, for the most part, it hasn't really done a lot for the character. But I've liked Harvey just because of how much he's just like, well, I've been been here, done that. I'm not why bother trying anymore. You're the world's greatest detective. Coming up with twos of everything. It's kind of getting a little old. But so the last issue, we end up with this cliffhanger that Batman goes, finds Harvey and says, listen, I want to talk to you. Let's talk things out. Now, we did make fun of the idea that Harvey has a very specific two-faced table. And again, this is a maintenance office. table. And I said to you this week, I was even talking to you, that the idea of this is a maintenance office. So when Harvey's not there... 
The maintenance workers, I, I assume during the day, Harvey makes Look, himself scarce. I got scarce. a cushy job. I am yeah, not. Yeah, they come to work. Me I'm and not trying be to like cause me any and problems. You. Me and you come in. Me and you work at this. We come in. I'm like, hey, Eric, what, what's going on with this crazy table? This like silver dollar table. I don't know. I guess the boss wants us to sit around. I'm all well, for that. Even at, even at work as it is, there. if somebody comes in and starts walking around that I don't know, and if he looks kind of big or scarier than that, yeah, I'm you're not, not about to approach him. I got a job but, to do. But I'm if sticking... he came in with a table and put it right in your office, look, if he Just came in there, with a table, I'm thinking it's above my pay grade. Maybe and the, the boss and told the him to do it. The table is actually a I big coin <laughs> with scratched up face. Like uh, it's he's so a, he needs to refinish that table. Also, just that he comes in, he he's two faced. I mean, this this is a known guy not any in problems. Gotham. No, I'm like I. That's my last day. I may not even put in my two weeks. I'm I just don't know. It's a pretty cushy maybe, job. I leave him maybe alone. The he next might leave thing me you alone. Do. Yeah, maybe. We're you don't know, but we are in this issue. We're behind the ladders over there, hiding, eating a sandwich, sitting, sitting on boxes, eating a sandwich. So it starts off, and it starts Hashtag off in a weird people deal problems. with me. This is where I, I laughed here because you have this idea and it's like Batman says, no more fighting, Harvey. We can always go another round. Now, I wish he would have said we can go round two. That would make more sense in the joke of things. And Harvey's like, we sure could. But even Two-Face can see the futility of that scenario. You and me over and over, dot, 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 just the two of us. So now just the two of us in the way this progression is, is Harvey saying that. Now, what leads me to tell you this is because when when Gordon shows up, which actually looks like Flash running through Gotham when you see him there, uh, he, he is uh, how he knows what the deal is. But he shows up there. Harvey gets upset and says, you said there would only be us. Batman never said that. I went to the other issue, last oh, no. issue to see. Never said anything. The, Harvey said that. Now, is he saying that to, that's Harvey saying it to Two-Face? <laughs> makes no sense. And he jumps off the bridge. But before that. You, you, you talk you, on the, that whole idea where he then jumps off the bridge. What would that have accomplished? I'm telling you, Batman, let him fall. Know. Because what, he's not getting All away. All it he's is dying. is for a Batman moment. It's only for a Batman moment. I mean, really, he could no say. No self-preservation to this Harvey Dent. The way this is going down, Batman has never come to him in any threatening way at this point. At, at this so point, he can say, walk to go get some he, could say he, could, he could just say then, hey, the deal's off. I mean, why jump off a bridge? I mean, Every really. But G- Gordon comes in, but before that, it's a non-deal. Non he just jumps yeah, off I know. a fucking bridge. He jumps off a bridge. <laughs> He's had enough. Uh, with that, though, I think that one of the big things that James Robinson has had a problem with with this story is this idea of exactly what is going on here, the basis of all this. And one of the problems is the fact that even me and you talking about this, you get this name, Carl Twist. Oh, I went back and reread some of the older yeah, issues because I realized sense. how confused I was last time. The thing yes. is, when we found the body initially, it was not Carl Twist. It was Howard no. Frank. And it was Howard, was Harold Frank. And Harold that's Frank, the problem. That was, was not actually Carl Twist. Yes. It wasn't stressed enough. And as this but story has gone on. it still doesn't come together properly no, in this it, issue it, when they're is, talking about it. It is okay. But you, you have to keep mentioning the idea. Please, James Robinson, you have to keep mentioning the idea that Carl Twist was disguised as Harold Frank because you've gotten past that. And then when you're talking about Carl Twist, you start thinking in your mind, but wait a second, wasn't that an assumed identity? And you get confused because of how little 
that that what that was stress. But if you go back, you can make it work. You can make see what happened. Harold oh, Frank no, got killed. I, I'm telling you, I couldn't even do that because the whole no, thing I is did. like you said before. This whole issue is about talking on top of this bridge here, no. where we have the confession of Two Face trying to hide the fact. Well, that, that doesn't make down. sense. And the thing is, like, if you're trying to hide this and going to why all are the you confessing? Did, why are you confessing? Yeah, why with are nobody you confessing? pushing you about? It? And even the thing is where he sent the fireflies in to take care of Harold Frank's, you know, apartment or Carl Twist apartment, yeah, whatever you yeah. want. That wouldn't have led to Two Face or anything. No. It would have led to Cobra, nope. who you're yeah. trying to stop as well. Or the there fireflies. Was no reason. And, and, and they the already fireflies. knew that Harold Frank wasn't co- like you know what Harold Frank. It was Carl Twist by and the, the body itself, not is, the apartment. And the other deal is, at one point, they even stressed that because the building caught on fire, that set into motion Cobra going after Batman and the GCPD. So really, he ended up really screwing himself, and, and then there confesses was no everything. But here's the deal: Howard Fra- Harold Frank got murdered. Uh, when Batman went there, he realized that that wasn't the real Howard, Harold Frank. I want to say Howard. Harold Frank. <laughs> I said and they initially. ended up figuring out it was Carl Twist, which has the connection to Two-Face. The problem yes. I have is that he that Carl Twist was disguised himself. He had assumed the alias of Harold Frank for 10 years. This has been 10 years. There is a little bit that is thrown in that makes this try to work and is so ridiculous because they say recently – the DNA of Harold Frank, the original one, was just found. It was found like a yeah. month before this so that they can ID the real Howard, Harold Frank, which then <laughs> seems to it's lead that where is it where Two-Face figures out that that is Carl Twist? Is it because that new DNA came about? Is he there you know, watching no the idea. wire? There, the, it doesn't make sense. Now, he where knew Carl's you get this MO idea. and saw, hey, this Harold Frank, he comes off a lot like that Carl Twist. Wait a minute. Yeah, yeah. Bang, bang, it, it baby. Doesn't, it doesn't really go well because what then happens, and as he explains and confesses to Batman is that you had the, you know, uh, Harvey Dent himself found out that Twist was in town. Twist was in town to work with Cobra. He, his pride was up. He, that was the case right before Maroney and he so got Maroney off scot-free. Maroney the ass in your face and yeah, then and he got off like, on he a technicality. It's time for so, a little personal justice, Yeah, Jim. and Twist got uh, technicality, justice. not Maroney. It was Twist no. that got out on the technicality, so he wants street justice, which Harvey's not supposed to do. Now, with this, because if that Two the Face more, is the bad one, what are they Jim. Yeah, How are and they that, two that's what of it the all same goes. Coin and this Harvey's is what the bad gets one me. Too. Why wasn't the story that Batman goes and sees that this body is shot, and then the story is trying to figure out if it was Two Face or Harvey instead because of this? Make like sense. that's, but that's I'm the interesting you, part the of only, the story. It's, it's just the only interesting part. Here. But the thing is, it's confessed because there's no way to discover that. And the whole thing is, the only way you can discover this happened is by Two Face confessing to it. I so don't think no so. Reason for it. He, if he would have set it up from the beginning, that it ends up. And just imagine this: a guy gets shot twice. They go, "Oh my God!" It ends up being Twist. We arrest Harvey, or actually Two Face. Two Face is in jail, and the whole idea is. Batman is trying to say that it's not Harvey Dent that's uh, I mean it's not Two-Face that's guilty it's Harvey Dent then you have that interesting thing where they kind of that? play with this but that that you play with it because you find out and then eventually you know you have them on you know almost like you can't handle the truth Two-Face would confess at the end but through all that's of this the thing is, you would have no Two-Face claiming he's confess. the guy no, I'm saying that you have to have Batman force in a tricking way of going through evidence and things like that, where you, you could have the thing start out as a murder that doesn't involve 
twos. And that's where Batman gets the clue of, wait a second, this isn't Two-Face's M.O. And then you're led to believe at the beginning that maybe it's not even Two-Face, you know, it's another villain. And that's where Batman realizes, no, no, I think this might be Harvey. But what you have later, and he tries to do this in this. This is why I think it would be interesting. He tries to go with Gordon and them on this bridge of the idea of him not being the same guy. That Harvey and Two-Face are separate entities. They can't. So that's where the interesting part of the story could have been. But he didn't even go with it. He just went with this thing. You throw in Cobra, which makes no sense involved into it. And the story is just a bunch of And not only that. Not only the thing is you have the whole long drawn out confession, which I'm telling you, there's no reason for Two-Face to give out here. Because this is his sole purpose right now is to keep Harvey the good one in everybody's eyes so he can continue being the bad one. The only way we get away from that is Two-Face confessing himself only to get onto the Carl twist is working with Cobra. So Cobra comes back and is a big thing again by attacking different places. you know yeah. what? You and I, Batman, we're going to team up to something. Yeah. Like, why? But even then, you, what makes yeah, it worse is you still don't have enough story. You don't have enough setup. So out of nowhere, Gordon says, oh, by the way, you know, these Cobra agents, we never have been able to capture one oh, and get them to confess because they How have these moral this brain bullshit? bombs. Jesus but Christ. this one didn't go off in time. Until so then did. you have this guy <laughs> who's there and he's just like, I don't know. I like to talk. You, you know how it is. I was a public servant once. Time. I was a county clerk. All right. And it's Bullock giving the, you know, trying to get the confession and things. So, oh, come on, buddy. Then give me something. He tells him every bit that you just need to know to go forward. And then dies. And then the brain bomb goes. And it's not a brain bomb. It's more of a brain melt. But it goes on. But yeah, that is such a fun. That's what angered me even more <laughs> than so anything bad. else in this. That's I mean, it's like, everything is so forced here because oh it has God. to be because none of it works otherwise. Yes, if you have a Cobra agent who every, everybody – better- Everybody on the GCPD knows you can't keep a Cobra agent and have him talk because as soon as they start doing it, their brains melt, except for this one guy, until he gives enough information to keep the story going. Then his brain melts. Then his brain melts. And and the way that James Robinson tries to play it off is the guy's like, well – I'm no good anyway. I'm going to die either way if, if this brain bomb that doesn't. I love the idea where Gordon says, here's here's the deal. First off, the guy's brain thing doesn't melt. I don't know how quick you can get into a hospital and kind of get it out. But it's even so. I don't even know how he it says, works. I love this the way the first I'm hearing I about it. I love the way he says it, though. He says, you know, these Cobra agents, they have these neural implants that go off and they try to confess. I don't know what happened. Either this guy's brain is stronger or the bomb is weaker. I'm like, really? That That's what you're going to do with this? Please. I mean, really? That, that's how you're going to explain this? I'm telling and you, all it is is exposition. Gordon, Gordon you're, you're dumb. All right. The, the strong brain or the weak bomb. Either way, he's yeah. got a, bra- a bomb in his brain yeah. that's going to destroy him. Yeah. yeah. And then, and then like the, the oh, no, actually, no. the it thing me- is, it malfunctioned. Just say it fucking malfunctioned. Yeah. What are you and, doing but here? It, but that's the thing is, if it malfunctioned, then it malfunctioned. It goes off later. It, it, the timer's off. I mean, really? If these no, guys no. get There's captured, key, that's the thing is too. They're, they're set to detonate when yeah. they start confessing. Are there key words set to this yeah. whole thing? Like key I words. confess, guilty, <laughs> confess, cobra plans. You know. Yeah, the guy's there. He's like, and it'd be great if he's a stutter. He's like, I, c- 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 I'll tell you everything. The brain. Oh bomb no, we found a loophole again. I'm like, oh no, I told you never get to hire recorder. a stutterer. Ah, Cobra, you've been foiled. Oh, my God. But, yeah, you have all this there. And and then it goes back to Batman saying No, I I still don't like Two-Face confessing for no reason anymore. I'm telling you, though, the whole basis of this, because we're kind of arguing and doing some things with this. The whole idea of this is that 
Harvey committed the murder. That is something yes, that to protect, face, yes, yeah, to, to get, to protect Harvey. Two Face cannot deal with the idea because he is a man of two halves, good, bad, you know, heads, tails. And if oh, Harvey's ugly. bad, what is he? This really sets him off. That's t- it's this whole worldview is off kilter now. I wish it was one of those where you even added in The Simpsons where Lisa became bad. So then Bart yeah. said he wanted to be good at school. I wish Harvey's like, you know what? If Harvey's going to be bad, maybe I can be good. <laughs> and you see the weird ways that he's trying to be good. He's there at the give soup everybody kitchen. two million dollars. He's at Here, the soup kitchen. Everybody, everybody, everybody's like, ah, they're running away from him. Oh, come on, yeah, everything. Can I have good. a piece of bread? Why don't you take two? Why don't you take two? I'm not that hungry. No, you're taking two. <laughs> Do it right now. There you go, buddy. Two's on me. So you have the idea that then Try to be good here. Don't fuck with me, homeless guy. That the other thing that I love with this is the idea of listen, hey, if Harvey does something bad then that sets things in motion that that fucks me. No, no. When when either of you do something bad, I mean, really, Two-Face, all you have to do is when Batman does come, because if he comes for you in this story, he's coming for both of you. Just say, I did it. Just be face, because if Harvey does it, at least you might get away with something, because it doesn't have to be fucking twos or something. Yeah, even so, he does well. All that happens is there's the bullet, he shoots him again, Leave. You're done. Because when Batman sees that, it's like two bullets, two separate Must. guns. You know, I know one guy who was <laughs> in the, the two. That's what I'm talking about. The whole idea of trying to prove it's Harvey uh, Dent here instead of Two Face like this. This man was shot. I think it was Harvey Dent. <laughs> two Face? No, Harvey Dent. No, I'm telling you what he had to do because once all he's saying is everything that he's doing is making that connection to get it to Two Face so that when Batman comes he to been him. Scuffed. Two-Face is the bad guy. That's all you need. All he has to do is confess. This is what I'm saying. If it started out with one shot. I did it. And then Two-Face confessed, then Batman could be like, okay, the GCPD arrests him. And then Batman, it doesn't stick with him. Wait, Wait, I better bribe my way on the jury because this doesn't make any sense. You know what? He did drive by with the car, though, playing It Takes Two. I think (laughs) it's him. I really do. But with that... All he had to do was do the second shot, confess, and just say it was Two-Face. Case closed. It's all done then. Everything is is, scot-free, like he says earlier. You're done. But yet he does all these other things to take up all this time. And then when Batman comes to him, why'd you do it? All he has to say is, eh, I felt like it. You know what? I don't like Carl Twist. And they would have went with it. Instead, he's like, eh, that was Harvey. I'm like, all this stuff that you did, you just flushed down the toilet twice. And even then, Eric, the twice. whole thing, too, where, where Two-Face has to go into the GCPD to protect uh, Gordon because Cobra was going after them because of the plans of Carl <laughs> Twist, which they got because yeah. he killed Carl Twist. And I'm then like, really what the, the yeah. fuck? And then the thing is, the Cobra guy's there. Now and, he's and taking care of Carl Twist's pet, too, I bet. They <laughs> don't know what's going on. Then they go, and they're, they're making this Cobra guy confess. And Cobra basically just... Just says, eh, you know, you know, there's checkmate. That's our villain, but you know, Batman. We go after Batman now. All right, thanks. And well, even that, I should check- have known it. Doesn't even know checkmate's still a thing. Yeah, yeah. Nobody and does. It, it's uh, it's, it's Tiger great. working for checkmate now. He says all this Spiral. stuff and just says. Uh, you know, does checkmate even exist anymore? We're here because of Batman and Gotham City, big and dark. That's why we're here. Uh, Harvey goes, yeah, I guess that makes sense. Yeah. 
All that is is like, eh, we don't have anything to fucking do. So we came to Gotham to fight Batman. So now uh, it's, it's just- time to stop them because Two-Face has a map of all their locations. Yeah. And he's going to fucking hang himself out of the Batmobile like he's Sebastian in the never-ending oh, story it. riding a oh, luck dragon. God. Sh- uh, with his guns. Why, why didn't Batman like Batman, wait a second? You know fuck? I do have one rule. Get rid of those guns there, buddy. It's a ridiculous uh, I just issue. like it even before that, though. I, I do love the idea that James Robinson repeats himself a couple times with yeah. the idea of, hey, Harvey's this and I can't have Harvey being good. I'm the bad one. And then tries to turn it around by the end to be a two-faced thing. That's the only reason he repeated himself, Eric, because he says, you repeated yourself. You said that twice already. I'm like, don't make that a two-faced thing. That's a hack writer thing. I'm sorry. Uh, Because uh, at the end, Batman says, listen, if anybody else dies, if Cobra does all this, this is on Harvey's head as well. So you have to help me. At that point, I'm like, I don't even know how to even connect things anymore. No. There's so many crazy things going on. And this confession just to have him shooting guns Wild West style. <laughs> Hanging out of the goddamn sunroof of the Batmobile. Why is Batman that? <laughs> Yeah! Why is the roof open? And why is he letting brandish guns? I'm telling you, you had so much They're going to go after some bullies down this a dark alley. Thing. This is Detective Comics. Batman yeah. in this book is a so many problems with Clayface being on his side already. Now he's going Wild West style. Two-Face rooting, tooting, <laughs> shooting out the fucking top of the Batmobile. This Holy feels amazing, moly. Batman. You ever do this? Come up here. Oh like, really? Have you ever driven in a car before? Oh, my God. It's so ridiculous. The idea of Herbie <laughs> shooting guns out the top of I'm sitting there and I see these reviews yeah. and, like, and that kick-ass last page. I, I looked at that last page and I'm like, I love the way the wind feels on my face, Batman. Batman Both is of them. so pissed in there. He's so cranked up. He's like, listen, Julia Roberts, get the fuck back in here. This isn't big. You're not Tom Hanks. Holy moly. I'm glad that we had fun talking about this. Comics. I'm I was so into I'm the first crying. two issues of the Sark. I'm looking at this page. It's so ridiculous. It looks cool. I'm telling you, it looks like a cool page. It makes no, no it, it looks ridiculous is what it looks like. He, he's like, you're not allowed to have guns hanging out. I don't want people. He's almost like it's the 2 a.m. girlfriend. They're like, listen, Two-Face, I want you to join up with tale. me. Gonna, I can't be seen with you. Two-Face is going to oh get decapitated and become a cautionary tale. Why can't this <laughs> limos anymore? It's going to be like an Arrested Development. I, I knew a guy once who did. It's going to be so ridiculous. And then Two-Face is like, go screw yourself. You fucking killed KG Beast. I'm allowed to brandish guns. He's like, yeah, you got me there. You got me there, bunny. Look at him there. He looks so goddamn happy. Uh, this is where if you told me. He's had the time of his life. Batman looks you so You may be the happiest man I've ever been, Batman. Yeah, and also, Both of us. I, I, do, I do appreciate that they do have two separate guns. So that's where you did see that you yes. had the two deal. But plus, they are also murder weapons. Batman's dead. He doesn't care. <laughs> He's just there. Oh, my well, God. They're not going to stop Let's being murder weapons. Let's go smash Cobra. Well, I know they're, they're about to continue the, the plan here. Uh, what would you give this, Eric? I, I would I don't give this issue. Remember what I gave it now. I, I like the art in this issue, but the, the story itself is just nonsense. Where you, It's boring, like you said, and I, I can't find this whole reasoning behind it very natural at all. It seems very forced on all angles to get to this conclusion, yeah. which is ridiculous with him hanging out of a skylight or a freaking sunroof <sighs> of the Batmobile. So I give yeah, it a 5.5 5 out of 10, mostly yeah, for the funny. art. 
it looks funny. I do like the art. I, I did like the art throughout. The one thing that I told you it at might work come at around. that one point that uh, well, we'll see. Well, now you got Two Face and Batman together. It just took too many issues to get. I'm to this dealing point. with that in Scarecrow and Kings of Fear right now. Yeah, I don't need any yeah, more of that. No. Yeah, I don't. And I'm going to be dealing with that uh, like with Penguin is, Batman coming up. I don't need more I, of this. I gave this a 5.1, and this is my most positive bat book tonight. Uh, I'll give you a little hint there. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I like the art, and but the, the one thing that did go off was that whole progression of Harvey jumping off the bridge. I did Why? think that was a little bit confusing. Why? It made no sense anyway. I well, saw if I can't have my head just, out of a, sky, uh, a freaking sunroof, I'm about as well kill myself. Uh, we'll I, make I, your I, dreams I, come true, Harvey. I hope we're 22 stories up. <laughs> it's just nonsense. It's complete nonsense, but 5.1, the art saved it from an FU5, but this yes. is another one where we used to like James the Robinson, and I liked it at the beginning. I don't know what happened. I'm actually afraid to go back and read Earth 2 again. Maybe I just liked it from a different perspective in my no, life. I go I, back now, the, it could be I, terrible. I told you, I almost finished the first arc, the first oh, six issues. That's a glowing review right and, there. And by that, by that, I mean I read the first issue and a half, Eric, yeah. and they were great. That first issue was awesome, so I just think, I don't know what happened. Maybe he just doesn't care or whatnot. I don't <laughs> No, this doesn't make sense. It seems like he's just making shit up as he goes and just goes with it. But what's the, the what's the next book? Action Comics number 1004, written by Brian Michael Bendis, art by Ryan Sook, Wade Von Grawl Badger, Brad Anderson, and Josh Reed. Superman comes face to face with his marital status as he confronts Lois about what she's been doing back from space and why hasn't she come home. I love the art in this issue and why we didn't progress that far in the Secret Syndicate story or Red Cloud. I'm all about getting information about what the fate of the Superman family is going to be. Yeah, this was okay. I know that a lot of people are mad. A lot of people are saying that this rips apart the family. It just makes it so that it's Brian Michael Bendis in his mind. The family's not destroyed. He has to explain the idea of why you would have a six issue arc later on that Lois won't even be in, or why so that he can have times where Superman is just by himself well, it's for like extended I just said in my written review, it's like, you know, we have to have Superman doing stuff. He can't always come home on time for dinner yeah. and stuff like that and have yeah. his family and, worry and about him. with that, it, it is a weird thing, though, and I think this is why he thinks he has to do it. He, in this, especially in Action Comics here, um, he is spending a lot of time at the Daily Planet. So you want to have an idea where if he's at the Daily Planet, then people start being like, well, if he's at the Daily Planet, why isn't he with Lois? And why isn't Lois? Lois, Lois. And Brian Michael Bendis just wants to be able to have that. And, and kind of to me, this is his way of setting up later of them not always being together. Like you said, not going home for dinner, well, even the not whole thing, being like, around all the like time. We hate the idea that you tear us under the Superman family because that's what we really loved about, you know, Tomasi's run on, you know, Superman before this. But what did we do more than anything? Whenever John was left home alone or something like that, oh, look we at the would bad make fun of it. over here. Yeah, and we'd you, make fun you of it. Get I rid think of that's what he's you trying to do. John in space with his grandfather. You got Lois out there doing her author X bullshit, and you yeah, have Superman yeah. being Superman. And that's what you know. I can kind of see. The yeah, thing, and they're even doing. I it really plus- enjoy the Superman family. I'm telling you, I, I am not going to be shocked that, say, at, you know, Action Comics 112, 115, 116, that we end up having a three-issue arc of just Lois. And he'll be able oh, to boy. do that the way this is set up. So I don't mind that you start with that classic now of his, I, I'm doing air quotes, of the 
post-it notes and things on Lois's computer and it things like that. It was fun like the that. first time. It's getting old I, now. Yeah, I'm done with that. And that's one of Manship's emails. you were emails. done with it the first and issue. email. I'm reading that and it's cracking me up. And I know because Ed, he loves everything that Manship loves. It's because he knows it's driving me nuts. So Manship's reading the, I know this is driving Jim nuts. So he loves it. But you <laughs> also go into it where if you aren't a Bendis fan, which people aren't. And again, I don't, I, I don't like to see – the idea of people throwing shade at this book and discounting this book only because it's Bendis on it. You know, if yeah. you read the book, it's not the greatest book. It's not a people 10 out of Scott 10. Liddell, and I love Scott Liddell yeah, stuff. And it, this book isn't as bad as what some people are saying and not as good as what some people are saying. Just read Agreed. it and judge it by the book. Don't go by the idea of, well, Bendis, you know, he went and took my Superman books away and I'm not making fun of John Wayne. So please don't say <laughs> I'm not even thinking of John Wayne because John Wayne <laughs> actually is trying to like it. I, I, I know. I'm, I'm talking more about <laughs> people on Twitter out. and stuff. No, I'm saying i don't want to make it think that that's who i'm talking about it's people on twitter that they basically you get this i'm not reading any of this bendis bullshit and you're like well what what don't you like about it what i i haven't read any i told you i'm not well, gonna read it well then you, shut your he, mouth he, you know the stuff i see about people hating bendis because you could put them back in the red trunks that's their biggest problem yeah. and it, with the idea of if you don't like bendis and you're not going to read any of these fine do your really? little protest, but don't get on and start yelling about it because you're you're not in the know then. This is why when I say stuff about when people ask or whatever, oh, man, what do you think of the politics? What do you think of the president? What do you think about that? Why I don't do have an that? opinion. You know why? Because I don't know. In this house, I have Zach asking me every three minutes. I have Alex texting He's me. He's known you his I entire don't know life. Enough. How does, that's the thing is he should know you by now. No, he doesn't. He wants to know stuff like that. That's stuff kids he ask their dad and stuff. You asked your dad some crazy <laughs> Easy stuff. It's because he wasn't no, around. No, but they, the thing is, though, is I don't have an opinion because I, I didn't I'm have not time. knowledgeable on it. So people, I'm just getting back to the idea of don't sit there and say this book is bullshit unless you're reading it. That's why John Wayne's reading it. So if he tells me, if he messages me and says, I don't like this, this or this. I, I take that, you know, I, I listen to him because yeah. he's been reading it. These other people are just protesting, like I said, just going into this. But then I'll start with this idea of he, he starts with this nonsense right away with Clark and Perry. Hey, it's uh, I'm, I'm chasing this red cloud, red tornado. No, red cloud, red tornado. No, red cloud, red tornado. It's a cloud. It's a tornado, a tornado, a cloud. Oh, my. It's not that, that, that bad. It's bad. It goes on. I'm telling you, that's not for, that bad. The stuff with Lois later on, I think, is the worst I'm part of this dialogue. I'm telling you, that but. actually isn't as bad as I thought that was going to be. Really? Uh, because this starts out with this red tornado bit. It it keeps going for until the middle of the issue when Superman then shows up and says red tornado and a red cloud. And he's like, oh, okay, red cloud, I guess it is. You, you also have the, you know, this Trish who that's annoying as Trish hell Q. too. I mean, the, these things with the daily planet, I like that. We're seeing Gossip more daily Trish planet yeah, and we are seeing more daily planet than we have. So I don't mind that. But now you see that Trish is only there so that it could set up this whole thing with Lois being back and supposedly meeting with Lex. And it's such a non-story there in this and also throws continuity out of well, whack. Well, that's the thing. Is, I don't know if it throws out of whack because I'm telling you, this must be a Superman reborn moment where the whole idea is, you know, now we're working in the pre, like you know the the pre flashpoint continuity where Lex Luthor at one point was the president of the United States. Well, this is so what gets back. me, though, is because of the fact that 
they want to throw Lex as the ex-president, and that really throws a lot of things though, out of whack with the Legion of Doom and stuff. Like That story becomes so much bigger than plus. You can't just be an ex-president and just walk around and go visit a woman by yourself. You still have people with you and things like that as an ex-president. It, just, it ends up being a little bit of a nugget of info that I think he threw in there as a wink-wink to the past continuity. You don't need it. It's not needed at all. It's not even part of anything that else is going on. I mean, just imagine that. Now it's Lex Luthor, bad guy, Legion of Doom, also ex-president of the United States, and right. they're never gonna they're never gonna have anything with that over in Justice League and stuff. I thought it was a really silly thing to do, and really didn't add well, anything that, except know, when, for a headline. When that's Superman flies off the one point to stop a riot over at Iron Heights, like which he shouldn't be doing anyway. That's Flash territory. Yeah, Iron Heights. He's grabbing weird. Trickster and. Uh, and uh, the yeah. Pied Piper, I'm like, well, Pied Piper's not a villain anymore in the current continuity, so I don't know what Superman Reborn did, but and, that poor and guy Trickster, was... we've already seen him enough in Flash to make it not really make much yeah. sense of him being there as well. Plus then, when Copperhead shows up, and it's a cool moment where yeah. you see that Superman has to go takes her to Iron Heights. What, what is his infatuation with Iron Heights? I mean, is, is War, Warden Wolf up to no good? We, we've seen. That Why is the worst a, place well, to take people. No, no, I, no the I worst mean, place really, we've Superman. seen from Atomic Skull is Striker's Island. Striker's Island might be bad, but <laughs> Iron Heights, of what we've seen, pretty much this week, it's on fire. Look, I mean, no everything goes to wrong. Anybody. You want to take the yeah. Bell Rev, freaking Arkham Asylum, Black Kate? Like, you don't want to take anybody it's, anywhere. I don't know. I don't know where you're going to take them. Uh, you know, maybe they should set up their own little villain sanctuary, but then again, maybe that would go wrong don't too. Do it. But yeah, all this, this whole thing with Trish, and, and you have the. Uh, Perry, like, I don't even know why I wanted a gossip columnist again. I'm like, I know why, Perry, because this story, that's all it was. It was a setup for the story. It's okay. Uh, but yeah, the whole thing is that, oh, hey, yeah. here's Lois. She's meeting with she's Lex. She's canoodling and, and she with Lex Luthor. Canoodling. They're always canoodling. So yeah, and that's the and, thing. Is, it's weird because I think a lot of people from the stuff I saw online is that they're not really realizing what's happening here because then we go back in time to the previous night where we saw in previous issue where Superman confronted Lois Lane yeah. in disguise trying to hide out and stuff like that. And then they had the whole idea of recon- um, kind of reconciliation or just figuring out where they stand it's as a Couple. Yeah, it's more of trying to explain things. This still doesn't explain fully to me why Lois would come back and not get a hold of him right away. This would be something well, that I'm in my that mind really bothers me. And even yeah. the explanation, it's like, you know, we're not we're not a normal family, Clark. There's no reason we should be. I need to go out and write. I don't need to be home being a mother in what the fuck are you talking about? Ever since Superman Reborn, which you're forcing the Alexa with the present stuff in because of that. You've been working at the Daily Planet nonstop since John was born. Perry's the yeah. fucking godfather, and you're all doing other books and stuff. It was well, and, and all combined. This. I'm you telling you, when writing. Tanya gets Tanya gets mad at me, and sometimes she yells and screams. Sometimes, Eric, occasionally, oh, yeah, sometimes. And, and one of the things she yells, I got to be quiet. One of the things she You're yells is that when these kids leave this Probably house, I'm hair. never going to talk to you again. That seems like what's happened. John has basically gone off to space college. And now all of a sudden it's like, hey, look, uh, we don't have kids anymore. We have nothing in common. Hey, get this. I'm skedaddling out. No more canoodling with you. And <laughs> so it seemed like that the way that she came back. Now she explains herself. But there's still that deal where I want Superman to go. Yeah, but why didn't you get a hold of me right Seriously. away? I mean, I understand what you're saying. It makes complete sense. I don't like this, you know, weeks, months, whatever, that you didn't get a hold of me, especially with the idea that she even says, oh, I figured, because when Superman says to her, when he lost uh, his hey, communication, I, or broke I it. lost my communication, she's like, yeah, I figured that. Wouldn't you think when Lois comes back, because basically she comes back and says, you know what, your dad's a looney tunes, but 
John is safe. He's really in his element out there. And me, I was well. just kind of I was danger. getting in the way. Yeah. And it's a funny deal where, to me, Where's my where, own suit, I think that, where I think he should have played this all out was the idea. Because remember when she left, she basically, hey, look, you know, I'm going to be there. And you know, Superman was always having to save her. Yeah. So then they go into space, and I'm getting the idea that John and, you know, Mr. Oz, Eric, uh, Jarrell, always had to save her there. So when she came back, and I don't know. I wish that she would have. Well, I, I wish I she would have come back and just said, listen, I'm always in everybody's way. The only thing I'm good at is writing. So when I came back, I didn't want to get in your way. I was already in John and, and Jarrell's way. So when I came back, I didn't get a hold of you. So you could do your thing, and I can write. She never really spells that out completely, and it bothered me. Bother me too. Bother me. But I can't it, understand this from the thing where if I came back, I don't want to bother anybody with my announcement about it. So honestly, I don't keep my head yeah, low. No, and do you my don't want to bother. So if you came back and you knew that, uh, you know, Jess comes back, Jess goes to space uh-huh. with your brothers. And you see, it doesn't make sense because you don't <laughs> care about anybody. But it, say, it, saying, it, Jess goes into space with Pete from NYC. Okay. And, Pete, and then comes back and knows that you're worried only about Pete from NYC, uh-huh. but then never comes. I mean, you know that Clark has been trying to oh, get a hold of you and wants to know about John. If anything, she should have went right to him and no, said because I, I was unknown to, to her, you would think that Superman is probably scouring the universe trying to find them while she is just there as what we laugh as Arthur, Arthur X, kind of from the John and Lois book at the end of the, the new 52. Yeah. Well, that kind of yeah. seems what she's doing. And uh, she just doesn't go, but you know, they're there, they're together. She explains this. Uh, looks a lot like no, Courtney I, Cox from Friends. Yeah, she, she uh, really does right there. I'm looking at that one right she? there. But, uh, she looks so much like Is her. that what she's saying? Frustrated? I fool halfway? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Even exactly. when she says, finally, a farming reference that makes sense. Even there, yeah, that's where she but looks no, I'm like it. I think she came back because she was picking up some bad habits from Jarrell or John out Deep Space because she says baby more times than I've ever heard Lois oh, say it. Yeah, I, I, I don't really know if anybody hangs out more. With people who actually say babe or baby hate that. every time hate they, start, they start a sentence, but it's goddamn annoying. And I don't want I mean, Lois just, saying it to and, Superman and over and over like, again. If people are like, oh man, you know, I say that all the time. I mean, just just substitute Stop. another word like shithead or something and see how annoying it gets. Yeah, it's like when my dad, my dad was losing it, Eric, by the time he was about to die. Not his weight. So, so no, he wasn't losing that. <laughs> and if he was, every part of his body found it. But we would go there and I have five kids. So, yeah, yeah sometimes I forget what their names are. You know, you know, kill me, Eric. Yeah, Sue me. But we go over and my dad couldn't remember. Hey, champ. And he just keeps sport. saying, all oh, right, sport. What's going Slugger. on there, slugger? And all of these, these were all the ones. And so- it gets annoying. So her like, don't hey, worry, baby. One. Don't worry, babe. All right, baby. I, I wanted Superman to be like, who the fuck are you? What, are you some I, Daxamite? That's the thing is, I was telling you about this earlier in the week guy. before you'd read it. Daxamite doesn't even make me sense. There you go. Uh, but uh, <laughs> like, you, you started thinking maybe it's a clone. I'm like, God, I wish that was the fact. But why would a clone be picking up terrible lingo like this? Because it learned it from watching the baby, baby, baby video of Justin Bieber. <laughs> well, the minute the clone got there, no belly button. I don't see a belly button in this issue. It goes down and baby, baby, that's all she saw. So she thinks that's how people talk to each other and go bowling a lot because that there's a lot of bowling in that, Eric. And also the funniest rap to watch now because I watched that video this week because of this. And uh, Ludacris has a rap yes, in the middle and Ludacris is rapping. I'm sure. 
about when he had a girlfriend when he was 13. I'm like, ludicrous. Oh, God, please. He's like, when I was 13. I'm like, really? You're, you're rapping about a 13-year-old girlfriend. Holy moly. But she yeah, could have been the, the one, Jim. You don't even know. She, yeah, well, that's what. That's why they had the song. That was the one. It was Baby, Baby, Baby. I don't baby. know the song. Yeah. yeah that, was his, that was his first big hit, Eric. Right now, that song, as we make fun of it, has over 2 billion views on uh, YouTube. So there's nothing to make fun of, really. Uh, but yeah, I'd be more impressed with the on, listens. Ooh, it actually also has the most comments, the most upvotes and downvotes. It's like got everything of YouTube. It has all those records I saw today. Uh, but Aren't yeah, you just a little point, knowledgeable beaver about yeah, Justin that's Bieber. that's right. Baby, baby, baby. Oh, there you go, Eric. You like that? You like that little no. deal? I was singing to you. Wasn't ah, bad. Go screw, go screw yourself, <laughs> baby. But yeah, basically Clark's like, I brought you here to have make love. <laughs> He's like, I'm frustrated. She's like, Again. I know. I'm frustrated. Too. I, I'm frustrated. Oh, Oh. Then, you know, great. Then you have to have the great Caesar's ghost. Then they're talking some more. And as this goes on, where Lois does explain, listen, Look, while I was out, me. I had Lois thinking time. Also, I want to know how she got back. Like, you know, it's almost like they ended up putting her a pod, pointed it towards Earth and center. And she had a lot of time to think while this was going on. So she said, I thought, you know what? We don't have a normal family life. Why pretend that? Why pretend to do this? We don't have to impress anybody. Somehow we John's love each 10 other. or 11, he already hit puberty one. As soon as we hit yeah. space, he's, no, he's, I he's think blooming that out there, She just Clark. says he's kind of like that. But yeah, he's <laughs> blooming. He's in his element. And I think it's just because he got away from Damien. Damien was a bad, bad influence. But yeah, so you have this. But was a good let's, influence. Damien let's has a stop. dungeon yeah. now. Yeah, like I said, need let's, John back. Like, let's stop pretending we're normal family life like this. And, you know, and, and what I also would have liked her to point out is, you know, your best friend there, Batman's, he couldn't even get married. I mean, really, we're at Ooh. least better than that. We're better than those pieces of crap I got t- drunk with at the fair. And so it's going. And as it goes on, Brian Michael Bendis wants to put the exclamation point on this where he has to go off and fight villains, grab people, you know, yes. like you said, trickster. And I, I uh, tell you, I, the thing things. is, where we have this in the Brian Michael Bendis books, the whole, you know, stop whatever you're doing because Superman has to go to save the world. It yeah. is becoming a little bit old at this point, but I like it, it here just because this it proves Lois's point for what they're doing right now. Yeah, and then they start talking again. He has to go off again because Copperhead is at the Daily Planet. Yeah, going to kill Trish. Superman comes in, scoops her up, takes her to Iron Heights. I mean, that's where he goes. Well, that's, the thing, that, that's the whole thing. It seems like it's over at that point because he actually comes to. He's in the uh, the the closet at the Daily Planet when that whole Copperhead stuff goes off because yeah, this yeah. stuff with Lois took place the night before. Now it's the new day where he has to go and stop Copperhead, and yeah, then he goes just, off. Yeah, yeah. Then yeah. he goes it off to go confront Lois about the Lex Luthor stuff. But yeah, yeah. It is odd. he did go off in into that closet so he comes out as superman takes that comes back and trish is all in all and things like that he does talk to robinson good a little like stuff to ask her how she's doing working on that red cloud bit yeah is, that's where Perry- i don't know why i think my favorite part about this book is when superman's talking about is everybody okay okay and then he sees the superman dead headline your front yeah. page on the wall yeah like, that's cool huh, the good old days and then when J- jimmy says i know right the look to superman goes, but yeah. you, Jimmy. Yeah, he's like, what the Actually, I think that's a setup. I think that's a setup to, for him to get Jimmy more involved. I just I think want that he, to be Jimmy Stone doing small talk. Jimmy it's the worst involved. thing ever. Like, I'm telling you, you, I think it looks over that he looks, he looks sad to me. He looks like he's like, 
Jimmy, you got no fucking life now. Holy remember, shit. Remember in the New but 52 even, when you were a billionaire? Then, you fallen no, hard, yeah. kid. Oh, yeah. My favorite, though, is when Copperhead comes in, Perry comes out with that bat. Hey there. They used to call me Crazy Perry. Now they call me the Batman. And he's there. <laughs> and then he does say, hey, hey, Supes, any cancer? No, no, you're clear, buddy. And, and you right. know, that's a callback and things like that. I like it. I, I like some of these things. I actually like uh, a lot of the interactions, though, when you start getting the Bendis talk. But I think it's getting less and less. And I know when you look at it, I mean, I can go through pages and I'm looking where maybe we're getting used to it because you even have Superman go then to go back to Lois. And where you can tell Brian Michael Bendis has written the book is you have this stepladder, I call it, of dialogue. You have the boxes that are... A little box, a little box. You know, it just goes, keep going up one step, 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 step. step Stepladders. Yeah. But that's how it is. You have a panel that is full of words because most of the boxes only have one word. But you know what? I said that. Damn it. Yeah. You know, stuff like that. Even at the very, you know, the end. She really liked it. Oh, okay. Hey, you know, you have these things. I must be getting used to it because that's what used to annoy me a lot didn't annoy me that much here uh, but yeah at the end you have you know classic deal where oh, Superman yeah. goes gets Lois and they fly up into the clouds the whole idea and is says, like you know what go. you know Lois is going through a midlife crisis to a degree it's like I think I really need this Clark so please okay baby whatever you know yeah, kind of thing baby, baby. giving her the idea to go off and do her own thing but knowing that we can have the Superman family when anybody wants to play with them in the future so it's still intact with a little bit of wiggle room there for anybody to do whatever they yeah. want yeah, and so you have that going on, and it also set up that Clark is going to possibly work with Robinson Good to work on this Red Cloud story, too. There was a kind of a thing there. Hey, what do you it's got? Eh, I got like half a story. He's like, I have a half, too. We can combine the halves. I don't think that's how stories work there, Clark. Oh, yeah. This is not writing a book. This is investigative journalism. You probably have the same parts of both there, but he's going to go with that, and I think that that is a way that we're going to see more of Robinson Good and Clark maybe has an eye on her so that's why know what she's running well. about anytime anybody has says anything about red cloud or anything where the red cloud comes well, and kills that's the thing Keep too, shut is, good. she's part of the deal so yeah. i think that he kind of has a little suspicions from everything that was going on as well, well. he should so we'll, we'll see that well i know, I know he's not should, the world's well, greatest we, detective but come on sir, man. don't be a dummy should, but yeah, so what did you give this? I mean, I really liked the art in this issue, and I liked finding out what happened with Lois and the Superman family and where we stand and that whole thing. And I gave it a 7 out of 10 because of that. Yeah, I'm going to give it a 7.5. Uh, I actually like the art a lot as well, and I like the interactions. I like the idea. I know that people are mad about I Lois I and things. I read on the site I, that anybody who's liking Bendis' action comics must be eating shit because that's the only well, explanation. Well, that's what I'm saying. And and the other thing about that is, like, that is there, there's somebody else liking. that I I am eating shit. I'm not allowed to eat shit. That's the problem. I wish I could eat shit. That's not on my diet. I, I'd eat it right now. A shit sandwich. But I want to yeah. know again. These are the things that I was talking about. Of the idea of is that person reading this or are they already discounting? And I know it's that not how the you, internet works. Me and you didn't like the Man of Steel mini that no. much that led to this. So if we not were like stop then, either for the we'd most be part. there yelling and screaming. Then you know anybody who likes us eat shit. Well, you know I'd what? I guess we're eating shit. I'm not hating this, but I'm not loving it. But I'm liking it enough, and I'm intrigued uh-huh. enough. I see what he's doing, and he's only been on this book for a little bit. I'm willing to give him the benefit of the doubt at this point because we're not even through one arc yet. Before this I isn't like, a, this, and we say we usually give three issues. Yeah. This book, especially Action Comics, has been good enough for me to continue to the, the next Superman. three. 
Yeah. So, and I don't even mind that as much. I wouldn't drop it. If I was one buying and I love Superman, I think I'd pick I this up before it. Superman. I, I'm telling you, I'd pick up both. I, there's no reason to what drop you, either yet. It's not, well, I'm saying it's <laughs> how many books do you think? That's fucking nothing. These are monthly books. They're not even twice a month anymore. So yeah, eight bucks a month. That's all I'd be spending. I think I could handle that if Superman was my favorite character and I wanted to like it. Half these people who yell, I think they just want to yell to hate something. And then you, you look at these people because I also look at uh, uh, some internet. of the comments in the comic uh, on Come Book Roundup, the user right. reviews, and you see the people with one out of 10. This is the worst thing I've ever read. This dialogue's awful and there's no story. Then you look, they're giving everything Tom King 10 out of 10. So, so where does the madness end? See what you get there. Yeah, really? I don't know. I got a couple <laughs> fights about that. That's for later in the podcast because next up is Justice League Odyssey. Eric, we're going to just barrel on through here. We're going to get done this, baby, because we're at Justice League Odyssey number two. That was a little bit that I'm not stopping. Baby now? I'm just this? telling you, though. I, I'm just giving you that we're not going to stop recording right you. now. Justice League Odyssey number two. Wink, wink. Written by <laughs> Joshua Christ. Williamson. Nudge, nudge, Eric. We're going to barrel through this, Eric. I'm not going to stop recording art by Stepan Sedgwick. You just drop something. And D. No. Ron Bennett. Uh, you playing with your goddamn things. Are you lighting up? Is what? that what I just heard? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, the cat's out of the bag. Well, I gave the first issue. Was, I, I, thought you gonna, I thought you I'm were going to smoke in the house. I'm what not. were you doing then? You playing with your goddamn mess- transformers? The of the mind. Oh, is it? Is it theater of the mind? <laughs> Fucking chunky ass. Well, I oh. gave the first issue of this book the benefit of the doubt since Williamson had to throw a bunch of characters together and make things work. This issue does have me worried. It's not just what we get and didn't get in this issue, but my lack of faith in Williamson himself. As you will hear in a little bit, Eric, hint, hint. I think he is a master of setting things up and never fully explaining them. And this book already seems to have signs of that in my mind. I'm interested in the ideas of how worlds react to being bottled by Brainiac. But this story is already not jiving 100% in my mind. And uh, that's the thing. The, the idea and the concept that seems to be like where they'd say, okay, how are we going to get this Just League Odyssey going? How is it going to start and how it starts with this? Also, though, I will say it's a very specific start that what happens when this ends, you know what I mean? But mm-hmm. they're starting with the idea that there's this ghost sector with these planets from no justice that ended up being bottled and then taken out into the ghost sector and how they had been, you know, worshiping the old gods, which happens to be as Cyborg, Starfire and, and Cyborg core, yeah. and, you know, dark side probably because he's the one who called them there uh and as this goes on i like this idea i really really well, he's a new love god the, this is the old yeah, well gods. i really <laughs> love the idea of uh what these planets how they would react to being bottled because this is something where like it doesn't make sense to a planet a lot of times like all of a sudden our planet gets bottled right. we're not going to be like oh it must be that brainiac again how <laughs> that brainiac he's up to us no good deeds again we wouldn't know what happened and a lot of these planets aren't technologically advanced enough to know. So they have to I look to up, make... I see a green-skinned dude. I'm like, up. Oh, you would know. You'd think us. that's God. No, I'm saying you would think that's God. And you comics. wouldn't know. So this is what I want to know <laughs> is how they would react. And how that that's interesting to me. The idea well, of you got a how these people would react. With the but we don't get enough. The, and we're pushing saying, through it is what I don't like. These people who worship Starfire, you know, they have worshipped her for thousands, millions of years. What do you want to say? And when they were bottled, they look up and see this giant brunette. And then the devil grabbed us and we, yeah. we prayed to you to and like, I like help us. that 
I think that we're past that now. I think that he's like, okay, I showed that. Let's get on with it. I don't think that when we get to the planet of cyborg worshipers, we're going to see the same thing. I think, but that's the thing that interests me. I'm interested in the idea of how a religion would react and evolve and develop in an idea of being bottled, then unbottled, like how they do. And they, he, he, skirts the issue of that like how they explain the devil came that's them getting bottled then when they get unbottled oh no we must have been bad and not worshiping right you know the demons came you know the angels came down and i like all that i think that that ends up being just window dressing here i'm telling you on because i'm okay to get rid of that stuff if we can get to the idea of how these civilizations that's what the thing is that's the problem is I don't I'm not I don't have faith that we're ever going to get to that. I think that that is not going to be what he deals with. He's going to deal more with the idea with that, that they did do that. Well, why? Because we're not going to find out Corey's deal. Everybody seems to be dead. So well, you're going to move she's on. She's found out something inside the guy and they're, I think, moving on. But like, I don't think she found out anything. Is, I know you say be- that she just says that darkness is overcoming me. I don't think right. that she has downloaded his brain. But the the just, idea that these different civilizations through these different bottled civil, you know, ghost sector, whatever we have now, where they're worshiping Cyborg, Azrael, and uh, Starfire, there has to be a connection for how these people for thousands, millions of years, whatever you want to I'm have, telling you, have been worshiping I, them. Yeah, and there has to be a, an explanation of what the Sage Force is in Flash, and there has to be an explanation of why, you know, Iris would have been, you know, exploring that situation in pre-Flashpoint. I think that he is using this as just and it, you know, a force set up to get these people together. Because why wouldn't we have already started in with when uh, she goes there? She has a guy there. Why, why are you worshiping me? When did this start? Whatever. I think it's just going to be. We've been doing it forever, eons ago. We we've been worshiping you, and now we're going as a setup to get these guys and girls together on a team. Because in this issue, you know, we don't see anything. Just that she has. Oh no, the darkness is in me. I don't think that that's leading to finding out why they worshipped her. I think we have I think to that find this that out is going to get pushed point, aside. I don't think we're going to. I think that we would have already done it, even when they had the idea of we oh just man, there's these old there's these old markings. You know, these are all. But there's nothing in this issue that shows me that he's going to explore the why. He just wants to go forward with going and getting together and what, how they're going to try to save them now and whatnot. And Corey's already failed. It looks like her planet's done. Oh, and yeah. now we're going to move on that, to the next thing. That's not on her in my mind. That was done before she even had a, a yeah, chance but, to do but, anything. What, but again, what do you think did this? What do you think destroyed this planet? I don't know, because you and I planet? were talking about this beforehand. Like, you had the idea of like parademons or something like that. But whenever I see anybody like alien-like with wings, I yeah. immediately go Thanagarians. But I don't know how that makes sense with what we have because there's not enough setup yet to really go and, yeah, well, that's ideas. what I'm saying. And what do you get the idea that this won't be on every planet? That as they go to every planet, all the planets of the ghost sector are being destroyed. And well, that's I can just see that being a thing by these angels. And I'm saying I can't see everything, but the whole idea where we have the connection that these other ones are like somebody who's been attacked right now. We only know of one situation, and it's because they're like you know worshiping Starfire. So I have to assume at this point going forward that it's going to be the, like the cyborg planet, the Azrael planet, oh, whoever's yeah, worshiping. That's what I'm saying. That, that kind of worries me connected. too because that kind gets to the deal but there's all these other planets i mean what about the other planets too but the big thing in they my mind is dark side, no dark side seems to know dark side seems to know the info I don't even know he what's seems up to with dark know side at this point well, or how I'm he saying, got though, here that if anything 
Darkseid's just going to say that this was set up by him going back in time. Somebody did this. I, I think that it's going to end up being something not as critical as we think. And that upsets me because that's what I'm interested in. But this issue seems to already start skirting around the issue of these. Why are they worshiping these people as just and I think it just ends up being a hokey setup. You're going to find out that at one point in this, they're going to go back in time through the multiverse because they do end up with this multiversal deal. And I think that that's all it's going to be is they popped up on these planets way back. And then it's just well, going to the multiverse doesn't mean time travel in my mind. That's no, just but I'm saying, I, but I, I'm telling you, I don't think we're going to get to that stuff because right away in in my mind we're going to go to the cyber planet the azrael planet like you said now we're almost done the now, first arc when, when are we going to get this i don't know it could be a slow burn for a lot of stuff we're getting but the thing is i can, i don't know if you tell me you're going to go back in time with, a, with something being called the multiversal key i'm going to be upset because in the first issue i was mad because it doesn't seem he knows how a green lantern works and in this issue it doesn't seem like he knows how tamaranians work with the whole idea of what well it Starfire doesn't i don't has, think he knows you know, a lot of absorbed these absorbed from this alien when she touches him instead of just the language i'm like seems like she got a dark quickening from highlander for what's going on at the end of this issue yeah and again she's at the by the end Corey is reading this prophecy about the ghost sector and a war and then she goes a little nutso and again this is the thing too is where I think that you're saying that he ended up or she ended up getting stuff from this guy I think that it is the globe that she ends up getting infected by because that's what she's holding and reading at the point and then goes nuts and says Mm -hmm. you know that the planet goes nuts I don't think that it was the thing I think it's that multiversal globe type thing that she even says there's other languages on it as well so I don't know what it does but I think that but that's one infection. You know what it's going to be? It's going to be those people who worship Azrael and Cyborg as I'm well. I'm telling you, it's. <laughs> I just, I, I'm worried. I'm worried because a lot of times Joshua Williamson's writing is that idea of everybody knows what's going on. Let's go forward. But there's some interesting things here that I think are the possibility of getting left behind. And with this, you do have, you know, continuing the old god deal of you know, Starfire, Cyborg, and Asriel. So you have Asriel say his two words, and then they, they push him off as being a Batman knockoff. Oh, uh, you have at the beginning, Darkseid is just pretty much telling them all about what's going on, kind of setting us up a little. And he's just throwing shade at everyone and then disappears, just flies off. It <laughs> and seems. that's the weirdest and part. Then, it's like, I don't know how Darkseid got here or what this new Darkseid is ever since he was de-aged after, you know, being aged from being a baby to a man, then de-aged to whatever this is a version we have here, to now he is Lord these three characters out here because you know the whispers of the gods have drawn them to the ghost sector and he yeah. had, he knows some stuff that's going on he there's something destined about these three with dark side to get them all here and then he just gives a cryptic thing about look this is proof and then disappears yeah, he just disappeared like, and, and the cyber ghost dark side disappeared and then they're looking <laughs> in all okay of Corey's. This? All of Corey's followers are, are at a statue it's yeah, just the name. Dead. but with this you have to kind of get him and this idea of there's dark side what is his plan it must be that this whole you know this whole prophecy says if you get these three old gods together with him whatever that something happens that he wants to get to happen we'll see what, what it is ever yeah so he just goes away and that's the problem with this book you you have to kind of force the issue try to get them to be involved so you're going to have to set up something where they're not going to trust him but it's going to be one of those things that has to be well if we don't 
go with him. Trillions will die, so we'll go with him and we'll see how it works out type of yeah. thing that must be getting set up. But they go down. You, you start with Corey's world. They have a world that was uh, ended up worshiping Coriander, and there's one guy left, of course. I mean, course. he didn't have a normal bomb. That, and nobody was Cobra, left alive Eric. to tell the but story. How do you know? Yeah. Okay, there was one yeah, guy left so alive to tell the story. Guy who, who is dying and does die when he's done his story. Really, when this happens, I'm just giving you advice. If you're the last one, never (laughs) say the end. Always add some stuff. Just make up stuff at the end because it seems as long as you're talking, Let me tell you about my laundry day Uh, last week. Did I tell you this diet that I was on? It's a Whole Foods diet. Did I tell you what Midge told me while I was at the grocery store the other day? Let me tell you about this story called The Pit, The Animals in the Pit. Have you uh, ever yeah. seen the never-ending story? Let me tell yes. you this. Let me. T- I'm going to begin it right now. Uh, but yeah, you have Corey talking to this guy. It's a priest. He he is dying. It's a bullshit, uh, she, though, Jim. That story they end, end. Up, they end up getting the Green Lantern and Jessica Cruz to translate. So this guy's saying, you know, we worshipped you. And you get that cool thing. This is cool. The idea that we worshipped you, then the demon came. You see that it is Brainiac when they bottled. Sure and then we all of a sudden we're in the ghost sector and the angels came. You said it's supposed to be. And I think that the ploy is and the twist is that you're supposed to believe their parademons. I think that you because they don't show them. They don't name them. But you have Darkseid and them not. I'm telling you, they're saying that Darkseid, you know, you're not supposed to trust Darkseid. You have to imagine that Darkseid's there playing the game and they would be parademons, yeah, never but who knows mind. what they are. Yeah, but but you think they're Thanagarians out of That's nowhere in a ghost with, yeah. sector. Yeah, I'm saying, though, what planet in the ghost sector has them on it? Because these I have, have no to idea. be somebody from the ghost sector. I don't even know how Darkseid but... got there. Or, you know, the whole yeah. idea of Darkseid had parademons, that means he'd have to go back to Apocalypse, which we know he hasn't well, for the most part. Well, I'm saying if he's, boom, well, we don't know that because he's grown up and they, who knows what's going on in here. They even say at the beginning, you know, Jessica's like, last time I heard, you were in diapers. Here, let's well, that's fight. That's the thing is, too. I want to know what this no fight idea. is at the one point when we start and we see Darkseid there. It's like, you know, Batman a green lantern jessica cruz is there and how jordan flash i'm like i don't remember this fight oh. if it's the dark side where when did yeah, batman yeah. become a green lantern in that i don't know i don't know Eric. i don't know but yeah we're, like, we're I've, going I've what read happens everything is. that jessica cruz has in it what the hell is she doing there i haven't seen that yeah. story well what happens in this is this priest goes and says we have this trinket here uh that they were after they didn't the get multiversal it. Here, key. we're gonna give you it to deal and it gives her this key uh, it's a key to not just our universe, but others. Whoever controls it can bring about great change. Man, I know what so a who knows what this is? really what is? <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you, it may even be more than that because she says that she's yeah. reading things, but she doesn't even understand all of it. Again, eh, you kind of get the idea that you'll get the next piece of the key or something else. This is starting to be very similar to, say, the Justice League book with it all these be the things cosmic that they're collecting. Key, like we saw in that Nightwing. What was that Nightwing book? Well, yeah. yeah, yeah, I can't well, remember. Oh, the goddamn! What one? the hell was that? That that six issue mini where he the had new the cosmic order, key, the, the, the new the order, new order. <laughs> the cosmic yeah, so, key that destroyed all yep. metahumans. Yep. So you have this going, and the guy dies. Then, and while this is going on, Corey then does give him his last rites. She ends up, you know, going and then starts reading this globe and says, "Hey, I can understand his language now and read the writing too." And she says, "There's more than one language on the relic." It says of creation, all this of a war of a new, and then she goes and starts going crazy i think it's the key that does that and she starts I don't know, screaming it's like, and, something is wrong i i the priest had a darkness inside of him it's too much my power and then ah yeah, i'm telling you because then the the key's gone 
it's disappeared. It's not in her hands anymore. And then she's screaming and yelling. And then they're like, what's going on? She's like, oh, no, I can't control them. Run. And it looks like she's even as like Green Lantern type thing. She's glowing green, red. She's all green this fire. Stuff. Yeah, and we, we'll see what's happening. Uh, Jessica's ring says that the planet's being compromised. I'm you, it's one of those things where stuff. it's almost like an inner, like a, a a whole planetary, you know, Indiana Jones trap where she picked up the key. That's and what I think it is. I think that it's a key to destroy the planet. Yeah, I think the planet's going to be destroyed. <laughs> Should have a sandbag, Starfire. And then it says next, Starfire, new god. So who knows what's going on? But yeah, I'm just worried about it. I'm worried about what we're going to find out, what we don't know already. I want to know some things we're not finding out yet. Uh, and it's seems like we're pushing forward before we understand a lot of what's going on. Also, I just don't like the idea that it seems to point to then we'll go to Cyborg's world, then Azrael's world and things, because Azrael even goes, hey man, you know, we're on Corey's world, when are we going to get to mine? Ah, shut up, Azrael. You shouldn't have even been here. I'm like, oh, whatever. But yeah, uh, what would you give it? I'd give this issue because of the art and because of I actually am on board with the story because I was a little worried about last issue because it seemed really forced for the way that they're doing it. I'm still like, you know, with like how Jessica's Green Lantern powers work and stuff like that and the whole idea of them going here. And I'm a little bit more on board with that and I really like the art, but like the whole thing is where he didn't know how Jessica's Green Lantern power worked before. This whole pushing how the Tamaranian like touch of like, you know, getting the speech and then this this seems like she downloaded his brain as far as I'm concerned or his personality. Like there's too much darkness inside of him for my power to contain. It just seems odd for this. And I think he just doesn't really know the characters as well. Or is this just retconning stuff and changing stuff? But I am on board now for Justice League Odyssey. Maybe that'll change going forward, but I give this a seven out of ten. Well, and, and the other thing is he is pointing towards something that she says she's never done before. So she says, I've never absorbed a language as a man was dying. So mm-hmm. maybe that is what he's going with, that this is something different. Well, don't you and usually kiss him, Stuffer? Look at him. I ain't kissing that. You know, you know, he's not, she's not kissing him. He's dying. He's got four arms. Who needs that? That guy's, you know, he's all hands. He's a little handsy, <laughs> that guy. Uh, but I'm going to give it a 6-5. Roman I, hands and Russian fingers, it. this guy. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I, I do like the art a lot. Uh, it's Stephen Sedgwick. I think this is his last issue on the series, though, uh, because That's this is shame. the other thing. From here on out, shit went wrong. Things got changed. Whatever was going on stopped and they changed it all up. And that's why it was delayed for all those months because they ended up having to redo like four issues or some. Stephen Sedgwick went online and said, I was done almost this whole first arc and it got scrapped and I got kicked off the book. So I don't know. Maybe that's because these first two issues were going a little, you know, not showing enough and they had to do it. Who knows? Who knows what's, uh, you know, the, the, cause hopefully hopefully that reworking is to make it better and not just like we get to the next issue we're like boy well i mean what if the next issue of like all this stuff they're like you can't do this because what happens at the end of mr miracle with dark side or something like that who knows i i don't know why it was delayed so we'll have to see if things jive up but yeah six five for me and we're gonna go off now to some mail yo it's mail call it's mail with jim Hallelujah, it's mail with you. Amen. It's mail with you. Amen. Let's hear what you have to say. We don't need no 
right, and this is mail section number one. And if you want to be part of the show and be part of mail sections number one, two, three, four, or five, oh God, who knows how many we'll have? Uh, you can email us at, at weirdsciencedccomics at gmail dot com, just like. Brett H. did, Eric, a new emailer. He says, what's up, Jim and Eric? My name is Brett H. And first off, I would like to say the show is truly awesome. Excellent. You can Excellent. tell, tell when me they're more. Tell me more. <laughs> you know, Eric, I, he feeds off of compliments, did you know? And he's always starving for them. We talk I about love that. Guys, people compliment me nonstop. Lo- yeah, really. I love how you guys pull no punches and never shy away from the fact that shit sprayed with Febreze is still well shit. I know. Yes, uh, no we've matter been how told much Febreze I put points, on it. Yeah, really. Still. I, I don't know. Jess, the Febreze the doesn't taste God very good. Oh, my. How dare you make fun How of Lady dare Jessica? I? Is she there right now or is she out for the night? She is here. She is here. Oh, she is? Oh, my. You better watch yourself. We don't she need another episode. She's watching Bones in the other room. Oh, Bones, is she? Oh, bones. my. Hello, Daddy. Can we watch the Bones? Can we? Uh, no, I will say that. we've been. I, it doesn't. Uh, we've been told before that we punch down is what we were told. I said I'm a tall it, guy. Whatever. I can't help it. Whatever, I don't care. I'll punch down, up, sideways, whatever. So, thank you for your brutal honesty and intellectual opinions. I've been oh, a listener for a couple months. In a couple months, he'll he'll get to he'll get to nonsense later on in this podcast, probably. Now, and you guys are on my radio ninety percent of the time, and that's awesome. Also, I'm from Panama City, Florida, which, as you know, got devastated by Hurricane Michael. Very I lost sorry my now. home, among other things. Yeah, you better watch you yourself when you talk. <laughs> but uh, Aid has put us up in Pensacola, and I was able to save my comics and found a local comic shop here. So he's he's safe and sound in Pensacola, at least. I'm in charge of a mission called comics for kids in which uh, me and my friends hand out free comics to kids so far dc itself has joined in self-explanatory Four comic shops have joined in and quite a few individuals just sending any type of comics that doesn't uh, matter how old, new, Marvel, DC, whatever, if anyone would like to donate. Nice. His email is, and he's, I'm going to say his email, I'm also going to put it in the show notes as well. And it is Brett with two T's, M Hobbler. So it's B-R-E-T-T-M-H-O-U-B-L-E-R at gmail.com. And email him and he'll give you the uh, you know the info to get the comics down to him to give out awesome. some kids. And I have a bunch that I'm going to do that as well. I have to email him. I want to do A little, little fall podcast. cleaning for the Werner House then? Yeah. I, they've been yelling about it anyway. So I, I have a bunch Why of things. Why are you going to say and, Brett damaged comics with coffee uh, stains all over them? Yeah, they might have a couple of those. Kids don't mind that. Now I'm going to go through and I want to make sure the one thing that I thought that I want to make sure that the comics are kind of appropriate to kids as well. Uh, but I also just I, I had dreams that my kids would one day come in this room and go, you know Papa, what? I want to start reading there. Daddy. These comics, Daddy, <laughs> Daddy, do you have some of those comics for me? That is not happening and it won't anyway. And this is a good cause. So I'm going to get involved. But anyway, sorry for the long winded response. And that's fine. But my question is, who is your favorite writer that's active as of now? And what series would you like to see them take on? Me, I'm a Scott Snyder fan all the way. And I would like to see Scott take on Green Arrow, which happens to be my favorite character with all the wishy-washy bullshit that's ruining my favorite character right now. So you want Scott Snyder on Green Arrow. But thank you for your time and keep kicking ass, guys. Thanks. And Brett H. And like I said, I will put 
his email in the show notes so you can check Thank that you, out as well. Who would you want, Eric? Who would you I think want I would, to I'm have? telling you, right now it's a weird thing where I think Scott Liddell is my favorite writer at DC. And if I would have to put him on a book besides you know, Red Hood and Nightwing, what she's doing now, I think I'd actually go with Green Arrow because I would like to see what he would yeah, do with that as well. that'd be cool. I, I'm just going to go with my standard. I want Tom Taylor on Batman. That's I, I always say that that or Justice League, but at least I'm enjoying Justice, Justice League a little League. more now. Yeah, but I would go if you're going to do this, you're, you're trading. You have a team and you have positions that you have a position of need. We're drafting now. And you know, my position of need is Batman. Me before when I used to say Tom Taylor my position on, of on my back. League. Well, when I said that doesn't even make sense. Can't when I said holds. that earlier. Uh, no when we want, when Brian Hitch was on Just League, that's when I wanted Tom Taylor on Just League. If I'm going to have Tom Taylor come over, I'd rather him go on Batman now, and then we have good books all around. So that's what I want. But the next deal is Jeremy, who says. Jeremy, and thanks, Brett. And Jeremy says, Dear Jim, Eric, Reggie, and all the wonderful, awesome members of the Get Fresh crew. What up, Fresh Cup crew? I hope you're doing well or as well as can be expected under whatever circumstances you are at the moment. I still feel like shit. It's been a while, so I thought, can I spray Febreze on me? And then I would, would I still be Don't you feeling do that like sometimes? shit, but I wouldn't smell like shit. Nah, sometimes at work I'll spray that, hand that fucking disinfectant spray and shit on. Hey, sometimes my deodorant is three-hour deodorant. We have an eight-hour workday. So. not even there. Sometimes, sometimes I know. forget about it. It's been a while, so I thought I'd write in and share my thoughts on a couple of issues. Firstly, the podcast continues to be excellente. Well, I'm assuming it's continuing to be excellent. I'm just finishing up episode 177, which is ridiculous. (laughs) My being behind is ridiculous, not the podcast. Actually, though, there are things in the podcast that are ridiculous, too, but ridiculous in a good way. Damn it. I'm confusing myself now, he says. Episode 177 is fab. Apparently, Suicide Squad is good, briefly. Okay, yeah, it was briefly sure. there. At the point in the dim and distant past, I think that was the annual. I don't remember what we talked about last episode. No, I, think that that was the, I think that was around the annual, maybe. And you don't like Riley Rossmo art on superhero books, which I think is fair enough, actually. Yes. Deathbed is great, though. Really, really great. There you go. Here's this current $25 pull list. Wildstorm, $3.99. Justice League, $3.99 times two. Hawkman, $3.99. Deathstroke, $3.99. Catwoman, $3.99. Bubbling under are Justice League Dark and Aquaman, although I really don't know why I'm still buying the latter. I Aquaman has kind of been treading water for a while, and now it's Ooh, stuck in it. all of these. Now it's stuck in all these crossovers and stuff. I'm hoping for things to get better once Deconic comes on, so am I. Now it's getting now, a little it shallow. Off. Yeah, no, now it's going to be something uh, that's going to make some sort of amnesiatic uh, joke because it's going to be Aquaman on a, uh, no, because he's going to be on an island without his memories coming up. Wonder Woman should really be on there too, but we've just had a Steve Orlando run for heaven's sake. Speaking of which, I would actually argue that Orlando's run on Wonder Woman is the least offensive thing I've read with him since Shadow Batman series last year. At least it's thematically coherent, even if that coherence is undermined by the occasional plot hole and liberal smattering of nonsense now with that being said i just want to prove a point of how me and eric roll what do you think of steve orlando's run on wonder woman eric recently um uh, you know yeah, we I have think no idea because uh... neither of us has read it <laughs> That's we haven't even touched I, I think it. I read the first two issues, didn't yeah, I? No, we ended up reviewing it on the podcast, and then we gave it to Jeremy. We haven't touched it since. So no. I think we did the first two. I, I really need to talk to Jeremy whether or not we need to do this going forward. Like, was anything important in that no, story, Jeremy? No, I don't think Jeremy? anything happened. 
I don't think shit happens. Shit on shit. When G. Willow Wilson takes over Wonder Woman, Dakana comes on Aquaman. We've seen Wonder Woman since that run. We've read these issues in oh, this, you know, watching hours. So it obviously shows nothing happened. Or else we would have been confused now. But And Morrison and Sharp's The Green Lantern and Hill's Outsiders book come out, though that list will look very different. So, yeah, we have a bunch of books. Shazam's coming out next month I'm looking forward to. And later on, uh, one one man from New York City that's name rhymes with Eat uh, is going to throw shade at us about books and things. Who's name Meat? Eat. Uh, he's going to throw shade and say that the podcast was a little too thin last week. Uh, but there's a lot of books coming out. So I think the podcast will get a lot more books on it coming out. And hopefully these books will be good. But what will not be on the list ever of Jeremy's list of books is Tom King's Batman. What the hell is going on with issue 57? I'm behind on Batman. Part of the problem is that King's writing is thought provoking and not in a good way. I don't think I've seen a writer of stylistic ticks and approaches to plotting have been quite this obvious before it's fascinating the same way that watching a train wreck or a six car pile up on the motorway is fascinating and hilarious if you don't know who's involved <laughs> right Eric? hilarious it's interesting Especially that, if you know who's involved just to, just to throw I a made thing that train crash on the patreon uh podcast the news podcast earlier that i did today i was talking about the forgotten realm stuff from D D. And that got me thinking nah. about my buddy Randy again because Randy. I hated the I hated Forgotten Realms and Randy loved it when I became friends with him. So I mentioned that he was decapitated in a car accident and started laughing. And I don't You're know why I was friend. laughing. It made no sense. And Poor well, Randy. I'm not any friend now. Randy's dead. It's interesting seeing exactly how things go wrong, continue to go wrong, and go so wrong. What you're left with is a disaster of newsworthy proportions, but it's also horrifying and stomach-churning on a visceral level. If you were looking for the evidence that DC editorial has no power whatsoever to suggest anything other than mining minor cosmic changes or cosmetic changes to a script, the issue is the mother of I don't know what a minor cosmic change is. No, I don't know. <laughs> Firstly, the fairy tale. I'm so tired of this. I'm tired of the intertextuality, which can... Can be interesting and entertaining, provided it actually adds to the story in some way that helps deepen a character's background. But here its sole purpose seems to be to show off King's cleverness and make an entirely pointless, empty, and extraordinarily unlikely connection between a young Bruce and a young KG beast. And absolutely nothing is done with it in the story. Nothing. What is its purpose in the issue? In fact, what is the purpose of this entire issue beyond trying to show that Batman is now a vengeful badass who thinks nothing of walking 300 kilometers? in the snow with a wound in his side. Is Batman a psychopath now who, despite his psychopathic tendencies, around has an aversion here, to killing anyone? Because that's what it feels like at the end of the issue. Then there's the grunting fight. Great. I'm a big fan of the Roddy Piper, Keith David fight and they live, but that was genuinely awesome Damn precisely right. because it was so ridiculously long and wasn't intercut with some pretentious footage of Rodney Piper's dad reading him a Russian folktale as a kid. That is just flat Roddy boring and horribly, horribly that was dull. A twist. Simon suggested I read this issue, and I understand that Simon's a clever, thoughtful guy in misery, as they say, loves company. Issue 57 is, to be fair, the quite or the kind of issue where you kind of want a second opinion because you can't quite believe how terrible it is that the folktale ends with the words, I don't know, was just the icing on the cake. And as I remarked in the Slack chat last week, I hear wrong term whenever I read those words. <laughs> in this particular case, that isn't as widely inappropriate as you might think. I don't is know. Is King a good writer? 
Actually, he says yes. His skill is clearly on display in Heroes in Crisis, and although Mr. Miracle is a masturbatory exercise and autobiographical masquerading as a superhero comic, it's actually very well written. I far prefer it to Batman, which is almost entirely hollow, repetitive, and artificial. There's no life in King's Batman. I agree with that. I've said before how I think everything in a King Batman book is staged for impact and effect, but horrible damage is being done to the character in the process. Writing for a shared universe is a tricky thing, I know, but you have to find some way of balancing your vision for the character that is already established about how that character thinks, feels, and operates. Anyway, you probably heard from lots of the Get Fresh Coopy Boop about this issue already. I've gone on long enough. I'm now going to end with my top five that I've been meaning to write for in ages. My top five Dancing Mike songs. He All says, right. I love Dancing Mike. He seems to be getting better and better of anything. Anyway, here's his top five. Number five, Male with Jim. <laughs> that's based on It's a Sin by the Pet Shop Boys. Okay. When we're talking to my wife about people who are lame, he had me with that opening line. What a guy. <laughs> Plus, it's just a great song in its own right. I agree. Number four, it's I male with Eric. Number four, it's it's male with Eric to It's Raining Men by the Weather Girls. The original version is going to appear later on the list, which is It's Male with Jim. <laughs> but I love that Eric gets his own version with no attempts made whatsoever to make the switch of name scan. But with that was no like weeks of, ago. I, yeah, it was. It was for uh, issue uh, uh, episode 100. And I have always said that the best part is he doesn't even try to make it rhyme. It's great. No. He just changes our names. <laughs> that makes it so good. But with no diminishing of intent verb and sheer joy uh, a classic number three his reviews matter of two nothing else matters by metallica a song that asks one one of the most important questions of the 21st century how drunk is eric shea well quite segregation reggie provides a hint (laughs) but only a hint of the sheer (laughs) magnificence of episode 100 experience Uh, maybe for episode 200 since you said you're not going to get drunk we will have a live listening of episode 100's best drunk moments where you can comment on them number two it's mail with jim Again, to It's Raining Men by the Weather Girls. The first Dancing Mike song I ever heard. Mystifying, but mesmerizing as well. What is going on? I asked myself. Who is this angel voice genius singing with <laughs> such passion and intensity? More importantly, what is this podcast which can inspire such devotion among its listeners? Well, now I know. Again, this is a classic and classics should be honored. Number one is Jim rings the bell. And I'm surprised because you have Jeremy who does not know what the original song for that was? That is Michelle by the Beatles, uh, Paul McCartney's Beatles song, Michelle. No idea what the I'm original sure song for original this one is. that's original track by Dancing Mike. No, no, it's by Michelle. Yeah, you original know. track. But Dancing Mike's homage to a small, seemingly insignificant detail of the podcast is just perfect. A song that mixes sly whimsy with gentle but insistent pressure on poor Eric. This is just lovely and makes my heart glow with the kind of cozy warmth that comes from knowing that you're part of a select group of individuals who understand stand the song perfectly a family bound together by our love of comics and the werner no Shea burn victim connection is nonsense uh, who talks about them every week just genius and that's me done for now despite my rantings about king i'm enjoying comics at the moment although a lot of the comics i'm enjoying are not ones published this year dc continues Weird. to defy my expectations by producing an app that seems determined to take <laughs> everything that the marvel unlimited app does well and ignore it completely bravo <laughs> Yeah, I agree. (laughs) DC, bloody bravo. Indeed, still, there's always the library. Lock and Key has a great series, and that first Hellboy trade was excellent. There you go. All the best for now, chaps. 
Keep on keeping on. That's Jeremy. P.S. I finally you, read the Pistol oh. Shrimp issue of Justice League of America. Pistol <laughs> Shrimp. Unbelievable. Just wow. <laughs> and of course, I don't have that. Of but if we if we sit here long enough, Eric, we uh-huh. can. What do you think? What would you give Jeremy's uh, email? Out of a one to ten, what would you give that? I don't like the yeah. art. Oh, you didn't like the art. Wasn't it a roller coaster ride of emotions now? Now I, I want to know what out. happened to the burn victim connection because that's all my one of my top five lists of dancing he, myself. He doesn't like that as much. Pistol Aaron. Shrimp? Oh, my. Oh, there it is. All that for shrimp. that. Pistol How shrimp. underwhelming. Well, no, all that for this, Eric. Pistol Shrimp. There it is again. See, it's Pistol the gift that keeps on Fridays. giving. What up, Fresh Cup Crew? What up, Fresh Cup Pro? Poop, poop. There you go. But thank, thank you, you Jeremy. Jeremy. Thank you, Brett. And again, like I said, I will put Brett's email in the show notes. So if you want to donate some comics so that kids can get on board with our hobby and have something to enjoy, then we'll get involved with Hit that. Hit me up but one more time with a pistol shrimp. You, you want more pistol shrimp? One okay. more time. One time. What up, fresh cup? I hate you. Uh, one more, uh, one more time. The wolf man. Oh no! Like oh no! Oh no! You are Pistol bad at everything. Pistol shrimp, Eric. <laughs> there you go. Pistol. So let's just listen to how how confused he is. Pistol shrimp. There you go. I was uh, confused that, too. I remember those days, Eric, like it was yesterday. Oh, the good old days. But we're gonna go off now to talk about a couple of books. Jim rings the bell. This means Shay's reviews are going well. Jim rings the bell. He's a Draxelus. Jim rings the bell. Eric Shay's reviews are all the bomb. Eric's the bomb. The Wolfman. And if Shay's recaps are read without a single I like the killing. Who doesn't like the Uh, killing? We all like the killing, right? You better give me me shilling or there's going to be a killing. What is this? Almost a leprechaun? (laughs) A leprechaun in space is what it is. In space. Isn't everything better in space? You told me that way. I've seen those Way, way back. You tell me any movie that goes into space is a movie for you. Was I drunk? Uh, I don't know. I just, uh, what was it, episode 100? Is that <laughs> when you would have told me that? It's not like I hang out with you, you uh, Johnny Drunkards. Uh, huh. We have two books here. And both uh, aren't yours. So, But I, I wanted to put uh, the Eric and Rings the Bell. And both aren't yours. <laughs> no. Well, I'm saying I will be reading <laughs> one of the blurbs and you'll be reading the other. Uh, but that song was brought up in mail section number one. You remember that mail of section, right, I remember. Eric? You remember way back uh, two seconds ago? Yeah. Right? yeah how is could I forget? What, is that how Zeus remembers? I'm not like drunk right now. I like the killing. Eric. We're here to talk about two books that are, you know, similar in theme. They're books that we often put together, though uh, the themes of them may actually just be that I don't want to read them anymore is what I get out of them from now on. Uh, but we'll see. I don't know. We didn't talk ahead of time. I like one more than the other. Oh, my. Well, I didn't like either. And we're going to start with The Flash. And that's the one I'm going to read the blurb. And I'm now uh, have to delay her because I have to find my oh, notes geez. here. 
The Flash number 57, written by Joshua Williamson, art by Scott Collins, Luis Guerrero, and Steve Wands. We are putting the Sage and Strength Forces aside for a moment for Barry and Iris to go on a Force quest. That's all fine and dandy, but why does it feel as if every ending to every arc that Joshua Williamson gives us just makes the issues before it meaningless? Barry can't figure out the Sage Force? Don't worry, Iris remembers studying it in pre-Flashpoint past. And then, like the Strength Force, it's not ended or stopped. It just goes away for the time being. I can't understand why this run is getting all the love it does, because to me... It's been nothing but frustrating. And that that's how I would term it more than, you know, I'm not going to say it's garbage. It's just frustrating to me because we keep getting these ideas thrown at us. But every time we get those ideas, they are figured out or solved or ended in a way that really was never set up, is just thrown at you. And doesn't make sense. No, and and with this, so you have all the setup of this, the sage force. You just had the strength force. You have all this, and out of nowhere – to solve the problem, you have Irish just say, oh, you know Check what? It. I remember this from before. And, and even the weird though thing I is, shouldn't. Yeah, even though I shouldn't. And even though there shouldn't have been that before. So it, it, it ends up being very forced, very hokey. But at one point I thought, oh, my, when they go off oh on my. the speed quest, the force quest here, she's actually going to, uh, you know, Joshua Williamson will go she's back and be the grab navigator? something that I love. That is in this continuity, and it was when she had force powers. She had speed force powers at <laughs> one point. Even had a suit anymore. Well, it should be. It happened in the new Fifty Two, oh, so it still should be out there. But yeah, they're not going to do that. But the the thing that continues with me is this idea of Joshua Williamson either has painted himself into a corner or. Possibly the other books and the DCU itself kind of has him in a corner that he didn't see before or didn't want to adjust his story. Because the one thing is, it would have made more sense in this. Now, I don't mind how Commander Cold ends up pretending that he is Captain Cold to go in to do what he has to do. But I think that maybe it would have been better if Captain Cold was available to this book where they could have went, hey, Snart, you know what? Do us a a solid, be a good guy and do this. But even with that, what gets me is the idea that continues from what I had problems with last issue is the idea that Barry and Burns are in the mind of Heatwave. Heatwave is passed out as well. They're all unconscious. Yet Commander Cold knows everything about this. He's like, you know what? You told me uh, that it was on empathy, so I think we have to do this, 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 and this, and go in here, do this. How does everybody know what to do when really all you have are three people passed out? There is nothing that would ever lead them to this. I don't even understand the correlation between all these things for the Sage Force because the Sage Force infected Heatwave. He's passed out. He's created a world inside of his mind where Burns and Flash have been trapped inside as well. But for some reason, this has something to do with fire and it's going to make him explode, destroying the city. And I have no idea because we saw before we were doing the Strength Force. And how does he know this? How does he know? When the the Strength Force is around, we kind of had it moving around almost like a graboid and tremors underneath the ground going for its next host. For some reason, the Sage Force of the mind is a fire lady, and I don't well, understand yeah. and the I, correlation. Well, it's a fire lady. Is it just in, because of heat It's wave? just in heat wave. It says that it deals with empathy, and it's using heat waves thing with fire and connection. And so the next thing we see it, well, I'm saying the next thing, who knows? And how do you get that? The other thing that gets me is we already saw the Sage Force in action at the end of the speed force, the, the, the war, the war, because the, that, the what, flash war, the, yeah. yeah, the flash war where we had 
it being used as a mind reading thing at that point. So it's not even fitting well with the continuity that started in Flash War. Yeah, that was what the Sage Force. When you had, uh, you, you know, you had them there. Zoom had both yeah. the the Strength Force and the Sage Force, and he used the Sage Force to kind of mind control Barry and Wally, but also read their minds and things. It wasn't anything with of the mind in this and the dreamscape. And really, if that is the case, the Sage Force is nonsense because basically, the way it's spelled out here, it it just controls your mind and you do crazy things. But how does it lead to a nuclear bomb? Of How does it lead wave? to healing all the burn scars on Heatwave's body when it's all said and done? I don't know. I don't know. How does the way to stop this. it is shooting him with a code gun over and over well, again? It seems like it's also it's not even just that. That that seems to be the way to stop him and his tracks a little and calm him down. The way to stop it is with empathy as they go and no, I'm say, saying, hey, the Commander man, Code is shooting him with the ice gun no, while I he's think unconscious. That all he's doing is trying to keep, keep him from blowing cool. up. Like, yeah, that's the thing though. They say though that Barry and burns are quote burning up yeah so obviously they are about to you know internally combust i just think he's trying to keep the temperature down but it's still it's nonsense it's all nonsense it's all of the mind and you have this where uh barry's in there and he's there's this maze a fire maze and he's i'm gonna figure my way out well out of where you're, you're in heat waste mine. You're going to go mean, out of here. What's going on? Physical. And then you have the whole thing. This shouldn't hurt. And it starts getting to the point where I was joking with you that eventually I'm going to do. Uh, there's the golden age character, uh, Dynamite, Dynamite Thor, Thor <laughs> who ends up that he can control dynamite. And dynamite doesn't affect him because he knows so much about dynamite. Well, heat wave, because of who he is, can make the, the fire of the mind actually hurt Barry. Only because he mind. understands fire more of the mind. And I, I just the whole time, I'm like, really? What is going on? Man, because, Barry's and, consciousness is toasted. Uh, so while this is going on, they're just trying to figure out. Nobody can figure out. You have Barry in the mind. Fuck, I can't so he figure, can't out figure things out. So you have Commander Cold who says, you know what? This is weird. The Sage Force, Strength Force. These aren't things we know of in the future. So I don't understand what's going on. So how you get out is the MacGuffin of of Iris saying, oh, you know what? Pfft, silly thing. I, I just remembered. Turns I studied out. all these things. In the pre-Flashpoint so, universe. No, you yeah, didn't. in the pre-Flashpoint universe. You didn't. And even if you did, you, you just remembered now. And she doesn't go far enough. This is something where if you studied it, then you would know, well, this is how you stop and contain it. Let's build this. Let's do that. She only knows enough to get Barry out, Barry and Burns out. Well, not so only that, that. She, she remembers. The story. She remembers that she studied this in a past life, and then somehow automatically has a head unit for Commander yeah. Cole to jump yeah, into Commander Cole. Mind. I'm like, Go in there. What the heck? And, just and happened? this is what does. Here's the other thing of this. They already have said where you think Commander Cole has already figured out. Somehow they're in Heatwave's mind. Somehow they're in there. You know, why, why wouldn't tech. they have done this before? Why wouldn't they have jumped in before? Plus, just handing them a device. How does this Inception. device get into heat wave? And nothing is explained. It's Which just is, thrown out I saw out a movie there. once. You just got to plug something in the back of their neck, and all of a sudden you're no. inside the world well, of a mind. Yeah, you're inside of – but how do you get like – do you put the other thing now? It's like a Freaky Friday thing where they're going to switch minds or whatever because it makes no sense. But while this is going on, inside you get uh, – Joshua Williamson must love – 
to set up every book to say every book. I, I used to be the fastest man alive. My mom and my mom got killed. I'm like, really? Don't, We're going to do don't, that? Don't worry, much? Joshua Williamson and Flash, because I know for a fact you are now the fastest man alive again. Yeah, yeah, I know. I thought that too. You, you have a uh, Fast and or the Furious he? going on over at your house there, dude. <laughs> I, I don't. I was it hoping up. you couldn't Holy even hear that, crap. but I knew you could. It's, oh, I. Could. I had this at one o'clock in the morning last night. I don't yeah, know what's wrong with the people nice. around here. That's nice. Tell Dom I said hi. Right, there's a fast and furious. I think that's one of the characters. He called you right? a buster. Oh, dumb. Oh, my goodness. But yeah, so basically, Barry and Burns inside of the mind of Heatwave figure out, okay, this maze is meant to not escape. And then, indeed, Heatwave comes out and says, you know, the, the crazy Heatwave of the mind comes out and says, <laughs> I want to show you what it's like to be me. You, you try to escape, but you can't. In this, we already had the empathy that they're trying to get in this already last issue. We had yeah. Burns already doing we went the to stuff their, with him. We had, house where everything he went, went to his down, house, and now kid, everything yeah. and everything has gone to hell again. And you have the you know the fire monster Sage Force steel on his shoulder. Ah, don't that. listen to them. Hey, lady, I remember. And like, oh, this lady, the fire lady, says to hurt Can you, you, and they keep going out of nowhere. Like we have some kind of physical representation just sitting on flesh. Or I want you to run fast. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. What is this? Right. This whole yeah. representation of. The Sage Force. I don't, I don't get it. I don't and how does this either. correlate to the strength force or any not force? Interesting. And then by the end, they just let it get away again. That's what kills me in all these books anymore. And just and, the idea and now that it's we not dealt a central city problem. It's Flash a world war. problem. Yeah. And Flash War ended. We start up with this, and it, it just lines up too much in my mind of an easy deal of oh, strength force. Let's stop that. Boom, 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 trickster. Oh, no, trickster. Let's get it out of him. Oh, well, I guess it went I somewhere else. I guess it else. got away. It's a world problem now. Oh, no. You say the sage force now? Oh, golly gee, I don't know what's up. Let's fight that. Who of the mind, of the mind. And then at the end, oh, well. Not essential. To, you even, know, even now it's, what we're it's getting a world here, problem. Like the, the strength force, we kind of saw what you know Hunter Zalman was doing. He had that giant rock fist at least. So yeah. we could yeah. see that when we saw the tricks. We could put it together. Strength force. For yes. what we're dealing with now, there's nothing yeah. for me to say that this is the sage force and just not some other cosmic entity or whatever. No. Because and, and, it's and such a weird fall out thing. And that so we're what happens everything next? Everything out there that doesn't make any sense. So what happens next? Because what's going on here is that you have the little fire monster of the mind, the sage force fire monster that seems to go in your mind kind of get what you're down with you know the, you know, have heat wave he's down with the fire eric he's down with it so it kind of flirts with that is the end game of the sage force to make him go nuclear and blow up because what happens when they go in eric shay's mind and i'm the what, toy master turn into a whopper is oh. that what you're gonna do is they, are you gonna turn to into a, a are you gonna turn into optimus primal is that what it's gonna do because <laughs> be why cool. is this a threat why is this anything? Because they, they make it seem as if the Sage Force is this huge threat, but it is going too particular with Heat Wave to make it do what that is. So the next person it goes into that's into lollipops, it's going to change into a lollipop. What's going on? It's inside I don't Kojak. understand. It is too, it's like, it's not explained, but then it's too literal at points. And then it, it ends up just falling apart and it falls apart by the end because you don't know anything about it. You get, like I said, the MacGuffin of Iris saying, oh, I studied it before, but she won't tell us about it. She seems to not care about it. So why is it? Because I'm mad at you, Eric. Oh, no. How dare you <laughs> like those whoppers? 
No, delicious. This is why. This is why I said at the beginning. It's so frustrating that I want to like this book, but every time I try to understand it, it just goes. It 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 just is washed away. Everything is just by the end of every arc. It's just like don't worry about that. That's the end of that chapter. Yeah, let's move on. Oh well, hey, flash warp, whatever. (laughs) You know, and it it sets up the next part. Just confuse you from the beginning. Nothing ever builds as knowledge upon knowledge. It builds on mystery, on top of enigma, on top of a riddle, on top of nonsense. And I'm getting very angry about it. And then I go online and see all these people love it. And I don't understand. I don't understand. You can't end with a big cliffhanger and then say, oh, my God. Oh, I can't wait. I can wait. I'm getting tired from yelling now, Eric. I'm getting winded. I'm on a diet now. Also, I, I'm sick as a dog right now. So I, I don't feel good. Don't need this. What happens is they end up sending Commander Cold in to end up uh, as going Cold. and pretending he's Captain Cold. Why Somehow does he have he this ability transfer. to transform that himself into Captain sense. Cold? He is in Heat Wave's mind, not his own. So when you go in there, there is no way that heat you should be able to Heat Wave's the lawnmower man. He has the power. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Where, where's, where's Freddy Cougar? God He's out there, little kitty box. He's at the pumpkin patch, bitch, is where he is. But yeah, he goes in and somehow he can control the game. He controls the Matrix, Eric. Oh, he's, he's a dream warrior. He's a dream warrior. We don't even know this Or maybe part four, tech. the dream master. I just love the idea. I remember them in my past life before Flashpoint. when the, Shut the up, say, And it looks like she goes back, but yet, before Flashpoint, it looks like it's the year 18,000. There's so much tech going on yeah, not here. Not only that, but look what she's wearing. It almost looks like a future jumpsuit. That's what I'm saying. What is she, in the Jetsons now? Get me off this crazy <laughs> thing. She's yelling to Jane. You mean this book? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, so you have this. Yeah, really. So he goes in and says, and this is the empathy. Hey, listen, you know what, Mick? You're my man. You always made me laugh. Remember that joke? If if, if I wasn't who I, I'm saying I am, how would I know all these things? Well, we yeah. do know. And you, you realize this from the beginning that it is going to be Commander Cold saying, hey, I studied this. This yeah, is a yeah. big deal. You can see so that coming my way. That make, yeah, you can see it. That makes enough sense. But this does calm down, Mick. And you have the Sage Force them fighting him. Don't you? Why don't you love me? What? <laughs> what are you talking about? Crazy fire lady. Looks like a vampire. But it just, just talks Mick down He's to be a normal thing. Go back into his old costume where we then walk out through the ear canal, possibly. This, yeah, this the tube of light that leads maybe. us back to the, yeah. the normal world where the freaking Sage Force is just stopped because Heat Wave doesn't want it anymore. And then Flash blo- somehow Flash blocks this whole heat. I don't even understand. The Sage Force is there as a fire monster. It shoots yep. a, a heat wave at Flash. He blocks yep. with his arm. It's burning him. He's going to freaking put the f- – how is he going to put the fire monster out I, 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 of the mind yeah, by again, suffocating no. it? Well, that's the other thing is, this is one of those things that we used to joke about, that in this book, this is Joshua Williamson's plan uh, at the very beginning, really. Flash always solved the day by running around it. That's always been the thing. And now we go back to that. He runs around it to try to, you know, knock it out. Is now the Fist of the Furious turned into Home Alone over there? I I, I don't know what's happening. There was a lot of screaming and yelling over there. This is my life. Yes, it is. Well, all this ends up with then Flash suffocating the Sage Force, but not stopping it because it no. goes off. We don't even know how no. and, and how the idea of what the Sage Force is when it's not in a body. Like, is it a ghost 
does it just fly away? Can you well, grab it? I, I Can don't you even know because it? at least we saw in the strength force it goes around like a graboid in tremors. I have no yeah, idea yeah. what's going on with the sage. I'm force. getting that when this all comes down to it, it's going to be Ghostbusters esque, and they're going to suck it up into a containment unit. That that is going to probably be the deal. Well, they get is it like how we used to uh, siphon off the excess speed force back in the first arc yeah, of the Flash yeah, in the New Fifty Two? Yeah. That's what's yeah. That's what's going to happen. I know what's going to happen, but they, they end up waking up in Barry's old apartment. Now you know Commander Cold has it, but he's turned into a lab. They explain that. And now Barry. it looks like it's all burnt up, so nobody wants this apartment anymore. Yeah, yeah. It's he's now not getting his deposit des- back. It's destroyed. No, that, that <laughs> security deposit is way gone. When when does anybody get a security deposit back? That's all nonsense. When you're That's a good tenant, a, a you do. It's a racket. Uh, are you going to get yours back when you eventually go? They won't even remember what yours was by the time you leave them. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't have to pay one. Yeah, so there you go. So they're there. And in the meantime, you go back to Iron Heights, which also looks pretty much like the indoors of Barry's old apartment. And I know a lot of people love the idea of Scott Collins being back on a flashbook. Oh, my God. Him and Jeff Johns, this and that. There are so many panels in this that I just do not like. I don't like, I, especially when you end up with one of the biggest Look at Morrow that, there when Burns wakes no, up. I, I'm telling you, worse than that, I'll, I'll tell you in a minute, because some of these things are real bad. Well, they end up going and... Flash then says to Commander Cold, hey, Commander Cold, thanks a lot. You know, I, that was a pretty good idea. You did that. And he's like, hey, call me Henry. What is going on with Flash in that panel? <laughs> I mean, really, he looks like a, a giraffe slug monster. And he's like, oh, man, that's Page my dad's up a little name. bit. Look at Burns and Morrow. <laughs> look at Morrow's face. <laughs> it's really bad. It's really bad. Well, yeah, look at they, Wolf's face they, in the next because, panel to the left. Yeah. Oh, I see it. What happened? <laughs> What happens in this then is that Barry ends up taking Look at Commander Bur- Cold in that far takes, right panel. They're all he's bad. on the motorcycle. They're all bad. I'm telling and the you, thing is, all the worst part is, before we started talking about this, I thought to myself when I got done this that you thought the art was a little better. I thought it was a little bit better. I'm I thought it I still was don't too. like the art. I didn't think it was like, you know, I oh, thought for some reason it was a step up rushed. from what it was. But yeah, this you take a real close really look. Rushed. And that flash there when he's like, that's my dad's name. He looks so ridiculous. Oh, my. But yeah, Barry had taken Burns and Mick back to uh, Iron Iron Heights. Yes, dropped them off there. They end up just there, and And became monsters. I'm telling you, have Wolf like. How the hell did they get back here? And look at them. And you do have Mick without a scarred. Button eyes. It is. It does look like Coraline. They they end up where Mick is no longer scarred. So that's one of the things that you retro do and try to get him back to looking like way before. So yeah, that is the thing, I guess. Now, Uh, but yeah, you have Henry which is Commander Cold and grotesque-looking Flash. And also these noses look like I don't know what they And now they got to be friends because like. he's got his father's name. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I mean, is that a Martha deal now? <laughs> and uh, so you have that and they're friends now. But they go off and then Barry's like, you know what? I really should go on this Force quest. That that's, uh, flashback. It no. was it, uh, Who was it? Fastback. I mean, Fastback told him to go on. So he's like, you know what? I should go on that to learn more about this. But that doesn't even go what does one that plus even one mean? equals two I'm going to go I don't travel know. around the world and learn about these I forces that, that nobody knows about. I think that what I would do about. right now is try to find the strength force and the sage force. And yeah, you're going to go on a... The force quest is, let's defeat the villains. Why, why yeah. doesn't anybody do that? But as he knows... He sent Wally off trying to stop the villain, so he's not going to do that. He doesn't want to go off to Sanctuary. So he ends up, he wants to leave. Iris shows up and is like, hey, what's going on? Well, you know, I, I was thinking that maybe I'd go on this Force quest. Oh, man, you should talk to those other Flashes. He's like, by the way, I did. That. 
So you don't even get don't tell what me my could business. have been another cool moment where he's like, oh, by the way, I did that. She's like, oh, thanks a lot there, buddy. And he's like, the only reason that's stopping me I'm is you. you. It could so- have been a cool moment, but the thing is, we just go back, we get more of that shit before. Yeah. You should go on a force quest. Shut the fuck up, turtle. <laughs> that's so funny. I, what I imagine is he goes back to the 52 flashes and he says, hey, everybody, I just wanted you to know, since I am the most important one, right? I- I'm pretty important Obviously. Here. And, and by the way, anybody see Wally? But but we'll put that aside right now. Um, I think that I am probably going to go on what I'm going to call a force quest. And you see, Flashback. Fast back. Fast, it's just fast back. Shut your mouth. You didn't say shit. I'm going on a force quest. That is my idea, buddy. Don't try to steal my thunder. Fastback's just like. I'm fucking out of here. He just leaves. They're now the 51 flashes. He's done. He's like, you know what? Go fuck yourself. I'm out of here. I just want one thing where he's there because it does look like he's explaining things. It looks like he is like holding court when what he should have went as just – Boom. I just imagine we were just here. I'm one of the flashes that's sitting here. I'm like, the fuck is this? He called us back here. You know, I don't, I was busy. Why is he telling me his business? I want want to update you. I do every week. I want them to stop and say, by the way, you know, you want to call us what you're going to have for fucking dinner. I mean, there is something important that you have to, that you've now taken the flashes from every world (laughs) out of commission to tell us that you're doing what we told you to do already. Please. And he's there. I just love how he has his hand up. Well, I I, I came up with this thing Look called at this the guy. I like. I, I wish they force quest. He's. I am not really handsome. I just. It's. It's nonsense. It's so much nonsense that there's. For some there. reason, I really want to count the amount of flashes here. For some reason, yeah. it looks like it's more it than fifty-two. Like a lot more. Yeah. And I want to know so where's that. Goes. Where's that monkey flash from the fifty-third Earth? Nah, he's he's busy doing my. He's doing banana stuff. He, they're there, and now, he's, then, he's, I don't know if it's from the Chibli Earth, or whatever. It's like if you uh, do you have that big paddle up where he's holding court. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I have uh, it right here. Yeah. All right, look, look to the right of Fastback. <laughs> off to the what is that little tiny <laughs> oh, guy? That really tiny guy. What is that? I, I actually think that's the Fire Sage Force. They, they just, invited I, themselves. They think there. they're going to get me? Huh? It does look <laughs> like a fire head, right? <laughs> It's like, this is where I went. You're going on a force quest over. Yeah, they're there. Let's, and all let's I can... just stop going with this prime Flash Barry Allen kind of thing. I want to go hang out with that samurai Flash hanging out there too next to Fastback. All I know is I'm like, hey, everybody, watch out. Because if you really are excited to know uh, Cowboy Hat, get to know him now. Because he's, Johnny, Thunder. he's into, Johnny Thunder's in some real big trouble in a minute. Because he's there. I, I love it too because I would, I I would guess. imagine he goes home immediately and gets – This is what like, I'm saying. He just he gets ransacked home, because prepared he wants – now he's not prepared he goes back he zips back he's like bitching and moaning under his breath about barry and he just gets killed he's like really thanks thanks barry this can't be the zoom that we had before can it this has to be like an earth 18 zoom or something we know that zoom wanted to take on the persona of the flash which sucked because during the flash or we don't need people wearing multiple costumes because we want to know what the heck's going on it's just that maybe it's scott collins but this zoom doesn't appear to feel like the zoom that we had before. Yeah, I mean, we'll he's not rocking see. any other powers or anything. Yeah, it doesn't seem not, like, no. but he seems just even be, his face, yeah, he's zoom. not like 
when you see Zoom normal, you see him vibrating a lot because that's what Zoom yeah. does. Here, it just looks like he's got a whirlwind well, he around is. him. Well, he is. Well, I think that's the vibration. I, I don't I think it's it played out very right. well in the art. Uh, I actually think that it's just because of the art. Because what happens then is Iris says, "Listen, you're going on a force quest. Well, so am I. I'm coming with you." What about her and motorcycle? Like, she just leave us there. I know. Yeah. Why does she? You don't need a motorcycle, and you're going to go around with goggles in the flash. No, and she, I don't he's need just that, like, but when I, I get just back, like, I like transportation. Too. I like she's he's like I the only thing that stopped me is I don't want to leave you behind. He, he doesn't mean that. He's already told that's what he's discussing with the flash. He's like, hey, all you women flashes, does this make sense? I'm gonna lie and tell Iris that I didn't go yet because of her. And they're like, She ain't gonna believe that, Barry. Well, I'm Shit. gonna go anyway. Goes back and then she goes, Oh, you're so funny. You're going on the force course. I'm going with you. And then he's like, Yippee! And they run. I'm like, that isn't really like it's something you needed to be a brain surgeon to come up with. He could have asked her in the beginning, like, "Hey, you want to come with me or whatever." He's so excited. Why do you play so coy all the time, Barry? I know he's just weird, Barry. But he goes off, and, and that's the worst part go. too, because when you know she's trying to spill the beans about what she's feeling, what she knows, and how she doesn't want to, you know, like uh, be forced to live in the past. They want to just look to the future and stuff like that. Yeah. And Barry just has the most shitheaded look on his face, and she's trying to bare his soul, her soul to him. I'm like, <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ. Who are you talking about? Just look at those squitty eyes. Like, oh, what are you going to say to me? I see. He's like, how dare you? But yeah, that is something that we kind of went over because we're just laughing too much. But uh, when you had Commander Cold pretending he was Captain Cold, the whole thing that he told Mick was, listen, you can't dwell on the past. <laughs> and as he was saying that, stuff. He, he was telling Mick about, you know, you have to get over that you, you yeah. burned your parents and, you know, you get scarred. We can't, live it. We can't look back to the past. We have to move yeah. forward to keep going. You move forward. And, and at the one point, Barry even says, you know what? I think that commander cole was talking to me as well again barry thinks everything's about him he's going he's telling the flashes that too he's telling the whole story so they, they go so there get and, this this is how i beat the sage force by myself yeah, guys yeah. hey it goes and nobody knows about the sage force hey get this iris studied it they're like that don't make <laughs> hey, no sense you know what we did we didn't break the force barrier dummy yeah, yeah, really. But they go, you get an epilogue in Earth 18, a home of Johnny Thunder, who you then see, you know, Yippie Kaye, he's there, he's got his guns, Ooh, they get taken apart from, in the way. <laughs> from a cyclone there, and it does end up being Hunter Zolomon. And yeah. he says, Barry Allen runs in the right direction towards me, Hunter Zolomon, because he does ask Are you at there, the end of Johnny the quest Thunder, soon? what's going on with him? And he says, hey... Uh, you know, he's going on a force quest and he's like, oh, that's good. My plan's coming to fruition. This is what I wanted. He's going to end up with me. I don't know. He's there. He doesn't like cowboys, Eric. He does not like cowboys, but I really, I had fun talking to you about it. And I'll give you that, Eric. I, I commend you for that. But reading it, I, I just, I, it just it's is more and more and of this so frustration. Convoluted. And it is. And again, go back to the beginning. If you had been listening to us and reading Flash since the beginning, just think of all the things that kept happening. Where Can we you get had, some more Godspeed, please? Can yeah, well, we? Uh, we are. Some He's August in some heart, solicits. Right. But, but with this, though, I can, I can you, had the, you had the, uh, the, the Speed Force Storm. That was kind of pushed aside. We never really learned that much about it. You ended up having a lot of things thrown in. Like Mina Mina out of nowhere was in charge of this, though. We had only known her for a week or, you know, and all that. Wally West, Wallace West ended up 
you know, oh, Mina's dead. She was my best friend, whatever, knew her for an afternoon. We had a lot of things like this. You had Godspeed, who ended up kind of getting pushed. We had even more recently, oh, we had Iron that was Heights. retroactively added in. We like, had oh, Iron Barry's Heights, best friend. though. Oh, yeah. yeah, we had Iron Heights, where you had the rogues underneath Iron Heights running their crazy operations there. And when that was done, it was just done. No, no repercussions, nothing with Wolf. And then Wolf just ends up forgetting all about it. And he's so still putting them this, together in their costumes. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. He's completely forgotten. And while the, the longer you read these issues, the more you see that these stories just really don't hit against each other. Things do not set up right against what you heard before. You even had at the beginning where Wallace West, it was spelled out, oh, I got my powers when the Speed Force storm. That's not Bullshit. true. We had the powers before Rebirth. So a lot of things are forced in. A lot of things are resolved in ways that don't really make sense, but just to resolve them. And this is one, this Iris thing of remembering just is nonsense. And and really the whole thing is they're going on a force quest now. Whenever, it, wouldn't you think that we'd see Barry comes out? Oh my God. How did you know to get us? Like, how'd you come up with that? Well, you, Iris said she remembered well, there's studying. There's no explanation. <laughs> uh, the Sage Force and the String Force. That's when Barry and her should sit down and he should say, you remember that one? What, what, what did you find out? What, what What's did up with you your know head? about this? And what, what, how do we stop it? There's nothing ever. She uses that to get them out, but now it's just pushed aside as if Look, she never knew Look, that's Force Quest it. problems. But again, this isn't Force Quest problems. This is... Problem. I mean, this seems like she knows what they are going Jersey to force has a situation quest about. Problem. And then say, like, oh, what else do you remember? And then you could go with the coyness of the, oh, we were married or not. You know, all that. That's not important right here. What's important is Iris said that she knew how to stop what was going on because she studied these new forces. Why aren't they in the lab now figuring this out and telling us exactly what they mean and exactly what Iris knows and doesn't know? But instead, we're going to go on a force quest, which what do you do? Just run around fast? That's all it seems. They're going to be in the outback of Australia looking at freaking wallabies. Dingoes. what is the idea of a force quest? Which we'll I see. Know. I know that, but we, I, you, you think it's going to be like Jean Claude? Iris knew about these. You think I it's going to be like Jean Claude Van Damme's The Quest? Maybe it might be. It I might don't be. See it I have a request. I, I want to know what Iris knows and not know, and then start working on things because that's how I think this force quest will end. Where she's like, "Oh my god, I just remembered something else. We can stop it by containing it, and it's here. god damn it, Iris! Boom, <laughs> boom." There you go. But yeah, I'm giving this a five uh, and of the FU variety. I am just getting so frustrated with with just nonsense on top of nonsense. But what do you give it? Well, that's the thing is I was going to go like around that hilarious. I thought to myself before we started really looking at the art for this issue, like, boy, I really don't like Scott Collins art, but I thought <laughs> so this issue was a, little, was a little bit higher. But no, I was going to go like a 4.9, 5.1. Okay. But really, you take that art away where well, there were some decent panels, but it didn't make up a whole book. It's just this story is nonsense. It's convoluted to the point where nothing is going to make sense because it's just thrown out there. And Joshua Williamson himself has no idea what any of these forces are. It doesn't He's just seem. saying stuff and it's being put on the page and it's just bullshit in the long run. I don't even and, know uh, how we can have a conclusion to any of this because this there's not going to be anything a- that wraps around. Yeah, and just to interrupt you a second, is this where we see, like, we we complain about Tom King, Tom King with his fill-in-the-blank things, but yet somehow 
Like, it's not as bad as this. Like, Joshua Williamson, I think, is trying to play that same game, but you can't because he's too specific with things and then gets shady afterwards. You can't do that. You can't rely on a specific thing, then pull it back to fill in the blanks. Tom King just, it's filling the blanks all around. So we get used to it and we're like, well, that might have happened off panel, whatever. This just is like you you don't know what's going on, and then it's always solved with a MacGuffin. It just is so crazy. That's the thing is nobody knows what's happening, especially the reader. And then Barry says he understands but never explains it to us and just moves on. So we never get an explanation for anything. But with that, I would give this a fuck you five as well because there's there's goddamn Coraline eyes, man. That's what really just dropped me down at the end. I'm crazy. Oh, my God. You just started doing a little freaking stick man at the end there, didn't you, Scotty? Yeah, it it may have been rushed. It may have been added on later because that doesn't seem – I, I actually, as I was going through, I'm with you, that I actually was like, boy, I, I actually like this art. I, I think that it's pretty cool. By and the I don't end, like, like it. I just oh, thought it God. was better than it has been is all. I was giving it yeah. better than that, that yeah. far. I know I don't like Scott Collins, but once you get in there, I'm like, ugh. <laughs> there, yeah, and, even and below again, par for what I think Scott Collins does. Here's one of my big things. It, it, it kind of does. It's a little pet Your peeve for me. <laughs> no, no. Well, the uh, uh-huh. pet peeve of mine is the idea like, I can say that I, you know, oh, I'm a fan of this certain run, or I really like, you know, Mark Wade's Flash, or I really like Jeff John's Flash. That doesn't mean that from then on, anytime any of those artists get on a book later, that's uh, the Flash or whatever book I'm talking about. That means I have to love it because that's no. all I see. It's not, boy, each panel looks great. It's just like, oh man, I love Scott Collins on the Jeff John's Flash, so this is great. But but it's not. I, I no. can see with my eyes it isn't. It's not good. I have trouble with and that sometimes. There are points, yeah, but there's parts where it just doesn't look good. And I'm not going to go on a reputation of, well, I love that run before, so I have to love everything about it from now on when it Toxic continues. Because that's not the case. Yeah, it's, it's just not the case where people – I'll give you an example where people love – that two-faced story of James Robinson's before, that doesn't mean that Detective Comics right now is great because of that. You can't keep going. Are you Judge telling me that even though I like the original Star Wars trilogy, that the, the prequels are bad then? Exactly. This that, is there bullshit, you go. Jim. You I don't, don't know what you're talking ha- about. No, I, that's, I'm not even going to tell you you have to like it or not like it. But don't like it because of that and don't but not I like hate the original it trilogy. Yeah, well, so <laughs> do I. But let's get to the next book. Well, what Titans. Is Titans I'm, number 28. I'm depressed now. Titans mm-hmm. number 28, written by Dan Abnett with art by Clayton Henry, Marcelo Maialo, and Dave Sharp. The Titans go on the offensive in this drowned Earth tie-in as Garth joins a team to give us a little teamwork and to give us a little more aftermath to Nightwing and Roy's fate. Poor, poor, excluded Wally. Well, it's a yeah. straight-up fight scene. There are some moments that made me uh, like this better than I expected. Yeah, I didn't like it. I thought it was nonsense. There was no reason for this book at all. The only thing that you were doing really is to be able to have them uh, go to these alien ships and scan the tech. Really, but we're just showing I mean, the stuff because we have this giant Justice League, Justice League event going on right now, and the Titans are closely stitched to what's going on with that book as well. So we're showing what's going on during the whole drowned Earth thing. We're getting yeah, out but of I'm the way saying here. that the only Possibly- thing that you're getting is is that info about the engine. That that's all that this was for. That's the only thing. It's the only tie and do it with it. And, and then the thing you, is the tie into that as well. But the thing is, like you know, we have Nightwing gone now. We're still trying to figure out what we're going to do with the book without Nightwing being the leader. And with Garth here trying to fill in the blanks, you know, like just jump in to say like, oh, this is how the Titans used to be. Really showing Donna, like, okay, you know what? Maybe this can work as a team, even though we've been like you know trying to force it all this time. 
yes, we're not friends like we used to be with this new team, but maybe we can get that old magic back and try yeah, to do just, things the way Dick I, used I to do, even, yeah. what we all used to do. And I'm like, the thing is, we're starting to work together as a team. Yeah, maybe because Miss Martian's away or something like that, but we're finally getting towards something where I could see them working as a team. And for some reason, it looks like Beast, Beast Boy grew a got, about a goddamn foot and freaking had puberty um, overnight I because he looks like a, a weird man thing here. With Beast Boy, because the, the weird thing, too, is you have Garth and then he just this disappears at the end. You know, he disappears by the end. Yeah. So that's reset. You have Martian, uh, Miss Martian, Miss Martian where yeah. she, get, she gets taken out uh, for a bit because, and then she's back. But well, we're yeah, going to see I her mean, what happens in the uh, the uh, Justice League Aquaman. Why? What, what is that first number one? What is that? The Drowned Earth number one? Yeah, it's the Drowned Earth number one. Okay, it so it says, says we're going to see yeah. what happened to her in that oh, issue. Saying, so I look but forward to that. It's yeah. just so that she can be a part of that. There, there's right. no, to me, this was just shoved in. They said, listen, you have to end what it reminded me of, and some people loved it. I did not, is Rogue One. We end up right. with a basically this would be the crawl of the drowned earth number one because you'd have the well they got the plans i mean it's almost exact they go to get these plans they're scanned and they're like oh you know what i think that'll come in handy and then we go from there and i i just well, that's think the, that's that the people- thing actually i liked the most about it because just not, not that whole idea we're gonna go get the plan because that was an aftermath felt like look we we're kind of screwed here we could better get what we can because nobody knew what they were gonna do we just knew we had to get on the offensive and go after these ships no, yes there's a million I, ships i think that the most important one. thing is the plans because they no, have that though, some the whole, way the end, they're like you know, maybe they could have got on here and figured out how to disable all. They didn't know what they were doing before they got there. It's yeah, just, I know. The, they the, were the just the engines fight. were there and like, okay, let's let's scan these and like, oh, all right, there's hey, there's a there's a cosmic sea god. Let's fight him. Oh shit, we can't Which fight we him. We got to get before. the hell out of here. We saw yeah. him before. He was one guy. And like I said, Drought. to me, this was all filler except for two things and basically nonsense. I, I thought that this. Why was is nonsense. nobody talking about Wally? I have no to Wally. assume. I have to assume at this point because nobody is talking about Wally here because we're talking about Roy left and right. Roy was pretty much found on top of Wally's dead yeah, body. Yeah. If they're not talking about Wally, I have to assume at this point that he's not going to be dead in Heroes well, in Crisis here's the because problem is, nobody's dealing it, it, with it. I, you know, I don't want to you know, go too far ahead, but we're not going to know that this month. And so with this being this month, it seems way off. It seems way, way off. And in fact, you know, you find out something. I, I don't want to go too far ahead. In, no, no, I'm going too far. I'm just saying that like crisis, from, the, from but, the whole wraparound of the Heroes in but Crisis, the thing like, is, I have they to seem assume to have just be buried okay. Roy. And yeah. the way that it's set up, there's no way that they would know that quick. They should know that Wally is dead. Yes. It's not. I don't think it's that quick in that story to say that Wally's alive. So I think it's bullshit. And I think that they are just not allowed to mention Wally because they want the big moments to be in Heroes in Crisis, not him not being dead. They just want those big moments of people finding out. It's to just be such in a that weird idea because even in this, you know, they talk, and that's even the worst part because, you know, we have a lot of Donna Troy and Garth, you know, talking about how things used to be in their team, the friendship that they had, and like, you know, how different. Dick was the brains and they're like, you know, Garth and uh, Donna were the muscle of the group and Wally was like the heart. And I'm like, yeah, where does that leave Roy? Nobody I didn't know. even mention Roy once. Yeah, but they're really, that, you're but still th- green. Like, why wasn't Garth at Roy's funeral? That bothers the hell out of me. He's like, yeah. I heard about Roy. I'm sorry. I'm like, yeah, you were friends with him too. You should be yep. more than sorry yeah, at this he point. Should've, he should have been there. And they should have even, you know, gotten together aside from that. And yeah, not Titans just together. Here. 
Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, you have this. But like I said, they're there. Garth is just like, you know what? This is bullshit sitting around. Let's go. Let's take the attack there. You know, and you have you have a couple things that line up pretty well where you have, you know, uh, Natasha's like, well, I can boom us up there so that, you know, and it makes sense. But it is, and it's a rally you know, the a troops series moment. of Let's things. do something. Let's stop sitting on our hands and wait for the, what the Justice League is going to tell us to do. We're the Titans. So let's get this shit going because yeah. this is what so, the Titans do. So you go up. The the thing that gets me though is this is a weird tie-in. I know they're connected with the Justice League, yeah. but it's it's kind of shitty for people who are reading Titans to get thrown into this event out of nowhere with this yeah. happens. And yeah, but it's still there. You go, and then you get Garth, where people have been reading this. You know, oh man, Garth, and at the end, he just pretty much disappears. He falls into space, and, and that's Shana the thing is we, ha- we kind of exactly we kind of just have to assume from the stuff they said he's going to fall. He's going to fall in the ocean, and because he's a land, he's going to be yeah. okay. But then he'll hit the yeah. water and turn into a raging fish person. Problem, yeah, fish you know? person. <laughs> Hashtag fish person some problems again Uh, but yeah but that's the thing by the end what gets me is just basically everything resets to where it was to a degree but there's a new attitude that garth helped instill here which i think is gonna go like you know last for the rest of the stuff like the titan series yeah i don't even think i don't even think i don't think we'll get anything of that whole titan's attitude and i think that the attitude will be reestablished again by itself because they're they're not going to count on everybody buying a tie-in they, they can't count on going forward that everybody who buys this book is going to buy a tie-in to this. I think that what they're trying to do is getting the people who haven't read it, they jump into Titans as a tie-in and go, oh, man, you know what? This is awesome. This is like the old Titans book, and we're going to go back with Miss Martian by the end of the next issue, and they're going to just argue again and, and have to resolve that themselves with that. You see, the Miss Martian really is going to be a weird thing where I think that Donna's going to take command because Miss Martian is going to be standing in her way. She wasn't here for this Titan together attitude no, moment that's what i'm so saying she I is don't still think it'll the mean justice league liaison we're gonna have to grab her and make her be less a part of the justice league and more of a part of the titans to get her on board this which whole thing which i don't think they will and, and they they, will. We're, we're gonna end up with the same thing that we just did for three issues with dick and her now dick's gone and now we're gonna have to start a power struggle with donna versus miss marsh that could be a problem I just i just don't i i don't think this resolves anything and and there's problems because in my mind you have garth show up and say Say, listen, we're going to go like pirates. We're like pirates. Why in the hell is is Beast Boy not some sort of parrot or, or some sort of, you know, something pirate-esque while he's going? It would have been Are you the telling best. me giant raging green men aren't piratey? No, you should have oh. You should have had him turn into a pirate and say this is not a pirate, a parrot. And say this is all I can get from, hey, look at me. Uh, it's like a parrot, you know. And, well, you know, pirates have parrots and they, you, you'd have a big joke. Instead, he is 8 trillion feet tall and he just attacks. And it actually makes me think that they're going to kind of go with this a little more, that you're going to have this oversized, like you said, beast man, which isn't bad. No, but no. The we, saw, is, we saw Beast Man before, and I'm trying to remember what it was. I actually it's, think it's it was a in weird... the new 52 Teen Titans when they're traveling through time, and they went to a little bit in the future where Beast Man was the, like the Justice League yeah. leader, and it was kind of a cool little moment. But oh, yeah, yeah. From, I remember from what you we have that. here, it was just it just looks like he has aged a lot in between it issues does. all the time. I just think it, it just is how they, whoever draws, and I like draws it. it. I just, it's a weird issue to not have Beast Boy change in anything. To uh, anything, you know, and it's so yeah, weird. I don't know if weird. it's the fact that, like, you know, you don't want to go 
were too heavy on the pirate because you want to get the pirate attitude, but you turn into a parrot, crazy a fish people are going to kill you right or there. He, or he turns into a fish something. No, I'm telling or, you, anything you know, that he should turn into because Beast Boy, being Beast Boy, should turn into something, especially during a giant fight like this because yeah. right now he is Beast from the X-Men. He is a, he is a force yeah. to be reckoned yep. with by himself, but – it's going against what Beast Boy is and what his power set is because he shouldn't just be a raging, hulking monster. He needs no, to be and I, Beast and, Boy and stuff. And that's the thing. We know that the, you know, the source wall energies and all that have affected, affected him, yeah. so he can't control himself as much. And I'm telling but you, I would have liked that, him see like, a change. What is Raven doing? And she is here yeah. for no reason at all. Just to Again, tell us yeah. every issue, oh, I don't have my soul my, self. I'm my not a big self. help. I'm yeah, like, that's, why that's are you all here? it is. That's all <laughs> she does. I hate and, it. Yeah, you have what this is a pretty cool deal. The the one the only thing that I do like is that you have Donna Troy. You're you're gonna move on. I mean, Dick Grayson's gone for now. Yeah. You know, who knows if he ever ever will come back to the Titans book. But he's gone for now. In this part, because of how Nightwing was, and I think people would forget this, the Nightwing book itself jumped four months ahead. So this seems as if at this point, Dick Grayson is still even in his he coma. Still be in a coma. He yeah. hasn't come out because of the way they even explain it to Garth and how they say Nightwing may not survive. They keep saying like it's not a given right now that he will live. So they keep going with that. You have to move on from the idea that Donna has to let that go so this book can continue. And I do think Garth going there and talking to her, even though it was very quick, I think that that does get that out. And like you said, with that, you do get the this attitude of okay i gotta go forward for dick and yeah. do what dick would do and that would be go with his attitude you know what would nightwing do kind of a mantra which, to go is, which is kind of weird too which because like what we're talking going, about at least it's kind of weird though we're talking about the flashing house like you can't look to the past you got to keep moving forward in the titans book we got to look to the past to move forward <laughs> yeah you got to go look to the past to see how great it was and Nostalgia see that you can get is along. wins the day again yeah yeah so so you have now th- this is the thing you have beast boy in this book and i'm looking at him when they're walking in like the badass where they're right. there and they're like we we were always like, you know, me and you, Garth. Yeah, Gar- Garth said that. Yeah, that's why we always fought so much. And they're talking. Beast Boy looks like, you know, his standard self. He's a little more muscular. He's like a beast. And he's a guy. And then, but then from there, he becomes hulking out. Then by the end of the fighter in the middle, he is transformed into some sort of animal type thing. He I doesn't look just like a hulking beast anymore. boy still. No, look at his face. He looks like a mole. He doesn't look like he a man anymore. He looks like anymore. the Ron Perlman beast from yeah, Beauty and the Beast. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He starts like, are they trying to, through the art, give you the I idea that's that that's how angle. he's not controlling it? And that's why, because he keeps kind of changing and morphing a little instead of changing into I the really things in this. I really just think it's a weird angle. It looks really weird. I know. I'm when, I, I spent a lot of time looking at that you have that, that guy showing up and like, oh, dear, what is that? And I'm like, what is that? But the panel before that where he's standing where he is the Hulk, where yeah. he is humongous. I don't know what that is. It's very that's odd. a very funny angle. Yeah, even at that point, even as the you know the the bottom fangs coming yeah. up and things like that, he didn't have those earlier no, he, when he he's used walking. To have those. I'm no, sorry, I'm well, saying he, in the way when he's walking, he looks like a boy at one point, and as the issue progresses, he becomes a man. Then he becomes a, a mole man. I, I don't know, uh, but it is crazy. Isn't but, that yeah. how age and aging works, Jim? We're all yes, boys, and then men, yeah, and then we, we're mole. Aren't men. we mole? Hans, men, mole all men. of us down below. 
know. Uh, but yeah, I just I thought that this was and for some uh, reason uh, too, the whole thing. I actually look forward to the next issue because the whole idea it's like we have to like we got the the space god drought coming after us. We got to get the hell out of here because he's going to kill us. Run back to the boom room. I have to like to put in coordinates or we can end up anywhere. Just hit it because anywhere is better than here. I want to yeah. know where they're going to end up because that seems yeah, like you know maroon. I agree, again. That's exciting to me because it's no more source wall nonsense. It's the Titans getting back to normal oh, get back and to no that. more. I know it can get back to that at some point. I am looking forward to having something different right now. And that's what this is giving me. So it actually gets me now a little bit optimistic about what we're going to get. From yeah, Titans I don't forward. know. Once they see Marooned, all I think of is the Aquaman book. That's going to have him on an Island without his memories. And it just yeah, seems everything too, again, though, it seems that everything is going, it's DCYOU all over again. Everything is changing to the part where, you know, we don't even know what's happening and, and things like that, but maybe it'll be good. I, I, I don't so. know. I'm not going to condemn something before I read it. And and I'm looking now because I just wanted to see if, in fact, the next one would be a tie-in to mm-hmm. the uh, deal, and it doesn't seem like it is. So there, I think that that's why. It's almost like the own. Teen Titans where they had that one tie-in to Forever Evil until yeah. freaking Johnny yeah, Thunder I, sent I, them I, to the future. Yep, I think that I that's mean, Johnny what's Quick, going not on. Johnny Thunder. Yeah, Johnny Quick. I think that what's going on is they have oh, to get them out of the picture. Because yeah. that makes sense because they're, they're so closely tied. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So they have to get them out of the picture for two issues or, or whatnot because it yeah. is part one of Maroon, so we'll see. But yeah, I just I, I thought that this was one of those Sorry excuses for a tie-in That didn't need to be a tie-in You could have had just their book going You could have had something else See, happen. I appreciate the tie-in because of how closely it, uh, Connected it is to the Justice yeah, League book Yeah, but really, it's not even that connected anymore They, they, Yeah, they're in the Hall of Justice yeah. That's the only connection We don't ever see anything involved They just keep bitching and moaning about them But we never see it really connected It's like connected spiritually almost by now Because all they keep doing is complaining about it But we never, you know, you don't see the Justice League I just know, like, you know, we have have books that are coming out like we have a big event that affects the world we like to think to ourselves well why isn't this person doing anything why aren't they affected by it? i like when characters are all connected like this and affected yeah, by a big i think like, it's a know, money grab i think yeah, that they did this to try to get people to buy this book because the book isn't selling that great so they figured they'll tie it into the big event try to get yeah. people on and i don't think that this is a good jumping on point for people obviously because the series is already going on and i think that this just stalls everyone who's been reading this to be like okay here we go we're gonna fight a See, little the thing of this is you and say that. it stalls i actually think it's finally getting moving because we're not yeah, dealing with the source wall nonsense because i hate that aspect yeah, but we, and we we're doing something different later now. we maybe. will be back to that we yeah. i know we are and maybe yeah, it'll be better I, at that yeah. point from what we're getting so I, far i just I've think hated that this is just a stall it's a stall because they want to add it into this and now they have to make it stick and they have to have them out of the event so they disappear for a couple issues and then I don't they're want back. Titans dealing with fish people problems. Yeah, I mean really I can tell you that they won't that they'll still deal with the source wall problems because we still have Hulking Beast Boy. If anything, they have to stop it to get him back to normal. That's the whole idea of what he's trying to do. And the idea that they just set up that the source wall magic and energy is killing him. They're going to get back to it. And then we're going to be just like, oh, geez, we took all that time. Then it's just delaying the inevitable to me. And it just I just don't think that anything we saw here except for going into the Just League Drown book next week, right. that number one, that we'll see, oh, thank God we got those plans so we can bring down the uh, the Armada because right. they need something to do. Yeah. They needed some sort of way because most of the heroes are gone. I mean, we, we have an event where they're going to be fighting an intergalactic Armada with seven people, especially now the Titans are out of the picture. So you need something that Batman's going to get so that he can press a button or work a hack 
He's going to give them a cold, Eric, is how you stop aliens, I heard. Is that, and then they're know, just going to go. That actually did make me think of that at one point when they yeah, were talking about That's like, what it seems did, like did it's going to be. Did, did you watch Independence Day before this? What, what happened? Yeah, that's that? what <laughs> it seems. It's Independence Day, so they're going to freaking boop, boop, boom, hack, boom. They're gone so that we can take care. Of, and now let's go into the nitty gritty of it. It just, I don't know. I just for uh, having two crossover events in one month going on like they are now, right. it just seems too much for me. And people not reading the Just League, which there's a lot of people not reading it who aren't going to be v- dealing with Drowned Earth and want the Titans book. You've already taken Dick Grayson out of the you know equation, so people are pissed at that. And now you throw in a tie into a thing that you might not be reading. It just seems like too much for me to throw on these people's laps. I would have rather have had an issue where Garth shows up and Donna and him deal with even Wally included. Their death. That would have been great. Have I just that. Said, you could have still so ended up with the same excluded. deal. You could have had the same deal at the end where Donna just says, you know, I'm having problems with this team oh you remember when we did that and then you have a flashback to show they didn't always get along and stuff like that but uh, yeah whatever but i i'm giving it a 5.5 what would you give it also i really enjoyed the art and it's except for the you yeah, know besides i'm telling you though i got excited reading this because you know it's a tie-in but i am reading all the books so it's not a bad a big deal for me to go into this because i am reading the rest of the books anyway and I really feel that we're getting the Titans back on track to where I want to see them working as a team and being kind of friendly to one another, not bickering all the time. It might go back, but we have to deal with source wall no. problems. I don't want to, but we're going to have to. But here's the thing, you say this, and the, the weirdest thing is, right before Dick Grayson died, we kind of got over that. We did have them not bickering. They did oh, come to an agreement, so we were already past that. And then the artificially thrown in of Donna Troy, I don't know if this is going to work, this team. But also I, I dealing with the know. whole thing that like we had the last Titans team broken up by the Justice because they didn't feel that like they were responsible enough to deal with the problems on their own because it was too big. Here it's getting back, you know, Garth's even bringing up the whole idea of Troy and stuff like that. And the whole idea, yeah, you know what? We, we shouldn't be dealing with the Just League as much as we are because they're the one who screwed us up in the first place. Let's get away from that aspect and just be the Titans and do Titan yeah, things. Yeah, I know, like, but they're right. still, like you said, though, that that's, but they're still tied to the Justice League, like you said. It's not yeah. going to change. It just doesn't seem. And also, just the idea, go back to Aquaman last week that we talked to Reggie about. I hate when you have these tie-ins and it's just, okay, we're going to have a tie-in and we need this one thing to happen. And then you guys get out of the way. We had uh, the Atlantis. Oh, Aquaman, blah, blah, blah. All it was was to get Orm. Orm's involved now with oh, yeah. Mara. Boom. And this one is get these plans. Boom. And get everybody else out of the way. You have, you know, like we said, Garth balls out. Oh, no, he might die. And now they go and try to boom out and end up marooned. So and that's the thing just, is, though, they don't they have the plans with them, don't they? When they're no, now they're going to they be marooned. Them. They Did send they send him? Okay. They, yeah, I think they sent him the Batman uh, to the ju- to the Hall of Justice, if I'm not mistaken, and that's what you'll you'll go with. So we'll see. And you know, you also you know what the thing is too. I, I just realized too. I've been saying like the the God's name is Drought this entire time. It has been bothering me. Like, why would a sea god be named Drought? It's Drogue. I'm freaking sick. Like, yeah, that's right. Yeah, Drogue, not yeah. Drought. You and, goddamn and he, dummy. And that's even the other thing. Like he comes in by the end. And he's kind of just an afterthought to me. He's just, he comes in like, oh no, that guy's pretty powerful. Miss Martian comes in, zoop. Oh no, he's powerful. And then they're out. And even even that, that's a big, that's a big thing to me too, because here you have an enemy that the Titans realize we can't do shit about it. We got to get the hell out of here because we're all going to die. That's a big threat. That's the thing though. The, one of the biggest people going after him is the God himself in, you know, Aquaman, you know, God of the sea, the type deal and Mara and all them. They're, they're a little more, powerful than them and they're out of the picture they're artificially to be taken out of the event right here because 
I don't have anything to do with them. So you just, you guys give us what we need from you and then get the hell out. We'll maroon you. So we have a reason why you're not there. And it's just, everything seemed forced to me. Yeah. So but I would give this just, because of the RN because I like the whole attitude of the team. Once again, a 6.8 out of 10. Yeah. Yeah. I, I did not like it. I know Dan hated it. Oh, he I know. I, forget, was, I saw him because I, I was grabbing, like I was grabbing the credits to freaking put in my blurb off of yeah, Dan's review. Yeah, and I was scrolling down. I'm like, what did it. Dan give this? Yeah. Ooh, a three out of 10. Yeah. Yeah. He, he basically, Basically, he thinks the same. He thinks even worse than me that this was just forced in uh, for no reason. But we will now stop this nonsense, Eric. I, I didn't like either of those books, and it's it's starting to upset me. But we'll go off now. <laughs> Swearing it down. Some, yeah, yeah. We'll go off to, to some mail to cheer me up. Yo, it's mail call. It is the best podcast a week. Even though Shay is such a freak, I've got to hear all the reviews. And I've got such a long way to go To make it to the end of the episode First I'll hear Melba Jim Now Melba Jim And I've got a long way to go To make it to the end of the episode First I'll hear Melba Jim all right and here we are with mail section number two starting with brian from arkansas who says jim eric reggie chris fesh cup Pro. It was a damn good week in the comic booking world, <laughs> according to me. My pick of the week would have to be Old Lady Harley. What oh, a nice. pleasant surprise. I agree. You might find out later that that's my pick Spoilers, of the week. Man, Exceeded damn. my expectations. Love the Jean Grey and Thanos jokes. The art was beautiful and left me wanting more. Another great read this week was Batgirl. Marguerite Scott and Paul Pelletier breathe new life into my all-time favorite superhero. And what about those Josh Middleton variant covers? Stunning. Love I the variant I cover. I was staring at it. Okay, rapid fire time. Eric Larson should be running DC. Eric Larson, Eric, of Eric Savage Shea. Dragon fame, I believe. If he was in charge last month during the Bat Penis controversy, there would be no statement saying we're going to rein in the mature content of those black label titles and omit the penis in future printings. Nope. The cover of the second issue would have been a 10-inch veiny cock on a gatefold cover. Follow him on Twitter and you'll see what I mean in this case. I'm good. Tom Taylor and Kelly Thompson need to have books at D.C., you can have an annual from Tom Taylor coming up in a little bit. Nobody does dialogue better than they do. Kelly especially needs to be on a Harley Quinn. That would be good. Okay. I need to leave you with a couple of lists because it's been a while. My top five artists. Number one, Joel Jones. Number two, Clay Men. Number three, Tony S. Daniel. Number four, Lee Garbett. And number five, Mirka. Oh, Lee Garbett. And Dolfo. Speaking of number four and five, if you're not reading Skyward and Unnatural, you're missing out. And Skyward oh, no, is the book that everybody's going nuts at. You're missing out on a lot of things. Scarlet Spider. My fr- my top five writers life. right now. Top five writers: Rick Remender, Kelly Thompson, Robert Kirkman, Mirko Andolfo, and Tom Taylor. Well, thanks for letting me talk comics with you guys. They're at Weird DC Dahmer Books. Thanks no, for all DC your Dahmer's. hard work. Uh, Weston out. Brian from Arkansas. And thank, thank you, you. Brian from Arkansas. Rapid fire there. And the next is our man, Pete from NYC. Eric, I'm going to cough a minute. So oh, tell me goody. what rhymes with Pete. Pete rhymes with eat, meat, 
tree. You're right. Okay. What up, Jim Stray and the Fresh Cup Brew? What up, Fresh Cup Brew? What the hell is going on over there in DC Dahmer Books land? <laughs> Three-hour podcast. Shame on you. I like when you Pretty end up Jim. having – if we end up having a 12-and-a-half-hour podcast, Pretty people will be like, Jim. oh, man, you had a 12-hour podcast, but you have a three-hour and 40-minute. They still round down. And it's always rounding them. <laughs> Three-hour podcast. Shame on you. And now you're talking about pulling books from the show. Christ almighty. It it was so bad. I had to listen to the freaking rant and raves this week, which, by the way, I noticed one Eric Spray no longer appears on. It's not my those fault. either. Yeah, there he goes. I'll make it your fault. I'll make you appear on him. You don't want to be on part of that. And you told me you don't like me or anybody <laughs> else. Do I need to I go find another podcast <laughs> to fill my commute time? I wonder if our boy, our boy J.D. Jr. has something. Maybe. <laughs> I'm sure he's a lot more positive on what you have there. Calm down, everyone. I'm just fucking around. I don't want to be called a dick again in the slack. One more question. What's Eric's dark secret that was referred to at the beginning of the last podcast? I think about? it either rhymes with moking or mocaine <laughs> or both. Actually, it rhymes with heroin, maybe. Oh, my God. His my real dirty secret downhill. rhymes with mess. You guys are the best. Keep doing what you're doing and used to be doing, he says. He's throwing shade at them. <laughs> I, I said, though, earlier I told him, we Vampires, might get rid man. of some books. Of we, might get, we might get rid of some of the books, but because there's a lot of better books, it seems coming. He's a Draxilus. He's a Draxilus. <laughs> Eric? I mean, really, if we're going to get a Shazam book in November, does it really matter that we don't talk about Curse of Brimstone, really? No. Curse no, of Brimstone. Here's the other thing is. Last week, we did have an under four-hour podcast. I'm not going to go solo as saying it was a three-hour podcast. It was under a four-hour podcast. I I will also tell you that that upsets me uh, to no end. I I don't like that because we do pride ourselves into having a very long podcast. That has gone down, and it's not just because of the – Two books being on Patreon and stuff that people throw shade at us. We're not getting as much mail because we talk to people every day in the Slack chat. Yeah. A lot of the people who used to mail, we talk to. There's no need to mail when you talk all week with us. Uh, but also, we do tend to kind of not like to do like a curse of brimstone. So when we're doing it, we do somehow not talk as long as whatever. But Last week, we had an under four-hour podcast. Did it seem, Eric, that we were putting in less work than when we used to do a 12-hour no, podcast? Because it still seems like the same amount of work. We're still so, recording so every I don't know what's going day, it on. seems like. Every day. We record every single day of the week except for Tuesday when we're reviewing all our, our books. And yet still, that's nonsense. But hey, there you go. There you go, Audi 5000 Pete from NYC. Eric's man, Pete from NYC now, <laughs> throwing you, Shane all over the place. Now, Pete's my man. He knows. He oh. actually, even while we were recording tonight, still sent me a note. Hey, please don't think I'm a dick bag for my, my <laughs> vodka. I'm like, oh, no, no, we know what you are already. You know, that's what you are. You are what we thought you were, as the Dennis Green once said in a press conference. But you will notice that's the end of mail section number oh. two. One Brandon, Brandy Murray did not email this week. That son of a bitch has probably not missed 150 episodes. He's emailed in straight. He's at a costume party. He can't be emailing. Yeah, he's at a party. 
He said, I, I sent, I thought maybe I deleted his mail. I'm like, did you send in the mail? He's like, no, I'll send it in tomorrow. I'm like, tomorrow? <laughs> oh, are we going to stay up all night waiting for your mail? Please. Well, buffalo time hey. right now. Yeah, I'm like, I'm no buffalo time. I'm going to be up early to watch the Eagles because they're playing in London against the Jaguars. But I'm not getting a hold of one Eric Shea at 930 in the morning to finish up the mail section. So I said <laughs> to Brandon, it's okay. We got a bunch of mails. I will certainly make fun of you, though. You know, the guy, he, he's, he has plenty of time to stitch up that vest. He can't get a hold of us. But, yeah, that's the end of mail section number two. And we're going to go off to talk to Reggie. So close, no matter how far. The views come straight from the heart. For Continue on with Reginald Drinkwater himself. How are you doing, Hello. Reggie? Hello, Hello, love. Hey, How you doing? what are you doing there? I'm here for some fun, guys. Hey, what's going on? Hey, boys, in town for a while. In oh, port. God. Are you guys in port for a while here? There yeah. you go. Does that, does that so. turn you on? Do I turn you on, boys? I tell you, there we could really use your uh, voice talent over at the Cosmic Treadmill. You, you, you need, need the more female voices. You need to get them. the more female. Here, I'll do this is my version of an old lady from Manchester. Hey, what are you doing, fellas? <laughs> there you go. Now I'm going to go, and now I am going to be Martha Washington, the famed right. Martha Washington. Hey, George, stop playing around with Betsy Probably. Ross. There you go. Well, exactly. It's, it you sounds know, period correct. The, the best sure. is I would love to have, because I always like I haven't done as many voices as I used to. And I would like to a do a thing. Lately. I would, would <laughs> like to do a thing where I sit there and I say, okay, now I will do Cleopatra. Hey, guys. Like, nobody can dispute it. Hey, because true, they, you, you never knew. So there you go. That's how I get away with it. And then I continue <laughs> on with that that whole theme of like, now I am Katie Holmes. Hey, guys. You, you can't dispute it, right? Nobody, actually, nobody actually, knows, knows what Katie, like Holmes Katie Holmes sounds Holmes. like, right? Is that That's Katie Holmes? Hey, Pacey, back off. I'm <laughs> Dawson's Broad. There you go. It's all because we talked about Dawson's Creek. So I won't talk about it ever again. Dawson's <laughs> Creek. Hey, there, Pacey. I just like the name Pacey. 
That's all I'm going with now. I just like the name Pacey. And then uh, now I will now do Ginger uh, from the Gilligan's Island. Hey, Gilligan, why don't you give me some of that there? Good loving. There you go. And see. There you uh-huh. go. It's spooky. Doesn't sound like Ginger to me. <laughs> Did you like those She was voices? a skipper girl. Did you like this? Then out of nowhere, <laughs> I'm going to now do a voice of, let me think, uh, of Bette Midler. Hello, love. There, there you go. go. So you go. They all sound different. I Set know. Set in the clouds. Very Hello there. Boy. What's going on? You the wing beneath more wings, y'all there, <laughs> bloke. There you go. Good <laughs> lord. I'm telling you, I, I'm I'm trying to stay away from the books now. I, I did tell you before we started recording that, in fact, I I am not going to talk at all during this section of books. So I'm getting it all out now. I'm letting wow. it all hang out. Uh, that is, and then I say, like Lady Gaga sings, "Hey guys!" There nice. you go. I, I really don't know any po- poker face. Yeah, po 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 poker face. Oh yeah. There you go. I'm done. So what are we here to talk about, Reggie? We're here to talk about books, right? Correct. That's right. So yeah, what we're this doing? Is a comic books podcast. <laughs> yes, we're here it to is. talk about comic books, folks. Yes, we. And are. we're going to start off with a Wonder Woman number fifty-seven, written by James Tiny in the fourth, art by Emanuela Lupacino, Ray McCarthy, and Romulo Fajardo Jr. I'm going to rage until I don't destroy the place, and then I won't. If a, if a Kate had her way, I'd be her pawn to stay. I'm going to rage, rage, rage until I don't. Akate. Don't want to hurt. Don't want to kill. Though being marked is quite the thrill. I'm going to have it all when Constantine finds his balls. I'm going to rage, rage, rage until I don't. Boom. And, and yeah, we're going to go on with the witching hour, obviously. And uh, the, the thing about this well, is... Jim talks about it, it's the bitching That's hour. right. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that what we call the podcast the bitching hours? It's what well, it is. But it has to be hour long. It's a, it's a, it's a freaking four year long event, it seems, or whatever the hell how long we've been doing this goddamn podcast. Uh I have not been down with this event since it started. That is obvious. I've taken some flack for that. Uh I think that where we're getting along in this issue and how this is turning out is at least you, Reginald, you're kind of coming down while I go a little teeny bit up. We're gonna meet somewhere in the middle is what may happen but i'm still not really enjoying it i'm not really enjoying it and what i really have to stress simon that's all i'm talking to because simon (laughs) Simon gives me a lot of crap for this um i was really loving this just league dark book you know this is wonder one but you know it's it's more of a just league dark feel but going into this the first three issues of just league dark i loved i thought that it was one of my favorite books go I think that this kind of has shown up in a way to derail that book, but it's, you know, setting up things, whatever. But it seemed like that book had its own thing going, and we could have had this witching hour maybe as two issues in that book alone, have it deal with just that going, and instead – we kind of are stuck well, getting these crossovers they had, they had to, and stuff. They had to also put a pause on what, as you said, Wonder, Wonder Woman, Woman. For, yeah. waiting for so Jim Wilson. It, so. Yeah, and the, the whole semantics of it, I understand. But 
you know, when we're going forward with this, I don't think any of this will really play out in the G. Willow Wilson run of Wonder Woman coming up. I think that, you know, we may have ramifications that start that out, but I think that, you know, obviously Wonder Woman will get back to being its own book under G. Yeah. Willow Wilson. And I do think that this is going to be a story that obviously this is more of a Justice League dark story anyway. So we're going to continue. We have the upside down man still well, kind of in get the back. All out for October for the yeah, Halloween season. Yeah, and they season. want the Halloween thing. That's I right. understand, but it's just the whole thing for me and where I wasn't impressed right away as much is I do think that the first couple issues of Justice League Dark were way better than what we're getting in any of this event, and that kind of did upset me. Though I do like the idea that we have an event, a crossover, that is one writer. I think that, that that's something that I really enjoy, and I think that's unique to crossovers, and they were allowed to do that. They actually got that opportunity because of the crossover where G. Willow Wilson isn't on the book yet. Yeah. So you get James Tynan's book, Just League Dark. You add him onto this Wonder Woman to kind of get to when G. Wilson and also throw in a zero and number one issue. So it is one of those weird things where at least the crossover has one writer. It seems like each issue does mean something. It has the same tone and voice because of him. But it just, to me, it continues the idea overall that not much is going on that I, I know that they, we said this last week, big things are going on, but I just don't feel like they have the oomph that a big yeah. thing like this would normally have for some reason. And I, I don't know why that is. And also most of the big events in this, this event seem to be through narration, you know, seeing these narration boxes seem to be telling us what people think, what, how they feel. And I just, I'm not invested in this story. I may be the only one. It just is something that I'm just not invested in and it's the way it's written or I, I whatever. Don't, I, don't, I don't think you're the only one. I think that part of this crossover was hoping to get some Wonder Woman fan eyeballs on the Justice yeah. League yeah, Dark characters so or at least. Or vice versa. Uh, yeah, or vice versa. Maybe, yeah. maybe a little bit of vice versa, although Justice League Dark is t technically, well, I don't know if it's always going to have Wonder Woman, but she's yeah, supposed it to seems be like that's the big deal, it. yeah. But, I uh, think that it will. It, but as we said last week, I don't really think any Wonder Woman fans are going to read this and be like, wow, this is so cool. They're going to say, what the uh, hell's going yeah, on with well, the Wonder Woman? That that's the thing is, I, I have seen a lot of people yeah. on the Wonder Woman, like uh, when DC puts up the previews on Facebook, what the hell did they do to Wonder Woman? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't they, uh, they just and, have no clue. They, they want no part of it. So it doesn't really work yeah, that way. If you're reading the event, and you'll you'll understand what they're doing as well, because when you had the Just League Dark, the big thing was, why is Wonder Woman on a magic book? So that the tie-in is the Hecate, uh, Witchmark, and the magic and stuff like that. So I understand that. Now, afterwards... They're kind of whatever is left, the residuals of this, we'll see if she still has any magic like that. Or they'll just go with, hey, you're a goddess, whatever. Even, we'll go exactly. With. The demigod aspect always worked for me, even when we yeah. started out with. But uh, I think what, that what was he it? was no kind of trying to get it to fit more, and especially because it's not just a magic book. It's a dark, just like dark type thing. And I, I think that he really wanted it to fit. So we're going to go with that. Um, but as we go, and I'll, I'll let Reggie, I'll let you talk about the nitty gritty of it. But I will say that once we get to Constantine, uh, you're reminded that James Tynan did write Constantine, was on the book with Riley Rossimo uh, back in the New 52. And I do like the way he writes Constantine. I'm not just saying magic and things like that, just his voice and how he goes with it. He doesn't uh, rely. I like he, it. I like it because he, he doesn't. Kind of, he kind of addresses, you know, the, the, the weirdness that's happened to Constantine since he yeah, came in the yeah. DCU. Yeah. But I really thought he was 
wimpy for too long. But you know, well, we'll get to that. Here's scene, the thing. But, uh, I mean, he he did get his demon blood taken away that we heard before. Yeah. But I'm telling you, I like the why I like James Tynan running Constantine is number one. He doesn't rely on the LO love every right. two seconds, and actually. You hear that, Jim? Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, I I need the crutch. He doesn't. And I do like him and Zatanna together. But I yeah. don't know. Right before I will let you talk after this. Is it funny to me? I said to Eric before and it made him chuckle that he writes Witchfire as the female Constantine at the beginning of the set. Anyway, I swear <laughs> to God, it's the female Constantine here. Pretty much. Yeah, yeah but, but go with it, Reggie. But- Tell us about well, it. Well, so we still, we open up. Wonder Woman is in some kind of a twilight area on a fake moon, kind of an allegorical moon. But this is where uh, Hecate stashes the, the people that zone. are witch marked yeah. in the yeah, I guess the dead zone. Uh, the people that are witch marked while she's controlling them, they get shoved over here, and it's actually Wonder Woman's here along with the uh, inert bodies of Black Orchid and Manitou Dawn, but also Witchfire's here, but yeah. she can interact and talk because. She's actually dead. I yeah, guess her real-life soul yeah. is here or something. It's yeah. such a weird idea, though, that she's here and she's dead. It seems like, you know, this is the place that the mind goes when Hecate takes over the Witchmark bodies. But which like Witchfire being dead, I'm like, why is she here? And then when Wonder Woman wakes up as well, like, she is being controlled. You have that whole, like, you know, convoluted thing like, oh, it must be because you're a demigod. And I'm like, that I you don't can know. control it's just it more, she says. I mean, I, I would – I would accept that Wonder Woman can, you know, exist in this plane more than the the Witchfire thing, because you're right. It's like, what use does Hecate have for this annoying cigarette smoking soul on her yeah. in her moon zone? In, you know, in my mind, it, it made me laugh. In my well, she's her sexy self, and you're going to have over your there cigarettes at the moon there. Seven Eleven. That's what you have. You, you end up being <laughs> your sexy self. I actually took it as a funny thing, like. Uh, you know, in a comic book way, this is the magic version of the Phantom Zone. It seemed, but also it yeah, seemed to me it it is like the dark magic heaven, if you will, and the idea of Manito Dawn and uh, uh, Black Orchid are in uh, kind of limbo because they're not completely dead. But it, it's weird that and I know. Well, that's the thing; they're not witch. They weren't witch mark though. So I guess this is the witch mark sexy heaven. Yeah, it doesn't make sense, and. Yeah. It, it's very convoluted when you have to explain why Wonder Woman can talk here and why she's able to fight. And like, oh, this really shows that you're stronger, that you can fight this. Maybe you can fight it fully. I don't know. And it just – it did seem a little odd. It seemed a little off. But go on now. Do you think, uh, Jim, would you smoke cigarettes in heaven? Why not? There no consequences, right? I would, too. I told Eric the other day, I said, if I won that big lottery, I I might just start taking heroin. What the hell? You know, go go wild. Difference? It's your life's desire now. What the hell? I just, the worst. We were talking. I it's said, really a matter of whether you can afford it, yeah. isn't it? Really? And if you win the, the lottery, you can you, you say this, Reggie. That was where I went with And Eric's like, you can afford it now. I'm like, no, no, no. Heroin's for the rich people. I, oh, I said, though, I said, I said to him, I yelled over, and it was like almost across the warehouse type deal. I'm like, you know what I'd get if I, if we win the lottery? I'm going to get heroin. I'm going to do it. I can afford it then. And he's yelling at me. You can afford heroin now. We're just yelling at each other. It's so stupid. But Jim, yeah. Jim would, Jim would go straight to doing like 10 bags. He wouldn't even he wouldn't even start we, uh, slow. I would die. On right away. Related, no, I we have to be maybe. drug tested at work now. Yeah, oh, do we? Oh, Did we hear no. that? Yeah. Oh, I, actually, I thought you were right in saying that because I left work today. I skidded down. 
like Quill, but he I wish. Dead. I he's wish. just yelling about doing heroin. Yeah, I was, I was, I was <laughs> just yelling it, about yeah. it. I didn't even get his junk. I'm so out of it right now. But yeah, uh, I don't know that I'd smoke in heaven. I, I don't know. That's not my sexiest self, the smoker. I, I wouldn't really know. know how to smoke uh, that well. I'd probably smoke like a fancy French guy, you know, I'd and they hold it there. Though, I'd you know, hold it with my thumb and my pre- forefinger and, and smoke like that and talk about high art. That's what I'd yeah, do. Yeah, you do the German way. Oh, I love to And really, if I'm, gonna, heaven? if I'm going to be in douchebag heaven, I'm vaping. I'm, I'm skipping that. <laughs> I'm vaping. I have mirrored glasses on, and I look like freaking Randy Macho Man Savage. And then I just and anybody who talks to me, I'm going to body slam their ass. That's what I do in douchebag heaven. But yes, go on. Go on, Reggie. All the smoking material in heaven is great. Yes, so over it is. And a parbat, we have uh, Wonder Woman all witched out, uh, controlled by Hecate, uh, wrecking, wrecking up, up the joint. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she's destroying it. It looks pretty cool. And this is where uh, John Constantine and Zatanna kind of sit behind a wall, and they're just like, well, yeah. we're fucked. Yeah. Uh, no. Especially Constantine, who is very fatalistic. You know, he doesn't have that demon's blood. And I thought this was kind of uncharacteristic, although yeah, I did also like feel like it's a commentary on what the character's been doing. Well, he also has lung cancer now, it seems, so there you go. He's kind of like, well, without that, I kind of have cancer going, and, you know, whatever. So that turns out with demon blood, you can smoke as much as you want. Yeah, yes. That's the thing, yeah. In, in the 90s, he got, he had cancer, and it was okay. the demon blood that canceled it out, and, but he he was never, I don't know, I don't want to get into a huge thing about it. I don't it, but, remember being referenced since yeah, so, yeah. So it really has some references because I guess he's had the demon blood, so there goes any problem with any sickness. But to me, John Constantine is a guy that he really doesn't give a fuck about himself at all. He sees himself as I a know. total piece of shit. And so for him to have cancer, I think to me, he would consider that just desserts. For all the people he's hurt that he's, like, secretly guilty about. Anyway. Well, I like the idea. I mean, there is. And, it, you know, sometimes you do have comics where they have social commentary. And they will say, and, and when you read this, you realize that by American, right? That's what I go with. Sure, that's, right. that's, that's, what that's what exactly I what I go with. That's by American. That's what I go with. So, no, I just, it's a weird thing where he did that and... You have that callback, like you said. That's not a great callback or whatever. I don't know. It made it seem like they, he, James Tynan wanted him to be like, to realize to be a bad, I, I don't know. I just, well, I'm, I'm talking I, about just the dialogue better, between them. I is like. Is this a better Don Constantine than I've seen in two years? Absolutely. This is a, this is a, a person with a character. You know what I mean? Yeah. An actual, like, That's why I actually liked it. I, I like uh, the dialogue between them and I do like that he then, I, I, I get what you're saying because you're more of a Constantine then. So having him kind of wimp out and kind of like, eh, I'm not going to get involved or whatever. Uh, I see what you're saying, that that's not the greatest. I just like the idea that we got a conversation without him throwing out, you know, the worst English, you know, craziness that's from eight different locations in England. We've had people in the Slack chat talking about what how his dialect is London, Manchester. It's all over the place. So I, I like that he didn't rely on that. He actually relied on a nice moment or not a nice moment, but a moment between him and Satana. Satana slaps him in the back of the head. I actually like it. So there, yeah, there was yeah. lots of like there. And uh, in that moment, that's when he's like, I you know, nothing we can do. She's like, snap out of it. We can do something. Yeah. And that's, he, he realizes, wait a second. You think I could exercise? Yeah. Well, that's the, even the, the thing is, too, because he's willing to throw in the towel just talking about how he's just a two-bit exorcist and like that. And that's the, like I like about it. The time is like, well, maybe we didn't need an exorcism. Yeah. You know what? You know damn what? right. Let's yeah. get back in the goddamn game. Let's go. I actually that, I that thought was that was good, cool. That was a good turnabout there. It wasn't horrible. It was just the one yeah, little yeah. bit. Where Constantine was being like, 
I don't want to play anymore. It yeah, let's go to as, the bar and drink and hang. Yeah, and it doesn't really yeah. strike me as, as his thing. But uh, anyway, they, they are going to get into the game, so that's all that matters. Black Orchid is taking down the Parliament of Trees, which we saw was yeah. just starting uh, last issue. And Swamp Thing tries to take her down, and he has, he has no competition. Black Orchid just smacks him away with yeah. her. Which blast? I don't yeah. know what it is. That's the yeah. thing. It's not like he's no competition about, against Black Orchid. He's no competition oh. with the Hecate powers of Black Orchid. Well, yeah, but yeah, as and it is here. Re- reading this, I felt really bad, though, because, like, you know, they had the narration boxes that Jim hates, you know, talking about, you know, the Parliament of the Trees, stuff like that. The fire's going to spread through the green and then the red. And then they're on. I'm like, that poor gray that nobody remembers or the freaking, you and know, I the, said uh, the, machine, the machine queen. The machine queen. She's <laughs> oh, still no. okay. Machine queen's All fine. All these other realms that nobody the uses. The realm of story was one of yeah, the realms yeah, at they, the very uh, yeah, See, that's yeah. the one I try to forget. Yeah, really. Oh, yeah, I forgot oh, about that one as well. But yeah, when, when Charles Soul kind of added all those realms near the end of his Loved deal. That at the end, that yeah, I did too. But yeah, but we, didn't Scott Snyder add the gray, the fungus? I he think did. he read he added did. that by the end of Charles Soul's run. We even said, I don't think that we're going to get much of the machine after this. <laughs> no. We haven't. We haven't. The, the only thing that worried me is as you see the green going down and the Parliament of Trees being taken apart, the flowers are crying, it's and for so some far. reason they r- reminded me of elmo and it really made me <laughs> sad oh, this elmo flowers it, it's oh like the morning glories or yeah, something yeah, what do they, they call those sad. things freaking out I, I, uh i Elmo's. like that and, you know to me knocking down the green is a is a much more major thing than nanda parbat yeah yeah it is that's that's a linchpin of like life on earth and stuff so uh that could be a big deal but we'll see yeah we'll obviously see where that goes. pans out so <laughs> everyone else that we haven't mentioned, that would be Dead Man, Man Bad, Bobo, and a bunch of random Nanda Parbat uh, monks are all hanging out at the Oblivion Bar. They're all like, oh, shit is real at the Oblivion Bar. Yeah, That's when Manitou Dawn tries to bust in through a – or a, a, the world, This sorry. progression of Manitou Dawn coming through a portal to the Oblivion Bar and then getting hit with Nightshade's, you know, Shadow Realm ooze. I'm like, yeah. I had no idea what was I going on at first because I love the art in this issue, but this progression was so weird to me. And just like, you know, we don't get anything else of Manitou Dawn or Nightshade or any of the rest of the freaking, you know, the, the coven of the Sleight of Hand or, or the Sisterhood of the Sleight Sister of Hand. Like, it was such a weird side here just because we needed for something for Bobo and Deadman and Kirk to do and just to throw these characters back. I like to see these characters. Don't get me wrong. I, th- I it think just these feels characters like such a... are going to figure yeah. in again. It's what, yeah. it's what I'm thinking. Yeah. But yeah, you're right. They just got to come out of nowhere. And of course, that's the MacGuffin that keeps, you know, Manitou Dawn from killing everyone in the yeah. Oblivion Bar, but it is sort of, like, clunky. Like, what the hell happened? Just, I did, it I just look happens. At it a couple of times. Yeah, yeah. It just uh, happens. Now you're wrapped in the Shadow Realm. It was, I'm like, that's weird. How come that beats Hecate it power? It burns, though. They say, <laughs> I, I was, yeah, I, I'm with you. I thought, whoa, what happened? And then all of a sudden you see, you know, Tracy 13 and, and the Sisterhood of the Sleight of Hand there. I'm like, what the heck are they coming from? And then you realize what's going on. But it was kind of out of nowhere. Uh, uh, but yeah. then you go back to the moon. Because that's of the thing the, is, what have they been the, doing? They've just been uh, hanging out in the shadow. Yeah, it seems like they're just hanging out. Yeah, they've been hanging. They've been hanging out. They were smoking those shadow cigarettes. Yeah, everybody loves those things. I bet they taste like cloves in our Yeah, probably. They would taste like cloves. But yeah, then you go back to the witch's moon 
with Wonder Woman and Witchfire again there. And I don't know. To me, the pacing because of this back and forth was off this issue. I didn't feel I, I thought that things kind of got a little clunky at parts with the sister to the sleight of hand, like Eric just well, said. That's the only part I really had a I'm big just problem saying, with this because of how out it's of It's not that I don't understand it, but we're doing all this and then we have to go back to the witch's moon to have Witchfire and Wonder Woman talk again. And again, it just, to me, that kind of throwed, uh, it, it put the brakes on everything for that one deal. But Reggie, tell us about it. I, it's, I'm telling you, I'm not a big fan. Uh, yeah, so they go to the moon, they have a little conversation. That's when Diana's like, wait a second, someone's trying to lure me back. And it's Zatanna who is coming up behind the uh, Hecate-infused Wonder Woman in Nanda Parbat and telling her, you know, you're better than this. Show me your Care Bear stare. Wonder Woman's like, fuck you, I'm about to stab you in the face. <laughs> and that's when she's distracted enough nope. for... Uh, misdirection. Uh, yeah, exactly. it's a misdirection. Kind of a, tr- a true magic trick, you know. Uh, Constantine traps her, and uh, he's able to pull... So he, at a binding spell, he's able to pull some of that uh, exorcism magic. And it looks like he fucks with uh, Orchid and Manitou Dawn also. Well, that's something... the thing is, they, they had the power levels wrong of what they needed for the pull the power out of Wonder Woman, ended up pulling all the power out of Manitou Dawn and and uh, and Black, Black Orchid, Orchid, and it all came to Wonder Woman, so now, now she is the host yeah. with the, like, you know, she is a demigod, thank God, because her body would have burned out, we're fat, we yeah, told her this. Said, and, and but really... like, you know, so now we pretty much have a threefold powered up, you know, Wonder Woman Hecate monster. I'm like, Oh God! Yeah, the, oh. the thing about it is, to me, is they they got unlucky that Wonder Woman is a demigod, or this probably would have ended then with all the power she would have died, and then you wouldn't have had this going on well, in my mind. That, like, you know, what what happened to the Hecate power that was in Witchfire? Where did that go? No, yeah, and well, with that also, all this seems to mean to me is so that the final issue, which is next week in the big, you know, finale, is that so you can just focus on Wonder Woman being the big bad of Hecate instead yeah. of having three so that you don't have to keep jumping back and forth. And well, it's very there forced. still needs to be that one more which marked person, you know, because yeah, there's we'll like see. five children of the like of I Hecate know. that were before. Uh, I don't know but because like, uh, they, yeah, they're they don't even seem it's it's weird too because they seem to be aware of that, but not like, hey, we gotta find the other one or where the other one is. It just keeps going maybe with the it. final which mark is us. was was inside us all it's along. Inside of us all along. That's but what I, I think I, it is. I really, I really like the end though, and the you know the twilight moon, the dead zone, whatever you want to call it, where you know Witchfire seems to know exactly what's going on. Like those idiots, I can't believe they tried this because yeah. you know she grabs a hold of Wonder Woman. They screwed up because, and I'm I'm sorry, honey, but I think you're actually dead from all yeah, the power yeah. that you took she on. Turned, right? She turned, yeah, she turned also. gray. She turned yeah. colorless as well. So that's why she thinks that she has died. And yeah, so pretty much with this, you, you want to see what happened to the Parliament of Trees. Uh, you know, that's a big thing. We want to see what happened in End of Parbot. See, like all these things are kind of left open for this next issue, but. You know, to me, it was a kind of a forced way to end up so that you don't have to keep jumping around to these different witch marks. You can go right after Diana and focus everything on her, plus the idea that it's Diana who will be able to fight it off. I actually thought that that was very forced by the end here. And yeah, obviously, it's a big thing saying she's dead, but I kind of think she isn't. I, that's just me. Uh, oh, I don't I, know. I, 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 I think that's a maybe. I think that yeah. maybe wow. as this goes, you didn't realize that they had changed. G. Willow Wilson is actually now writing Wonder Woman 
Ghost Hero is what yeah, it's called. Awesome. <laughs> it would be Wonder pretty Woman cool. and Tartarus. Yeah, it would be yeah. pretty cool, right? Uh, but yeah, I have a feeling that she's like going to hell. survive. So sometimes that's one of the things that you ha- you do have to suspend the disbelief of knowing that yeah, a yeah, Batman, yeah. you know, you have a cliffhanger that Batman's falling off a, a roof. You know he's not going to die, but you do have to have the fun of believing that that could happen. Yeah, so I understand. I, 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 I hope it's 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 more creative than just having to revive her because her body isn't dead. It's just you know yeah, super so mega taken, power yeah. infused. I'm, so. I'm thinking her body might be dead now from what they're saying. Yeah, but her with that, pushed out completely. With that, her soul's pushed out is or what like I think. Or like her goddessness aside or yeah. something. You know what I mean? We'll 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 find out. I actually she, hope uh, that it's Satana and Constantine that have to work something else back. And then I I would also assume that some demon blood might be coming back to Constantine. I don't think that after this he's going to die of lung cancer. So I hope that what happens is he gets his powers back so he can kick some ass by the end of this and no, maybe we're work just a reverse No, we're going to have a very deal. long, you know, re, like, you know, he has to go through chemo. It's going to be yeah. very depressing. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, it's the Constantine <laughs> book. Black label. It's now That's they, the worst part. We, we always complain in Constantine. He was never doing enough magic. Now yeah. he's not going to do magic and no, have no. to go through that. It's I'm like, now oh, called God. Constantine Black Lung. Is what the book is going forward. Uh, it's going to be a black label book. It's going to be great. Nice. It's going to be so good. So yeah, you know, there's there's a lot yeah. of things to be resolved in this last issue that's coming up. Uh, hey, that's a good thing. It's, we're not just looking at just like all right. So when is Wonder Woman going to punch Hecate in the yeah. face? And yeah, I, I agree. More to it than that. And, and, I, and I will tell you also, I really love the fact that we're getting an issue each week that actually sure, to me yeah. makes it even the you know even though like i said i haven't one, I had my yeah. my feelings towards it would be a lot less yes. warm i'll yeah. tell you yeah. what i, I feel think like, that by oh, the God. next what issue i would forget what issue, happened you know? that's what would happen with me because of the way that some of the stuff <laughs> and that's where i have the problem a lot of times and where i say that the narration yeah i i make the jokes that and I don't like reading, which, you know, who does? I mean, I'm no sucker. Reading's for suckers. But what happens with me is when it's narration boxes to tell me a lot of emotional parts of the story or major parts of the story by the month, if this is a monthly, the next month, that stuff doesn't stick as much in my head because it's I'm be, just being told. You know, it's almost I'm being it lectured does, that right? part. I'm not seeing it unfold it's more it's like, of well, it's like when the bills come in he's not going to read those he's going to freaking feel that emotion when his power <laughs> yeah, gets really? shut off yeah, really? <laughs> then he the knows thing. to pay it the bill? What, what are you talking about I haven't paid my bills in six months I never got a bill and then they show the me and I'm like that's narration boxes I don't need that you need to come and slap me in the face and tell me to pay the bills that's how you get it uh, but no that's that's the problem is a lot of the books that we do have where when we get to the next issue and we're like oh man I don't remember anything that happened it always tends in my in for me personally it's the ones that i'm just told instead of it really seeing and that's why i said sometimes when that happens i can't i don't even get fully invested it's yeah. like i'm not really part of the story while i'm reading it and really if you didn't know i'm constantine in the story so Whoa. that's who i am hello love. Hello, love. uh but no it's just <laughs> that's your man this, and yeah that too i'm everybody aren't i but uh with this there's some big anyway. things but i continue to be around the same level that i was i don't hate this it's just no. it's not hitting the way i wish it would but what did you give it reggie you know i would definitely say that for that so far four issues they've all essentially ended the same way with wonder woman uh having a power that she doesn't quite know how to control or something you know yeah. things are getting out of hand based around wonder woman the so there is a death 
Yeah. There is some repetitiveness. Uh, you know, there's definitely some uh, event formula happening here. But overall, I think it has been a pretty solid, engaging story. And a lot of that is definitely owing to my allegiance to these characters. They're just, yeah. they're just my, my favorites. And, and when I see them, it, it brings me joy. Uh, this was definitely the weakest of the four that we've got. I think this so is the most weaker. set up. I think this is the most set up, though, to get to that last issue. I do I mean, think that. You, I mean, you know, there was so much like, like for, for example, that one scene in the Oblivion bars, as Eric said, that was just to make sure Bobo and Manbat got a little comic time, you know, and also I guess show off the sisterhood of the sleight of hand yeah, or whatever. So and, show uh, that they're still around and they're, you know, they'll for, be. For most of the issue, Wonder Woman is just sort of a you know running around. She's not really in it. She's just sort of like in Nanda Parbat. Slashing at shit, and then like at the very oh, end, which is in the moon of the mind, yeah, and the which is so moon. that's true. So yeah, I mean you had that, but a lot of that is was a lot of just chit chat as far as I was concerned. So uh, I did think it was the weakest, but I did still enjoy the issue a lot. I gave it a seven out of ten. Yeah, I I don't even remember. I, I've been around six six five 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 whatever. I like the art in this, like Eric said, in the Oblivion six, Bar. Six, six. Yeah, yeah, yes, the number yes. of the beast. Uh, but with that. I think that this had like it, it's a lot of setup. Some is interesting, but even the part you know you have Zatanna and and Constantine, and really they're just there, like you said, they chit chat a little about Constantine binding spell. Then they mess it up to go. Then you have Manito Dawn and Black Orca. They're kind of taken out of the picture by getting yeah. their power taken and given to Wonder Woman. It's all just setting up for this finale where we'll get what happened in the end of Parbot, what happened to the Parliament of Trees, what happened to this, what happened to that, how is Wonder Woman going to come back? So it is a lot of setup. Some of it's, it's interesting. It's just I'm not that invested. These aren't my characters, so I, I don't have that big caveat, but I'm giving it a 6 out of 10. Uh, because of the setup deal. And it might be one of those deals with uh, a lot of stuff like this. Next issue, the finale, if it's if it's kick-ass, it may change I my so. mind about all of this. You know, Then all of a sudden I'll be saying, boy, you should get this in a trade, read it all at one time. It really I don't know what you guys are talking about. Off. I love this the whole time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's what I'll say. <laughs> that's that. what I'll say. I don't know who I was, was there, saying I was they the didn't first like it. Like I it. loved it. <laughs> but yeah, I, I'm not going to lie. I just am not that invested in it. I think it's kind of the way it's being presented to me. But uh, what do you think, Eric? I'm on board with the story still, and I really enjoyed the art in this issue. I think the last issue was the weakest. I got back on board here and thinking I'm really going like forward strong for the final issue coming up next week. I like all the stuff. The only part that I think was a bigger like you know problem, not a problem, just weird. It was a weird momentum's take with the sisterhood of the sleight of hand showing up out of nowhere with the whole oh nightshade's power that could stop her. My all right, that could have been useful a while ago. Where the hell have you guys been? So it was an odd situation, but I had a good time with this. I had the cliffhanger I thought was great with the idea that Wonder Woman's dead. Yeah, I can suspend my disbelief. I don't have a problem with that, but I give this a 7.5 out of 10. I'm even saying, even with the cliffhanger of her being, why would she be dead? We don't even know. That's why I don't even, you know. Well, they talked in the beginning about how, you know, her body, if you're like, you know, taking on more yeah, but power, they said it her out. But they said she was able to take it, and then all of a sudden she's dead. So I just don't understand. Because she got more and more. Yeah, just, but it even said like, oh, thank God it's her, but then thank God no, because. I it, said I could eat a Crave case of White Castles, and let me tell you. Yeah. I, I, learned yes. I, I can't do it. Oh, I bet you can't. There you go, Eric. Now I we know what a crave can, case Eric. is. We didn't Lee. even know what that was before. Uh, we were talking about that earlier. We heard a podcast talking about somebody eating like 20 crave cases, and we had no idea what they were talking We thought the cereal. We had no idea. But now we know. The crave. That's uh, 600 yes. birds. 
Yeah, there you go. I think that didn't that guy say that Eric? Twenty of those I don't or something? It was. it was so crazy. But we're like, we don't even understand. Are these people but talking I know I language? Could. Yeah, really. But yeah, we'll see. I how... ate two Nightmare Kings last night yes, at nine o'clock. You did. We'll see how this wow. all wraps around oh, and whatnot. Boy. I'm did telling you. No, actually, it was like a lot of times, like when I take melatonin, I actually just lay there kind of awake and asleep at the same time and feel nervous. I told Uh I I told him, he told me this, and I said, listen, stop your goddamn nonsense. It's a burger and a chicken sandwich. It's it's not goddamn black magic. I don't know. It sounds to me like Eric had a night terror. No, he he lives in nightmare. It's his every waking day. Sleep paralysis. That's what he That's right. I I had that one time. I only have that one time. uh, I had that one time, too. Scared the shit out of me. I had that one time, but it turned out that I was just very lazy. And that's what I have. I have waking paralysis. (laughs) That's what I call being lazy. I think my dad had that every time that he needed the remote control. He Uh, he got paralyzed. It's funny. Back in the day, they had the name for the remote control. It was Jim. That's what it was. Because that's what he yelled for me to turn the goddamn television. At one point, I begged him. To get a remote control, and he finally did. We actually, and it's, this goes way back. We had one of those TVs way, way back where the remote control. It was like was it attached. Oh yeah, oh, it was God, like yeah. having one of the attached uh, remote control cars. We actually had the TV remote that was attached, and basically, it was like the eight-track player where you could just click it, and it'll just cycle through the, oh, yeah. the deal. You couldn't even go backwards; it would just go forward. You'd have to go all the way through. Luckily, Luckily we only, only had three channels, channels so it you only had, you only had it NBC. And, uh, yeah. the popular standard that back in the day, but true. your childhood. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, really. Yeah. We had RKO. Yeah, this yeah. was on the radio. It wasn't. Ah, uh, yes. But what's the, the next? Dumont Network. Yes. Okay, next like, oh, my goodness. I think that, that Jack Benny is on, Daddy. Daddy, will you turn the channel, will you? Oh, <laughs> uh, what's next? It's Batgirl number 28, written by Marguerite Scott, art by Paul Pelletier, Norm Ratman, and Jordi Belair. All right, I'm going to do a new rap for you guys. You ready? Right, Everyone yes. put their hands together. I'm putting my hands Listen up, y'all. It's time to learn about the funky new move called the worm. It gets all up inside your mark head. And if you fool around on that, a dark <laughs> web. Or is that a crew? I'm quite sincere. The issue at hand don't make that clear. You'd know if you read that Nightwing arc, but I didn't. So this is a brand new start. A feel the heartbeat. You feel the heartbeat where the treasure is three. We got a new heartbeat. Rock. Rock. Yes, there it is. Yes, I'm just while you're doing that, I'm just staring at Jordy Belair's uh, variant cover. <laughs> yeah, good looking girl. Yes, hey, you uh, know, I, I didn't put that as my. I, it's a great image, but I don't think it's a better combo cover. It's. I'm just saying, know, just looking like, at like, it, the, I the love other, the image. The yellow, and especially the foil. That'll yeah. that'll get you yeah. to fucking grab. Yeah, something yeah, yeah. Oh, this yeah. other one is just an awesome picture. That's really you yeah, know, it it's great. It that's is. all. But I, uh, this issue is not great, uh, and no. the problem is. Is you're coming, especially Reggie, you don't read Nightwing. So you're coming at this on an angle of like, boy, maybe this would be better if I read Nightwing. Well, me and Eric read Nightwing and I'm telling you, it's not. It, it's no. not great. And the it's problem kind is, of infuriating. yes, it is. It actually, but the reason why you don't like it, Reggie, is the opposite, but equally why me and Eric don't. Because, <laughs> I, I yes. Because don't I don't know. No, you, it references no, something you don't know, but in the, in the same time, it references something me and something Eric wanted I to forget. Wanna know. There you go. <laughs> it very much is that. There you go. And there's no need 
for this book to pick up. And I don't even think it's picking up what Ben Percy did. I think that what would have happened is, and I, I was talking before we recorded, Ben Percy got taken off the Nightwing book. He he was in the middle of kind of getting through this whole dark web story with Worm and all these things. And it was going to continue. It was going to continue from what he said to be behind the scenes and kind of work through for a very long time. This was something that was going to be a backdrop of his whole Nightwing run. He got taken off because they said he didn't fit, whatever that means, whatever they – if they wanted him to sign exclusive and he didn't, whatever. Didio he gets taken off. Scott Liddell me. gets put on the book. You're not going to get any dark web stuff. So the thing is I think that this was going to pick up here and maybe even continue going a little ping pong back and forth with the Nightwing book. And that's not going to happen now. So it showing up here feels so out of place. And And really the weird thing is it feels out of place but yet – we we had a month ago it was going on in the Nightwing book, but it's that month ago from what happened to Nightwing, such a drastic change of him getting shot going forward. I don't know if Eric would agree. That seems like seven months ago. It really doesn't even feel like this is something well, e- that's picking up from a couple with weeks. Here. We're going to pick up where we left off in Nightwing, but we're not going to be dealing with the stuff that we dealt with while he was in Gotham because we had the feed, which was that yeah. fake news thing. Here we're going back to events that we kind of had in Bloodhaven, but somehow now it's tied into stealing art yeah. with a grotesque, you know, and, like a and fake. And I'm wondering, I'm like, yeah. Why? And I'm wondering yeah, if it really it's seems veil. overly complex. It really seems and strange. And I'm wondering if at some point it was going to kind of – now, again, I'm saying all this, and there really is only two issues, because I'm even saying that the 50th issue kind of got a little screwy for Ben Percy, even though he still wrote it. But something got screwy there as well, because he was leading into this 50. There was nothing going to be about Dick Grayson getting shot. All of a sudden, he had to change gears, kind of make things work and whatever. And even in that 50th issue that he wrote, where you had Nightwing and Barbara walking around, where Barbara goes, hey, you know, Dick, what's going on? Call me Rick, baby. Call me Gray. While they were walking around, you still had the feed the worm graffiti going on. So this was – but instead, he's completely off the book. We don't know that that 50th issue originally would have been something that would have been that oversized deal that would have tied more into Barbara and Gotham and Worm going to Gotham and them kind of going because it feels like when Worm shows up, we're supposed to already know – yeah, What's that going is on? my problem with There's it. Is no that, is that you, you guys all. have this background to to complain about not yeah. getting enough information there, but I feel like I didn't even get enough information to know and, what and the hell the that's dark the weird web part is. Yeah. And the weird like, part about it is there's no setup for you. And like Eric said, it doesn't even jive with what we know. Something's missing that you would, you don't even have a C Nightwing number 46 to 49. Sure. Nothing. You, you sure. do have before that where you have a C, you know, with Dick Grayson being shot, but, but you don't have anything else referencing what, so you would not know. This is the weirdest thing. And what really to, to before we go into the nitty gritty, the last thing that I'll say is, this is a really shitty thing to throw on Marguerite Scott, who we've really liked her run. This issue is pretty much derailed by something that isn't even her story. And yeah. she has in here, and I don't understand because Eric and me both, we read all these books. We bitch and moan about them all the time. Everybody who's listening now knows this. 
Me and Eric. Uh, well, Eric is a guy. He does not like loose ends. He doesn't. <laughs> he says to me when I walk, I wear these tight shorts. He's like, you have a really loose end. I don't like it. He tells me this all the time. That's why I'm on the stuff. I had to I go wanna, to HR this week. I want to have a tight, tight end. <laughs> I want a tight end. I, I'm more of a, a scat back, but I'll be a tight end for Eric. But with this, this is one thing that I think Eric I don't would know agree. That term, scat back. Well, that's kind of grossing me out, talk. actually. Well, listen to this. This is scat back. <laughs> You never saw the scat bag. I'm telling you. I mean, I'm into some crazy shit. Uh, So with this, I'm a third down back here. Uh, With this there, uh, I think this is something Eric's already said, and I think he'll agree. Uh, this is a loose end. We we didn't mind being a loose end. That's we the thing is, the last time we really saw anything with, you know, uh, Dark Web and Gotham or Worm, the Phantasm Tech, whatever you want to call it, the last time we saw that, we had Willem Cloak and Vicky Vale stuck inside of a cell phone. And you know what? I'm okay with that. Yeah. Move along. And I'm telling you, Vicky Vale or Willem two Cloak years in my from fight. now, we'll never see Willem Cloak again. Two years from yeah. now, we see, hey, there's the God- Gotham News here, Vicky Vale with you. Eric will go, oh, man. Why isn't she still in that cell phone? I'll go, please, just get Shut over that. Fuck. And then yeah. we'd move we'd move along. Absolutely. There's no but yet I don't think anybody's like, oh man, what happened to Worm? And the worst worm. part is because what we're we're dealing with something <laughs> different here with Worm and the Phantasm with Detective Douglas, I don't know if we're gonna get back to that Vicky yeah, Van Bay. I, I have no idea what's going on. But Reggie tells about it, but it gets confusing for you right away because the whole does. thing you, is you set guys up. might need to help me out because like I say, I, I didn't I, I all I really know is what I'm you have said back. on the podcast. I'll I'll do the best I can. All right. As so a as, as just as we Which left obviously off, obviously isn't that good. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't want to hear about you. I'm a your scat, scat back anymore. It's supposed to be out. Yes. Uh, just like we left off last issue, uh, Batgirl steps into the apartment of the original grotesque. What's his name again? I forget now. Felipe. Uh, Felipe. Felipe, yeah. uh, who who is dead, and he's she's being accused by Detective Gordon of having killed the guy uh, because he's got a batarang in his chest. There's not no yeah. reason for it. Yeah. Uh, Bat- Batgirl's like, yeah, I'll come with you. I'll come. Not. She pulls the sweep on on people that knocks them down. She runs, d- jumps out the window. There's a pretty awesome scene. This this page of her getting away is pretty well done. I think as far as uh, I like all the know, artness. Yeah, yep. but, but this especially. But yeah, I mean the art. There's no problems with it at all. But you know, obviously, uh, Pelletier has some chops, is what I'm saying when it comes to showing a woman tumbling out of a window and then launching off on a on a string. So she's flying around. Uh, that's yeah. one of his talents. Yeah. She's on flying around. She's, she's basically <laughs> thinking, thinking, she's thinking about the dark web stuff and like, this is where I should be able to learn a lot of stuff. And I really didn't feel like I learned enough of what the hell was going on. Like, you know, I, I was able to gather and I know from you guys that dark web is a, is a cr- group. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, but. From this, you get the impression that it's just the dark web. It's it's. That's the thing is, well, that's what we that actually had, that's yeah, had. we no had that problem with that Nightwing before with dark web in this, and we actually thought that it was going to be a different dark web than we had in Nightwing, and we were hoping that actually, but we actually don't know much about dark web itself except for that it's something that's the bad guy, and we have this weird guy who glows and has techno looking things in him called Worm, who has phantasm boxes which create illusions. Yeah, that's that creates really an know. illusion From of a room. That's why at that Mirage. point, yeah, at that point. Went, but the problem is, is Willem Cloak was the leader of Mirage, this company that made the Phantasm box that makes it, and that was shut down, it seems. So it doesn't make any sense. Worm, though, is out and about. We saw him, but the idea, and you know, they were involved in sending Dick Grayson on a motorcycle race. <laughs> no, 
<laughs> it's nonsense. But yeah, know, this phantasm box. Oh, this isn't helping, guys. I'm no, sorry. This the phantasm box deal. Clearer for me. The phantasm <laughs> box is the weirdest thing because even that seemed like you kind of had to have a connection for it to make it seem like something's going on. All Bloodhaven was there. I never thought that you could actually. I guess it does make sense, but I didn't think that you would be able to make a body that looks like it's dead and all well, these things. That- Oh well. Oh, you mean for the? Uh, you're talking about with? Uh, yeah, when when they yeah, yeah when yeah. they have that, and then when it, it disappears and all that. But yeah, the the whole thing about this worst is, cops ever. Yeah, nobody and, even checked for a pulse. Yeah. yeah, and and just the idea. I don't know, of, Chief. This like, guy looks like virtual reality to me. Like yeah, the whole the I'm whole. I'm trying to draw a chalk line around him. I keep drawing yeah. it through his whole body. What's going on over and, here? Yeah, and, and I you keep just, going through the lines, Chief. And did you get the idea then that the whole thing that he likes is that it can get him going and and make it seem like he's there with his wife and then yeah. it's just but now, I don't even know if Reggie that gets that. Life. Yeah, he gets to live in his old life through this phantasm box. I don't know that you would get that if you didn't know what was going on. I I didn't. I I I really had to stretch my my reading abilities to to make that connection. I didn't really get that. I also I didn't think you really know that some guy would torpedo his career, life, and all of Gotham City. So we could hang out with a hologram of his wife for a couple yeah. hours. And, and, and a really hologram with his wife like who gimmick. seems homicidal. Who's yeah, like, Daddy Eileen, I'm going to kill that bitch. She cut me off at the grocery store. Oh, baby, stop it. I'm like, it's just a hologram. What's going on? Why isn't hot. this program to just be happy? So and realistic. Even the hologram's pissed. I'm yeah. like, this is crazy. It'd be like, I'm like, man, I really want my old life back. I have a hologram and Tanya's beating the shit out of me. I'm like, oh, home sweet home. Ah, uh, yes, yes, indeed. We but yeah, when, when that happened, yeah, when that happened, though, I was like, I wonder if anybody's going to get what's going on here, because it's such a weird progression there without anything set up. So it, it's just yeah. an odd issue. And I hope that this I mean, obviously, we're going to continue. I hope that we get through this dark web and phantasm stuff and worms very and quickly. The worst part in my mind is I actually like this part because I knew it was going on to a degree. But yeah. once we get further oh, into I the understood book, it, it starts getting boring and yeah, even more convoluted yeah. for what's well, going on with the art theft. Well, yeah, because then you have this whole deal. You have a very extended scene with Gordon talking, you know, to, to Barbara yeah. who came back and she's supposed to be resting. You, you and kind we of, had this a couple issues yeah, ago. Yeah, I know, this but also, I kind of, it's one of those where we were just talking about where it's almost like you, you go here and yeah, oh yeah, I forgot her, her implant wasn't working and she might end up being crippled if she doesn't end up, you know, resting. And I was like, ah, we've already seen this. Like Eric said, the worst is, is that you have Gordon there. And I, I was wondering why a lot of people didn't have more problems. People have problems with a lot of things nowadays. And the idea that Gordon basically the says, I see. The, 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 why that the whole deal with Gordon's like, listen, you better rest because I ain't dealing with no cripple anymore. That's basically what he says. He's like, maybe you and don't that's care. That's what it seemed like before. Yes. It's so weird. I'm like, it's I don't want to deal with this anymore. It's such a weird deal. He says, maybe you don't care if you're permanently disabled, but I do. And I understand where he's going. It just came up really bad. Daddy ain't a band with his chair he's lift, like, okay? Listen, I ain't going through that. I'm uh, not going to say there. that outright. He would say, yeah. I ain't taking care of no cripple. That's yeah, good that, that's what it seemed like he was I saying. I the third floor. What do you think you're pulling? Yeah, really. <laughs> yeah, really. Even not being a cripple, Eric don't like no stairs. You don't like those things. Uh, I, didn't, I didn't really hate this scene. Uh, it just goes too long. You yeah, know what I mean? Exactly. I, and it goes I, too long for something we've already dealt with. Yeah. And I don't know about having seen it. Pretty much, you know what I mean? I... 
with I would have a heart to heart, you know. Yeah, heart to heart. I, I like yeah. those moments. Just this makes Gordon look like a piece of shit, and we've already yeah, done it. it makes I'm like, I don't really want to keep prolonging like the pain of Gordon being a it's piece of shit. It's funny too. He's like, listen, I don't know where to get Xavier's wheelchair again. We we got through this before. <laughs> I'm not going to be able to go to the X Men Mansion. I'm not going to be able to get it. Because right when I saw them, I'm like, oh, where's Xavier? She's got, she's got his wheelchair. Uh, but yeah, yeah, you have this, but we already know. She had to know. give it back by the time she graduated. Yeah, really. We, all, we know all this stuff. So it, it it's just, it's really, really. Page stuff. After yeah, page. page. It's like page. seven pages. It's, yeah, it's, it's a lot. Very and, long. It, and it really makes me think about what we were talking about a minute ago. Like, I think that this was supposed to be other I don't know. Things. Say, or it's either so that was jammed I mean, it's ridiculous, in. You it know? seems like. Also, I love the idea. She's like, uh, you know what? I'm a superhero. I got to keep my costume on the sly. I'm going to hang it outside my window on a hook. Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, what is that? I think just that That's a, a, Spider-Man a wind comes a on, around and now she's done. They, they, it's I, just I there. I admit, it's, uh, it's improbable, but yes. that's okay. You yes. know. I'm telling you, though, well, you have this, this page after page. Like you said, <laughs> probably like seven pages i didn't count for barbara's sitting on a bed talking to her father about this for her then to move on to go sit in front of a computer and talk to us about what she thinks going on i'm like yep. would you stop sitting get up and walk yeah, around do something you get gotta used to it something. see he doesn't like somebody who's crippled he's just said it he uh, said you, it i knew that i yeah. heard Jeez. him I heard him say it, but no. And, and with that, it, it's like one of those where we really like Marguerite Scott be, in this run, just a couple issues because oh, yeah. she was giving us a really, really smart background, things like that. The problem with this issue, in my mind, is you have now wasted a lot of time. So by the end, you have, to go, with you have to go really quick. So she just ends up thinking about Worm, going on the computer. Oh, no. That's what this whole thing, because Gordon yeah. says, I'm going off to do this gala. We're afraid of grotesque. And Barbara says, oh, that's not his M.O. And I, I like that part of the conversation because she wants to help her dad because she thinks I'm smarter than the GCPD. But she can't do too much so that her dad thinks that she's too into it. She's like, right. I don't know. From what I heard, I thought grotesque, you know, went after Bill, you know, Holmes and things. I really like that. But then it's just very quick, like, huh. And again, through narration because you don't have a lot of page space anymore. We have like one and a half pages left. So you have to get the information out there where she's like, it, it, huh. It gets crazy at the yeah, end. And yeah, she's like, like, huh, I'm hell? looking into this and the, the one, uh, my brain changed and uh, looking like Frankie. Oh my God, well, what's going on? Thing. Grotesque is going around stealing, you know, priceless art from people's homes so now the city has asked them to bring it to a museum so the museum can have something and also make sure it's protected but batgirl is investigating finds out that all the stuff that she is at the gala it's already been stolen these are fakes. fakes and the way that worm's going to get away with it is come in and wreck up the place yeah, destroy all the, the art so you can get away with yep. it and also discovering oh my god the, how did he do all this from the outside oh my god he didn't he has detective douglas as well yeah and, and, she, and, and she discovers all this essentially sitting at her desk that's yes, the thing that's like, the if, thing if that's, this happened yeah. through detective the, work i'd be like i all actually right. found i actually read this a couple of times because i actually found the narration of this a little bit confusing about what was going down this yep. is what i put together in my head hoping i'm right yeah and with that one of the the big tip that she has is the idea the statue looks like frankie and so she's like, oh, my God, that statue looks like the one I remember from my penthouse fight, the one my brain changed and looked like Frankie. Like, you're going through all this, that it is this phantasm thing going on, that kind of. But even that, 
I, I don't know if Eric thought, but it, it kind of reminded me too much of before in the Batgirl of Burnside. Remember when they had the, uh, what was the name of that art, uh, villain, uh, then? When oh, the, Dagger Type. Yeah, Dagger right, Type, right, right. who ended up having the painting of Batgirl in a wheelchair Batgirl. and things yeah. like that. Like, it, it just, it, everything was like, okay, but even that, that's how she realizes that it's all the phantasm stuff going on and everything. So she runs up, but everything, it didn't click right to me. And, and it just seemed very rushed. Well, as a matter of so fact, that that she can thing, go. what she says is on some level, I must have known this was going to happen yeah. because I saw that. So it doesn't, it, you, yeah, guys, you guys, you guys keep saying phantasm box. Yeah. I don't know, you know, I don't know what the hell you're well, talking and about. And here's like, the thing that makes box. the phantasm box is the thing that makes everything look like a mirage that no, I, you I, think I it looks now. pretty. Like, right, that's but that's why box, I but, said earlier it was weird that everybody was seeing this dead body the way it was. It just didn't you know, catch the, with these me. These are all things that could have been mentioned. And yeah, uh, it's just oh, weird. It's weird that now she's like, she goes off to, they're not going to steal the statue. They're going to blow it up. Up and create a massacre to cover up the previous art theft crimes. I yeah, don't. Yeah, I don't it's, understand. It's so that. over the top, uh, and, and, and that's that's. And why we, does a? I'm telling you, this whole worm thing is all about collecting data through people's yeah. minds, like downloading their memories, about getting important art. information, and secrets about people, and stuff like that. For now, that's an art heist. I'm like, what the fuck happened to Worm? Yeah, I'm yeah. Like, What's going now, on? He's, yeah, now he's just a crime boss who boxes. who makes you do things for him. I just. And that's the know. thing is, Reggie, if you don't even realize, in Nightwing, we were in bloodhaven where that was the thing is people were getting in these implants to create these illusion phantasm boxes thing so they didn't like you know i have they a crappy have store, clean. but i don't want people to know about it so that's I'm just what it was. an illusion now you don't know that you're eating a weak old pastrami on rye you don't have to know that now yeah. and then we moved over to gotham once we got worm out of uh, bloodhaven and gotham we created a fake news source which is called the feed that took over every newspaper and somehow when they walk when they walked up to you to report you would tell them you would your tell worst them secrets ever done yeah. somehow this is all connected while robot men freaking got you know called terminals would break into computers and fight you and shit like that and then vicky vale got stuck into a cell phone it was somehow and then that turned (laughs) into a cosmic motorcycle race over on an irish island that would lead to a knowledge of everything in the long run somehow to lead back to this and now it's an art heist yeah i'm telling you reggie's head spinning spinning. and this is where you find them and even with that, <laughs> this is where people are like, man, it's such a shame that Ben Percy got kicked off of Nightwing. You are out of your goddamn <laughs> yeah, mind. Yeah, no, it wasn't good. Uh, but what'd you give it, Reggie? Because yeah, so, it, ends, it ends with us seeing that it's grotesque. Uh, yeah, there. The grotesque, the serial killer, like grotesque, is Detective Doug. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, and, uh, which detective. we already, which we already did know. Yeah, but now, now, yeah, we knew. Now that, we so. double know. Yes, uh, we know again. Yeah. So th- this issue was a little clunky. It was definitely the most disappointing of the run. Yeah. Um, I really had no trouble, obviously, with the art and the basic visuals, but uh, especially that last like three pages, you could have seeded a couple of those pages with her and Gordon for to clear yeah. up a couple of things. Agreed. Plus, and, you know, Jolly Drew said this too: is like neither neither of us read Nightwing. We were like, well, who? What is going What's on? What's going like, on? Yeah, this? I was you able to grasp that. Yeah, this is. Yeah. I was able to grasp that this is a you know a guy that could take over your mind in some way and make you see th- the things you want to see. Like, it's even crazy. I was able to get that, but. The yeah, dark, you didn't know. Dark web meant nothing to me. No, you don't care. Nothing at all. Yeah, you don't uh, care. There, there'd so, be no reason for you to care. You've never I, I, had I to just, care in this book. I was a little disappointed that there was care. no explanation. You know what I mean? Like, I, I just expect uh, a little more clarification. I, I'm telling I, you. I think I'm still yeah. in my Batgirl honeymoon phase. So I, on the site, I hey, gave yeah. this a 7 out of 10. But I think I would drop it a half a point if I had yeah, to. Yeah, I'm going to go. I'm going to go 5-5 five, five because of this. And, and really, what, what it's going with me is if... 
I'm telling you, we find out that by the end of the movie, The Sixth Sense, it ends up the big uh, reveal is that Darth Vader's Luke's father. Oh. It makes no sense by the end of the Spoilers. The big reveal in this book is from another book, and that uh. doesn't make any sense. And it, it shouldn't – you should never we, – we get mad when books get hijacked from crossovers. Me and Eric were yelling. I was yelling at him about Titans earlier, but at least that makes sense. That That's spelled out. You know yeah. what you're getting into. This is out of nowhere. And like I said, I, I just – I feel bad for Margaret. Scott, because it seemed like she had a story, and now somehow it gets. Oh, by the way, the big reveal will be that it's worm and phantasm. You know what? and stuff. Maybe Margaret Scott will make this worm thing make sense. Maybe because ben Percy never could. Yeah, he couldn't. But <laughs> she she ended up that getting was his it. Story. It got put on her lap, and in my mind, she's like, "Well, I can't really complain or anything. I just got on the book, and I see when people complain." Tim Seeley, he, he, you don't see them ever again. Yep, they're they're yep. just gone. And so she's, you know, dealing with this, and it's just an odd thing to have to deal with. So, yeah, I'm going 5-5. Five, five. I love the art, and I, I didn't – like, she's doing something with it, and like Eric said, hopefully it will make more sense. I just wish – that it would have been spelled out more for you, Reggie, and Jolly Drew, but also for me and Eric, so we understand how it would make sense of how it's going, because it doesn't or really jive. At least jive. what the new paradigm is. Yeah, like, and it really you know, doesn't but... jive well with what we saw when I'm right. waiting for None a, of that ever you know, the feed well. should have, you know, I don't know, maybe she should have been taken I, to Blood Haven. What was but... her name, Virus or Viral? I can't even remember. Yeah, I think it was Viral. Viral? Yeah, Viral, not Hyrule. Uh, oh. But what do you give it? Well, like Reggie, I think I, too, am still in the honeymoon phase with Marguerite Scott on Batgirl. But during my honeymoon, my my new wife started talking a lot about her ex. So I'm not really having a good time out of nowhere. Well, I still am on board with what Marguerite Scott is going to be giving us. This worm thing is not for me. I love the art. And, you know, there's some certain things here I really look forward to. The grotesque thing, Detective Douglas, that's all cool. It's just sad that it has to be tied around worm in a convoluted way. But I give it a 5.8 out of 10. That's my honeymoon. I spent my honeymoon in, in Washington, D.C., but uh, then, then and then we actually had like our a kind nation's of, capital. Yes. And we had kind of a secondary honeymoon where we went to Cleveland. So there you go. This is the wow. honeymoon phase, isn't it? Well, we have one last book. Uh, we really you, know Reggie. how to show a girl but, a good time. We, we know how to party. These were never <laughs> my ideas. Tanya, usually what she would do when we'd go on vacation is she would get an idea of what I would like. And then twist and turn it around to be something crazy. But, you know, that's how we ended up Didn't you up go to the there. Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? We did go to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. One Damn point, right. at one vacation, we went to the Baseball Hall of Fame. We went into Ooh. it. We looked for about three seconds, and Tanya said she was bored and made us leave. The place oh. that I wanted to go to of almost any place in the world was the, the Baseball Hall of Fame. Oh, yeah. And I had just started looking at things and, and went to her, and I said, this is actually a seat. From Yankee Stadium from 1927, and she's yeah. like, I am bored, let's go. And I, I just kept, but, but this is an actual seat, like somebody sat in this and watched Babe <laughs> Ruth, I believe it. And no parts of it. So what I, else I did you do in Cooperstown after that? We ended up going to another town that had an Apple Fest. That's what you we can did. go, in, in Cooperstown, you Fucking can go nonsense. to other, uh, 
you know, memorabilia stores. Oh, there's you can buy tons, tons of memorabilia tons stores. Tons of them. Yeah. Every, everything there has a baseball theme. Yeah. There's like a cafe yep. that's but called like the third. I didn't get any of base. that. You'll never see it. I ended up buying uh, a Lou Gehrig it's jersey. Awesome. You should go back, Jim. I'm I love, it's really I cool. love that. We actually went through the town. Alex almost got hit by a car. I remember that. And nice. this is a long time ago, but I, I ended up getting a Lou Gehrig jersey. Uh, and, and one of those, you know, old time fleece type deals with I the almost got a Yeah. Yeah. It was I'm actually looking at a, Paperweight of a the a ball from Double Day Baseball. Really, eighteen thirty nine. The the funny thing is, I ended up getting mad because I did go into one store and they had ah authentic jerseys, and this is in Cooperstown, so you think you know it's going to be pretty. And they had Ruth on the back of the jersey. They didn't have no names on the back of the jerseys. Then I got really mad. Yeah, I was really mad. And then I start telling Tanya stuff of like, you know, back in those days, a lot of times the numbers were just your you know batting order position at at a lot of times, and she didn't want that nonsense. She didn't want to listen to my baseball. That's why she made you leave early, Jim. I, I was all excited. I just, yeah, she made us leave. I ended up at uh, that pretty much the seat from Yankee Stadium is the only thing I saw on that to leave. That's and too bad. I, mean, I really, I, really I would hope love to go back. Like one thing I, I, I got, and I'll say that place, uh, the Baseball Hall of Fame, it really is a place if anyone is interested, even just in American history, because it's not all stats. There's a whole thing about no, the yeah, yeah. League, yep. about the uh, the female league. You know, the uh, World yeah. War II when the women played. All the origins of baseball and that stuff, exactly. Yeah, you know, Tom Hanks and everything. Uh, yeah. I always remember, though, they show one of the earliest bats from the 19th century, and it's just like a log. A piece with of log. No, yeah. no yeah. planing, no honing. It's like you just picked up a log with like a three-inch and it, yeah. And and it, it's business, funny. You know? <laughs> I, I, am, I am a huge baseball fan, but I'm more of a baseball history fan anymore. Yeah. I don't watch a lot of baseball at the moment, but I still love the history of baseball, and I really wanted to go there. That was one of my dreams, and she she doused it like a lot of my dreams, but I ruined more, oh, I ruined more of her dreams. Oh, so you win. That's all good. in all, yeah. But uh, we're going to go to this last <laughs> book, and uh, yeah, I'm going around you. Pretty much to run out of steam. It's yeah. uh, fix number nine. Storytellers are Jose Luis and Jeff Lemire. Lemire, Lemire. Lemire, Lemire. Uh, colors, Michael Atier. Yes. And uh, very much. And uh, I did not do any blurb for this. I, I kind of thought about it, so it. I'm just going to say, gee, you are terrific. And to be specific, <laughs> hey. uh, Java is Dr. Dredd. Hey, you got the Dr. Dredd, and it's the Java like we thought anyway. Yeah, the the big reveal we kind of thought uh, that was going on. In the meantime, there's a lot of nonsense. Is it a big reveal? I don't well, even it's know. not a big like, reveal. I, I'm saying we kind of like barely have seen him. Like, and even then, you jump back and forth on this issue, and I really don't care. That's so the, the problem. Thing is, you're, you're even forgetting one thing though. The big reveal of this issue, we find out that Java himself, you know, uh, 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 Mister like uh, Doctor Stags, like you know, Neanderthal assistant, he's. Doc Dredd, but yeah. I want to know why is he the villain of a different Earth Tom Strong? I, I don't know. I, I don't know why a lot of these things are going on, and I really don't care. And where we jump back and every forth. Every bit of it, every bit of this is just things happen. Yeah, that's the thing. Because there's just no happening. real, and that's what like, gets and, and it's, it really is a book, like and I said this last week, and I'm, I'm feeling this more and more. It's a book where you just have the, the visuals, the wacky fun. Yeah. With none of the story, you know what I mean? No. There's nothing. There's Don't no read glue. The story. Don't do that. Yeah. Holding this together. I mean, I'm telling. Even looking at it now, like I, this. I wish it was uh, obviously um, 
who the hell's Dale Eaglesham again? Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. yeah Jose I Luis like the art a lot. Awesome I like job. the art I mean, a lot. I love a lot. Now of this it. is uh, the thing though that I'll say with this is that I wanted to know legitimately: is this really being done the Marvel way? Is this how they pointed it right at the beginning? That's what they said, that's, and that's that what V Ken V Ken told me specifically. Indeed, they do. The visuals are all done, sent to the writer, then the writer ends up writing the story around what is drawn. And I really think that this is a book. There's a couple of these books. books. Well, that's what I'm saying. That's not actually the Marvel way, though. The Marvel way is that the writer gives a plot. Yeah, and I think they may do that as well. They give a little bit of a plot, but still, the actual scripting isn't done until, you know, it's shoved in. And I do think that there's a problem in this where some of these books, mainly, you know, maybe because of the fact that they haven't had solid creative teams. You just said about Dale Eaglesham. It's been jumping around. And so if you're doing this, because I wanted to know when uh, V. Ken went on New Challengers, he went on like the middle of issue three, he jumped in on that so i thought boy this is a weird thing because you think that you know the writers before that would have already worked out a full plot of seven issues and then had ideas and things now you're getting another creative you know another artist in are they gonna go like hey i already talked to this guy about this this and this and he said no i'm involved i'm the one giving them the things and kind of working things out and there's a lot of trust in that and and i think that one of the problems is there's a lot of trust and these guys are just thrown together on these books and it's not it's some of the books aren't clicking and where i really think that that might be one of the major problems is this does not feel like a jeff lemire book jeff lemire is one of the better comic writers in comics now eric claims that he's not seen it because he only has read two of his books i mean the guy writes oh you gotta check out some of this stuff he he definitely understands is looked at as one of the best books of the last 10 years i mean it really is a great book and he he ended up another good one i like that one too uh, yeah i'm telling you the he's not like one of those guys that some of his other books are looked at as oh you know he's okay these are where you see a lot of his other books end up being the best books at the companies that he's doing them at. And, and yeah. I mean, right now, Dark Horse is kissing his butt I constantly <laughs> because that's really all they have, uh, you know, is Black Hammer as he a major deal. can do as many Black deal. Hammer books as he they wants. They let him do whatever like. he wants with <laughs> that book, and they I all like sell. like to kiss his butt as well, but I only read DC comics, and he's not bringing me shit. Well, and you have only read this in Justice League United is basically now, your, your deal. read Green Arrow. What's that? Yeah, and then that's the thing. You're about the only one who didn't like that Green Arrow. That's looked at as one of the better runs of Green Arrow the past 10 years. So right I there, know. I loved it. I thought it was great. And, uh, yeah, you, you, you and your nonsense. But yeah, th- with that, I did look back and Just League United when he started out, there's like three issues in a row that you gave above eight. So no, I was all excited like, at the yeah. beginning. Yeah, and that got derailed. That thing got derailed. But yeah, I just think this just does not feel like Jeff Lemire. It doesn't it's, at it all. Doesn't, it doesn't feel like that. You know, I, I definitely feel like he, I don't know. I mean, it, obviously it is what it is. It, you know, he, he, this is what we're getting from Jeff Lemire. Yeah. So we can't say what he might have done, but I feel like he would have handled a lot of these, you know, this, this, the Legion character, he's like a, such a Legion fanboy. He would have kept, uh, been much yeah. more careful with uh shadow last and, yeah. All these things. Yeah, so, uh, I agree. Yeah, it, it, and, and I mean, the fact that, and this happens over and, and over, and Eric, 
Eric, we've all pointed it out many times that like something is true until it's no longer true. And then yeah. it could be true again. You know, it's just all these stupid, convenient things. For example, they're all in their separate lands, Plastic Man and, uh, uh, well, what the hell's his name? The gorilla friend of, uh, Tom Strong. Beast. That's all I thought it was. I forget. (laughs) And that pneumatic, his servant, and actually a bunch of guys, uh, Hoppy and Newman, uh, yeah, the Dread Newman. That's what it is. Yeah, Newman. Uh, They they get trapped in Funnyland because Doctor Dread is closing all the portals in the forest of Portal, whatever the hell it was. You know, the freaking the place in goddamn Nightmare Before Christmas. Yeah, that's right. We did we did see it last issue, and and we got that much. But then, so they're trapped. They're they're going to be trapped. Oh, what are we going to do? Hey, they're saved because here comes uh, Tom Strong's wife in a uh, T-sphere. You know, yeah. it's just like, oh, OK, I guess there really was no trouble. And that happens in every place. Aztec Empire, she shows up, she picks up her daughter and uh, Rex Mason and, and uh, Shadow Lass and uh, takes Phantom them back. Girl. Phantom Girl, sorry. Takes her, takes them all back to Slaughter Swamp where they're about to have a big show down with Swamp Thing. And then he decides, nah, when, you know, nah, but you're on the same side. I'm not going to fight you. Here's a fucking pass into your own building. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? No. Uh, why because, you that? know, no, Dr. Ed no. just left that for a trap. And then I'm telling you, and the thing is too, right when I expect this book to stop being the Fantastic Four for DC, like, cause it's obviously all that is. And that's yeah. all the plan was still, we get, we get dread robots instead of doom bots. And I'm like, you sons of bitches. Yep. Can you please just do something original? Please. Yeah, I mean, it's just weird. characters. Yeah. Do something with them. Uh, yeah, so they get back over there and, uh, Tom, Tom Strong and Mr. Terrific have a little heart to heart, which might be the best part of the issue, but still, it's not that Probably. great. It's like, two, it's like, you know, just a couple of pages. We've, all, we've already kind of dealt with the idea that, you know, uh, Mr. Terrific has a loss. He lost his wife and stuff like that. Bringing it up here, it's a nice moment, but it's unneeded for what we've had so far because what, why do we need to deal with Tom Strong giving him advice about being alone, you know? We don't even I mean, know the character. Have, we have no connectivity to that part of of uh, Michael Holt's life, except for the time that he the times that he's mentioned it, and it's just yeah. another one of those times. So it's it's not becoming more dire or more important to me. But as far as with the other stuff that happens in the book, I was like, well, at least this is like a nice scene of two people making friends. You know what I mean? Like you get the impression yeah. that they they like each other and they're you know they 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 trust each other and. That that's enough of groundwork, and they didn't dwell on it too long. It's like no. if it was one of these Batgirl things where it was on for seven pages, I would have hated kill it. everybody. <laughs> it was only yeah. it was only a couple of pages, uh, and, and I didn't they, hate that. I just hate everything else about this book because yeah, it is so crazy. everything is so unneeded and so forced where it yep. needs to happen. I'm just like, why? Why is this still a thing? They, they and why are people still saying this is the best New Age hero book? Yeah, How it's not. It's no, not. No, no, no. That it is not that. It's not. I wouldn't say it's the worst. There's some. <laughs> Real turds out there, but uh, you know, it, it's not even. I wouldn't even put it in the top four. I think, to be honest with you, no. Uh, just, nothing ever makes sense from issue to issue with this whole thing, and the whole plot. Right, like like the reveal yeah. of Java, it's supposed to be a big thing. I'm like, I don't care about Java. It makes no sense no. for Java to be Doc Dread and for like you know. They were blaming all- Simon Stagg two issues ago, and then what happened to the fucking Element Man? Yeah, I mean, you know what I mean? Then, like, yeah. There's so yeah. many things. Well, and he started so- out in the dark multiverse on a Titan where Tom Strong said he was dead in a distress signal. How did we get from here? Yep. And, and he, it, like it Reggie so said at the beginning, things just happen to happen. And then yeah. by the end, you're just confused. I just, I, I wasn't talking a lot. I was just looking. I'm angry. Uh, just in, it, in my rough estimate, it, Jeff Lemire was writing at least 14 books this year. 
and yeah. this one is the worst of them. I'm going I down know which the idea. Well, that's what I'm saying. I, I think that, and he he really does take pride in being able to do a lot of books. He says that he does a lot of things ahead of time. He gets things done. I've I've read a lot of tweets and things about that. I do think that this is one of those where he's just like, well, I'll just nah, you know phone it in, see, it but it's just like eh, I'll just get that done or whatever because it doesn't. It's just not like the quality of the other books. It really isn't. It, things just happen to happen. Maybe there's the editorial stuff being involved as well. I don't know. But like Reggie said, even like some of the things that pop up in here is stuff that he would normally really take to. Even the idea of like classic heroes and stuff like that is something that he really enjoys. And then it's just thrown out there here. It just doesn't make sense that this is his book. And it just isn't as good as anything he writes. And it just seems weird. But things do just happen to happen. And like you said, all of a sudden it's like, wait a second, that's one of my key cards. Up, oh, uh, off to terrific tech. It's well, like, even like everything is this weird issue. back all of a sudden, and forth. All of a sudden they don't need to be within a mile of each other. Oh, Phantom Girl, you got your powers back? Awesome. But you also yeah. got those other powers you got? Awesome. awesome. And okay. then even here, I you just have this feeling where, we can separate now. That's cool. Yeah, you know, like, we had that, that idea before. That whole thing was every issue was like, Hey, why don't you have a wife, Mr. Terrific? Oh, and he remembers the good. This one is, hey, where are all the employees? It's just me. Aren't you lonely? Uh, like, really? It's just every, every issue. Mr. Terrific is the most miserable person. And yeah, it's just nonsense. But uh, anything else about it? I just, just to wrap up, I mean, just to show how pointless a lot of this stuff is, when they get to the top of Terrific Tech, Dr. Dredd's there with a massive bomb. Where, where did that come into anything? We don't really know. You can blow everything up. blow up Gotham. Yeah, that's, that's, blow up that's Gotham. terrific was the culprit. And make you look like a mad scientist. And <laughs> the weirdest part, even say, Dreadbots Java hates... Yeah. So yeah. Java hates Rex Mason. Yeah. He doesn't hate Mr. Well, Terrific. Well, again, this is, is the problem. Is, this is the problem is you, you're getting caught between the idea that this is the Fantastic Four... And, you know, and but it doesn't make sense what's happening. Like you said, he should be against Rex, not against Mr. Terrific. Especially now that he's pretty. They don't have the combination that the Fantastic Four has with, you know, with Doom. So the idea of, oh, I'm going to make you look like a crazy scientist and discredit you because you know what? You're not as smart as me. doesn't make sense here. You're trying to get that playoff like the Fantastic Four book, but you didn't set that up. You didn't it's, set it's up almost Java. like, you know, Dr. Doom, he's like, I'm going to get back at you thing. I'm going to go after Alicia Masters. Yeah, yeah, and yeah but it doesn't even, it'd be like you having, you know, I'm going to get back at you, and he gets back because he's mad at, at uh, Tony Stark. It, it wouldn't make sense. It just, it, everything's thrown in here. And things start not making sense. And that was one of the things, like this you said, I'm glad you brought you that up. This off with the dark multiverse. And you, you end up, <laughs> you brought that up and it made me remember because by the end I'm like, wait a second, <laughs> you, you have nothing against Mr. Terrific. There's no reason to be upset yeah. with him. You don't like Rex Mason, like you or said. Phantom now, Girl or, or Plastic now that, Man. Yeah, like, no, it's just Rex. It, you know? It's just, <laughs> hey, you know, you would think, Oh, I want to kill Rex so that I can get, you know, it just doesn't to get Alicia, you know, whatever. It doesn't make sense. It just doesn't make sense. But, uh, what, what about it? What do you give it then, Reggie? You know, I say it before, I'm going to say it again. If you were to pick up this book and flip through it without looking, Looks reading great. any words, you might think it is the most fun, rollicking, wacky, crazy book. The art is great. The sequentials are great. There's so much visual stuff, you know, cool stuff to look at, but, there's nothing. There's no story no. here. And I'll tell you, when I when I review this, 
I really do vacillate. I'm like, well, there's no story, but it's only three bucks. Yeah, yeah, but, and it is two ninety nine. You know, the art the art is great, but there's nothing happening. So in the end, I gave this what would really be a five out of ten, but I'm not giving it a fuck you five because the art is great. I gave it a five point one out of ten. Yeah, I'll tell you at the beginning. It, it kind of sums it up and puts it in a nutshell where you start with the Looney Tunes deal with, with, uh, Plastic Man and stuff like that. Yeah. And when, when you have the editor's note, this really does make sense. You should read last issue. I'm like, really? <laughs> you don't even have any confidence that anybody has read the last to issue. Say that. Right. Yeah, exactly. I hate, I, I'm telling you, this happened a, a while back where I said to Eric, and I don't even think he remembers because I barely remembered it until this. I hate when they reference in an editor's note the issue before. You have to be confident enough that the reader has read the last issue at least. They read it. When, they when you end up with the, hey, see five issues before, ten issues before, another book, whatever. I understand. But when you have the editor, this really makes sense. Please read the, I'm like, no, nobody's reading this. That And why even read, nobody's reading your editor's note. Please get, get done with it. Uh, all of these books, you know, We've had this idea of a back and forth of which is the better. Me and Eric like Silencer. Uh, you know, we like Sideways at one point. We even like Damage at one point. But most of these, as they go on, are getting worse and worse. This book never, ever got its footing in my mind it never got anything more than just being the parry like the idea the concept of them laughing at the in the boardroom saying hey you know what it'll be like the fantastic four but with the terrifics ah, ha, ha, it never got further than that. it really yeah. didn't get further and really it, it's the boardroom because when i read this besides hey. the visual i am bored and uh, so i'm giving it a, an fu5 and and it upsets me because i am a fan of jeff lemire and this just doesn't seem like him but how about you are may i really enjoy the art in this book but the story there's, there's no story it's whatever you want to throw at the wall each issue it's whatever you're going to get i hate that aspect he's making jeff lemire is making me hate these characters and i never yeah. thought that would happen but a four out of ten this is yeah. a garbage book and i don't want to talk about it anymore yeah how dare you, how dare you? <laughs> look at him over there that's a sizzly going on right there i can't eat that <laughs> i was actually thinking too while you guys were talking i i was thinking to myself you know what Tomorrow is the 30th day of my diet. I was thinking about at 12, technically that is the 30th day at midnight. Maybe I'll go get that night. I swear, kid. like two days ago, it was like the 23rd day. I don't know. No, no. I started on, I started <laughs> on, started on the 29th of October. So I'm, I'm pretty much getting close to. Yeah, <laughs> I started on the 29th of I, October. He hasn't I, started I, yet. I know. I mean, September. I, I, I can make it work. He that, never started. My, uh, He's a liar. Logan wants me to wait that extra week till next week till I have my day of gluttony. Maybe I will start it. These books have got me so depressed that maybe I can. Do I, it. I the see hamburger is going to help. To be honest, I see Eric the glutton. You know, every day he seems Hi. to have a life of of fortune and yeah, a life of just adventure. I think the you way have he goes. misjudged Eric very. very I may harshly. have. I, I may be <laughs> sicker than I thought and drinking a lot of uh, cold medicine. But yeah, uh, yeah. Well, we're going to go this, Reggie. Uh, what books do you have uh, with Chris this week? 
Uh, just the one book, Books of Magic number one. Yeah, yeah. And I, I did see, you know, here's a spoiler, that Chris was a fan of the original series, mm-hmm. correct? So, Oh, I, what's he? I didn't even know that. Yeah, I actually saw that he, uh, in the review, in the beginning of his review, talked about liking the original deal and actually was a very clever way to start his review that he said that he read Books of Magic. And then when Harry Potter came out, he said, uh-huh. what, what is this Books of Magic doing on the screen? And it's funny because it, it, the wraparound now is that people saw the cover of Books of Magic coming out again saying, oh, it's Harry Potter in the comic. I right. thought that was very yeah. clever. It, there's definitely, there's, I, I don't know if uh, you know Harry Potter is taken from Books of Magic, but it is essentially a very similar type yes, of story. Yes, yeah. So uh, it's kind of cool. So uh, you're, we're going to go off and listen to you talk about that, and then we'll be back to finish up the podcast. Welcome back to the Sandman Universe segment on the Weird Science DC Comics.com podcast. My name is Reggie. My name is Chris. And uh, we do have one book for him. What do we got, Chris? We do. We are wrapping up the line here with Books of Magic number one, the last of our launches. Uh, this is written by Cat Howard with, with art by Tom Fowler. And uh, to start, we're going to meet a young man. You see, once upon a time, there lived a boy named Timothy Hunter. He was trained in the ways of magic by a foursome who were once referred to as the Trenchcoat Brigade. Uh-oh, uh, I think I heard about those guys. <laughs> now, this is a real thing. Uh, there was even a Vertigo miniseries called the Trenchcoat Brigade I back in 1999. Uh, the members of this team include uh, well, guys in trench coats, uh, John Constantine, the Phantom Stranger, Mr. E, and Dr. Occult. You know, and I, so maybe do you remember any controversy between them and the trench code mafia at the right at that exact same year? At the same year, right? Yeah, but I, I don't remember anything <laughs> really happened. But also, don't remember people really reading the uh, trench code mafia comic. So. I'll be yeah, the it's one of those code, uh, brigade comic. Brigade. Yeah. It's one of those. If you ever see it in the back issue bin, you like do a second. You do like a double take. Yeah, it's like, like there's a what, <laughs> and then you realize that it's actually part of DC continuity, and it's even crazier. Yeah, it's, weird. Because they they put out a lot of weird crap in Vertigo around the turn of the Absolutely, century. Absolutely, yeah. right in the eight ninety eight, ninety nine, two thousand. Oh yeah, in the in the after in the wake of uh, Sandman finishing up, they they pumped out. <laughs> they were like, what do we got next? <laughs> <laughs> what do we have in the chamber, please? <laughs> <laughs> do something. <laughs> but uh, these are uh, four uh, fellas trained Timothy Hunter in the uh, art of magic, and at the end of his lesson, he had a choice to make. He could either embrace magic or return to the mundane world. So from here, it looks to us like, and to the reader, that Tim unwittingly chose the mundane world. Uh, Though as we meet him, he is waking from a daydream, exclaiming that he chooses magic. Uh, He was napping in class, much to his embarrassment, and the teacher, Dr. Rose, who we met back in that Sandman Universe number one, like, primer in August, uh, asked for clarification, and uh, he sheepishly apologizes. After class, Tim goes to perform a magic trick for a female classmate, and He's holding shreds of colored paper, which, after clapping his hands, would become flowers. But it doesn't work. No. Uh, some kids start bullying Tim, calling both he and the trick trash. And he said, well, Mom, God don't make no trash. And no, I'm sorry, he didn't say uh, <laughs> The two lads lunge at each other, and they're ultimately pulled apart by that same teacher, Dr. Rose. And she sends the a-hole onto the next class and brings Tim back to her office. Yeah, and it's here that we learn that Tim lost his mother. Uh, the t- the way the teacher frames it, she's obviously referring to his mother dying, uh, but Tim is adamant that she's actually just, you know, quote, gone. Uh, Dr. Rose then performs a trick of her own. She makes a flower appear, 
But then she says that uh, that actually Tim made that happen. Yeah. So uh, it would appear that she knows all about the boy magician here, uh, at which point she hands him a book. A book of magic. Hey, yeah, it's uh, the title of the yeah, comic. Wait a second. Right <laughs> now, to Timothy, the pages are blank, and she tells him that the words will reveal themselves when he's ready to see them. And so Tim leaves with the book. Now I could swear that that scene happened in the primer, didn't it? Or am I imagining things? I might. I, 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 I'm not sure. I'd have to go back and look, but they, they, it seems similar, doesn't it? It really does seem similar. Like just, just not the bullying, not the rose. Uh, not yeah. even the, but, but just this part where she gives him the saying, book. I know you're a magician. Right. Or the, yeah, yeah. Knowing that, like, I feel like that conversation happened, although it looked different. So also, you know, in the course of our doing everything, we see so many preview pages. That's <laughs> true. So it might, be, so it might be something I saw in advance and just, <laughs> uh, you know, whatever, didn't catalog it right. So on the way home, Tim runs into a homeless woman named Hetty. Uh, he talks about his day and the revelation that he needs to mangle, manage his energy more constructively. He suggests maybe buying a fidget spinner, and Hetty will do him one better. Digs a yo-yo out of her shopping cart of treasures. He thanks her for the gesture, and she, she walks away. She says, Tim doesn't need a fidget, what's it? All he really needs is a friend. Like uh, and, and upon arriving at home, Tim's father already knows his son's been in a fight and asks whether or not he won. Well, he didn't exactly lose, right? Not really. Kind of got broken up. Kinda, uh, yeah, it's kind of cold on account of rain or that's something. That's what I would say, yeah. <laughs> uh, his, Tim's father reminds him that fighting can't bring her back. Yes. Uh, Tim heads to his up to his room and plops down on his bed, and he fetches that book of magic from his bag, and uh, what do you know? Now there are words in it. And uh, those words warn of consequences, which uh, Tim ain't wanting to hear about. He just wants to know magic. Uh, He goes back to digging in his bag, and he finds a photo of he and presumably his mother in happier times. Uh, From here, we shift scenes entirely to a junkyard where three cloaked figures huddle around a hobo fire. And they see Tim in the flames. And now know that the young magician has opened the first book of magic. Then we wrap up the entire thing back at Tim's place. Uh, there's another cloaked figure standing outside of his home, uh, brandishing a pair of blades. And they warn that some books should not be read. In the foreground, we can see Dr. Rose hiding behind a telephone pole. But is she friend or is she foe? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say foe. Uh, Maybe probably. Yeah. I just want to jump in that this uh, homeless woman, Hetty, is a Sandman character. Mad Hetty. Uh I don't remember her being, I only read the first volume of the books of magic previous series. So I didn't see her mm-hmm. in there, but she was in Sandman and oh, how about that? Here she is now. That's her connectivity. Uh, not much more, a lot more to say about that. <laughs> um, I, lo- I dug this book though. I had a good time with it. I found it a real fun, bouncy, easy to grab read. The art absolutely served this, you know, served the story well and was nothing was difficult to uh, understand. What was your take on it? I think if you're gonna if you're a newcomer to this uh, to this little corner of the universe here, this is going to be the easiest, the most accessible. Yeah, uh, because it is a very straightforward story. Uh, I mean, next month we could be popped into a weird shade the changing girl type of psychedelia, but uh, for this issue, you could read it. <laughs> you could actually yeah. follow it. Everything made sense. Uh, 
they kind of uh, zig when I was expecting them to zag when uh, Tim got bullied. I was kind of expecting them to like sheepishly kind of just take it. No, but, but he, uh, he was no. like he, he fought back. Lunges right back. Yeah. Um, he's a he's a troubled lad, so he uh, yes <laughs> he doesn't mind being tough. Um, you know the way the way my I gather with the books of magic other series, and I'm, it kind of seems that way was that there was a connectivity with the Sandman universe, but it wasn't. You could you could totally read it standing alone. Sure. And so far, you could say, I mean, even though they mentioned the Trenchcoat Brigade, that could just be, you know, you don't have to know who they are to know that they're his teacher magicians, and you don't have to know who Mad Hetty is. You know, it's just a creepy, you know, prophesizing homeless woman. So um, I would say so far, yeah, if if you are staying away from all of them because you're afraid that they might be too steeped in Sandman lore and you would not be totally wrong about that. Uh, <laughs> this one would be the one you could you could definitely grab, and I I might be a nerd to curses, but I don't think I saw any. I think this is really played as an all ages book to me. Yeah, I don't think there were any cursing in it, right? Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, that's that's uh, it's weird. <laughs> you expect you expect to see something at least at least some sort of a uh, you know symbols, but I think it was sure. pretty much uh, it was pretty you know uh, YA all the way through from what I could tell. But then again. Oh. Neither Chris or I are parents, so please do not take our... our also true. Definitely, if you are a parent, read it first before giving it to your child. Don't take our word for it. No, uh, no. Yeah. Tim, Timothy Hunter actually first... Uh, he first appeared in, like, the proto-Vertigo. I mean, it wasn't even Vertigo yet. It was... Yeah. Uh, like 1989, 1990. So, uh, and then that's where, you know, Sandman was proto vertigo. Constantine was proto vertigo. So I don't even, I couldn't even say where the connectivity was back then. Um, if, if there even was, uh, I don't know if that might've been something that was retroactively added though. They're, they were all both created by uh, Neil Gaiman. Yeah. It, that's there's, there's connectivity there to his world. Uh, you know, <clears throat> Neil Gaiman, despite not being in a vertigo, uh, thing at first was creating his own continuity pretty much, corner, you know, yeah. and working with weird DC characters and no one would bother with, you no know, one would worry about, you know, in the, in the early <laughs> books. But uh, yeah, it, but it's, it's the kind of, con- it's kind of connectivity that it wasn't like the, they weren't informing each other. I don't, I don't even think anything in the books of magic really had any ramifications on the Sandman at all. Probably so, not, uh, yeah. Anyway, that, that's that's speculation. Uh, that's just my take on this book so far, though. Is you just pick it up and go. You don't need any preamble. No, uh, everything you need is in the book, and that is a nice thing to see. What'd you give it on the site, Chris? Well, I I, I couldn't give it much higher than an eight point five because uh, the art. I I really uh, I think it's going to take a little while to grow on me. Yeah. Um, I said in the written review that it feels like something that they would have that Marvel would have used in like the last six or seven times they tried to revitalize the ultimate universe. Right, right. <laughs> it looks very much like that, which it's not bad, but it's it's just not it's unexceptional, I guess is the word. But uh, it uh, it's going to take a little while for me to really glom onto the art. But uh, once I'm on board with that, I, I think this is uh, this is probably going to be my top book of this line, just going from the first issue, of course. You know, but, one thing uh, we didn't really see in this issue that we've seen plenty of in the other Sandman Universe books are scenes of wild, wacky magic use or ethereal yeah. dimensions. So I guess it, it will kind of depend on how those are rendered when we get to those, Certainly. which I would assume are soon. Uh, I, I did like the art, but I do see what you're saying. It has a, a certain thickness to it that didn't really jibe totally with the playfulness of the, you know, or the uh, tone of the story. But yeah, uh, as far as being readable, you should have no trouble panel to panel and page to page. It was not like one of these, uh, you turn the book around 
you know, which are basically how the other books have been. You know what I mean? Like certainly, yeah. Uh, you, you almost like to put it on the floor and walk around it to read it. So uh, I think you know I really would be behind between an eight and eight point five. So I'll just give an eight point five just to be in league with you. And uh, I would I would give this a strong recommendation. Give it a give it a but, grab. And you don't need to read Harry Potter first. You don't. Uh, it's, <laughs> in fact, maybe you need to read this before Harry Potter. I'm not sure. It, 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 hmm. it, well, Neil it, Gaiman it, says no, but uh, I don't know if you want to not be on the bad side. Of uh, somebody, well, I mean, so. If you want to, you know, we could go back to Lord of the Rings. There's so plenty of kid magicians out there. But uh, anyway, that is it for uh, Sandman Universe uh, this month. Next week, Chris, is actually a fifth week, so there will be it no is. books from the Sandman Universe. So... Hmm. What will we do? What will we do? Hmm. We'll find out then. Uh, I think hmm. that's all we got from this week, Chris. <laughs> got anything else for him? Uh, I'm feeling doomed. I don't know. Oh, uh, doom. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. But until next <laughs> time, folks, I want you to keep it dreamily. Yo, it's mail call. It's mail with Derek. Hallelujah, it's mail with Derek. Oh yeah, it's mail with Derek. Hallelujah, it's mail with Derek. Oh yeah, it's mail with Derek. Hallelujah, it's mail with Derek. Oh yeah, let's hear what you have to say. We don't need no humor. That's me. All right. Mail with Eric. Mail section number three with Tony Walkator 93 starting it out. Hello, Jim, Eric, and everyone in the Get Fresh Coop. Boop, boop, boop. Let me start up by saying congrats on 199 episodes, but Thank next you. week is episode 200 in the annuals week. So for everyone who was listening is not a Patreon supporter, be one. You won't regret Do it. it. Hell, even Jim has told some ways to cheat the system for a month. Simple God as that. It. Shut up or pay up. 80% of gym membership users actually don't use their membership. So just cancel your gym membership for those uh, that are the 80%. Yeah. Before you know it, Jim, Jim and Eric membership. and everyone in the Get Fresh Coopy boop, boop, boop will be part of your heart. While reading this week's Terrifics for a second, I thought this was annuals week, and I was reading a Looney Tunes DC crossover. <laughs> Maybe if it was a full-fledged crossover, the book might actually be pretty good. I was looking at the crossovers no. for next week, and I thought having a Joker Daffy Duck was an interesting, bad interesting, not good choice, but a Deathstroke and Yogi Bear special? You could have done any DC character but <laughs> went with him. Be nice if we get a crossover between Lunatics Unleashed and either Legion of Superheroes, Titans Teen Titans or even Red Hood. The thing is, we had a lunatic or a legion of superheroes with Bugs Bunny already, so I don't think we're going to have that. Not going to lie, but at first, could care less about the sticky notes and action comics in the beginning of the book, but they have slowly become something I enjoy and examining uh, it. Unfortunately, that was the only thing I enjoyed this issue. While reading Batgirl, they mentioned the new villain is Worm, and first instinct was, great, the shit story transfers to a new book, but surprisingly, I prefer him to be one of her villains in Nightwings. I believe this is a Batman Beyond story arc, and if so, I hope he goes big in the new story by having Damien return to help take down the Joker and have Nightwing suited up or even his daughter. Really hope that Dick and Miss Martian stay out of Titans actually enjoyed the team. So we'll see. He has a lot of rapid fire deals rapid about fire. those Jeez, books. I'm you, I was trying to um, like, what book are we talking about? <laughs> 
Yeah, I uh, will be going off to listen to Mark talk about Batman Beyond. I am behind in that. Uh, I know that everybody keeps telling me, though, I have not missed much uh, being uh, behind in that book. Probably three no, issues. No, no, no. You well, missed some good cliffhangers, Jim. Yeah, yeah. That's it, boys and lady boys. Have a kick-ass day. And remember, Aye. that does not mean kick people's ass today for just the heck of it unless they it. deserve it. Then kick away. Walk in 93. Signing out. See you on the flip side, he says. And I will Thank see you, you. Rick Mills is next. And the last email oh, of the night. We're going to get machine? in the time machine now. Hello, all. My girlfriend is a huge fan of Friends. And she asked me the other day who he would is be on past. my freebie list. <laughs> yeah, really? Well, hey, speaking of which, that's the show that's on all the time now here. Uh, after they had that thing with David Schwimmer making that joke about right. that uh, thing that was recorded. Somehow that got Rafe and Logan inspired. They have started watching Friends from that day. David Schwimmer's the a marketing episode, genius. They are on, they're on season six now. That's all they watch now. And they, they love it. They love every bit about it. But hey, they, they didn't like Rachel at first. They were, they were not like They've never watched Rachel. it because they weren't born yet when that show was like no, all around. No, so, they would yeah. never have watched it. So I'm saying uh, of the things that we like joke about that people don't David remember. doing stuff. Like, huh, like well, that's yeah. the whole idea is to, for them to go watch Friends for a guy they shouldn't and know. And they're watching odd. it. Well, they went to just watch it for a second, and they've been hooked. They love it. I hate that's Phoebe. That's all you need. I am not Team Phoebe. I hate her. They I love never watched Phoebe. Friends when it was out. Yeah, I, 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 should I go watched back. all of them with Tanya, and uh, oh, they're they're loving every second of. It. We just the uh, every time I go down in between segments here, they're watching a show. Uh, one of the episodes I just saw when uh, uh, Tom Selleck was on when he was dating Courtney Cox's character in that and stuff like that, Monica and stuff like that. I know too much here. Uh, so <laughs> yeah, tell have me a, more. You have a list of five celebrities that if you ever meet that you are allowed to have sex with with no consequences. My list was as follows. Five. Jessalyn Gilsig. Number four, nope. Elizabeth Debicki. Well, first off, nope. the consequence would be none of these women would want any parts of you, so there'd be consequences. Number consequence. three, Reese Witherspoon. Number okay, two, Alicia one. Vilkander. And nope. number one, Amber Stevens West. I have no idea nope. who these people are. I'm going number five. He wants to know who's ours. Number five, I'm going with Joey. Number four, Chandler. Number three, Ross. I'm just naming characters here. No, I, oh, really? I have, Is that what I, you're doing? Tell me yeah, more. that's all I'm doing. I, I really don't have a list. Uh, I would say- I, I want to know what these consequences are you speak of. Well, the consequences would be that, yeah, with you, you'd be arrested. None of these women would would willingly See, go anywhere with you. So no, that, there is consequences the part, Like somewhere. the whole idea, if you could, without any consequences, I wouldn't yeah. know what the, the consequences would be. The consequence would, they would actually want to be around you. The, the consequence would be, around be a, me? I'm not Jim Warner. Are they around you now? I don't see any women busting down your door. You're making all these comments about Jess and all this stuff. Hey, nobody else there. I don't see Jessalyn Gilsig there. I don't know. Maybe she has been here. I just haven't known. And the consequence could be name a woman. Name one woman. The consequence would be that they want to live with you then. And now you you wouldn't be able to do that because you wouldn't be able to. I don't want that. Also, they'd be like, hey, let's go out to this premiere. And you're like, what do you mean? I I only make this amount during the week. Then they throw shade at you. There's a consequence. (laughs) I mean, the consequence are they wake up the next day. And in your idea of how great you are, the consequence is you wake up and they're trying to gnaw their arm off to get the fuck away from you. This sounds like you're trying to talk to me about what's going on in your life. 
No, I'm saying the this shame would be you rule too. Like world? I'm telling, I'm telling you, you, you say this as if you have no consequences. Of course, you have no consequences. You live with Jess and play with goddamn action figures. Damn right. The consequence would be Amber Stevens West would wake up and go, "What the fuck did I get into? Who is this uh, fucking man child playing with his goddamn toys?" There's a consequence, and then you How jump off the, the roof. You jump off the bridge like Two Face. <laughs> and then you go trying to make your jokes and the, the whole thing you're trying to shame lady jessica there she's the one who lives with these goddamn consequences i'm living with you yeah well, what are your what are your picks what are your I, goddamn I, I picks i don't have any now? really picks off this whole thing i i don't want to have sex with anybody chandler. off the top of my head chandler no. you know what how about wanna... uh lindy booth and alexandra oh. dario Oh, you're still with her? I haven't Kinda. heard you mention her in a That's long time. That's the thing. Is, it's funny. I was actually clearing out my Twitter the other day, and I got rid of those. Too. I'm like, nope. Sorry, baby. You're yesterday's I don't, news. I don't want to show my age, but uh, Hedy Lamar. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, you know, uh, <laughs> I'm trying to think of any old uh, Boris Karloff. I mean, the I consequences. Know, he's promise. dead. No, I'm saying you can totally get he's with dead. these people now. Yeah, they're dead. Totally I'm get with saying, them right uh, now. So Lamar. She's dead too. She ended up uh, being more of a, uh, a revered scientist than anybody ever would have imagined during her life. Now, probably the only one would be Alyssa Milano. Uh, really? Would be the deal. Would be the deal. Yeah, I don't know about now. I mean, in my thing, I'm going through a time machine. Oh, now well. it's heaven. Uh, so, sexiest you know, self. You know, it's the sexiest self that we're dealing with now. I don't know. Who else would I pick? Amber Stevens West? Why not? I don't even know who that <laughs> don't is. don't know who that uh, is. Probably Louis C.K. would be on there. I mean, he he can do things himself. I can just watch. You know, I don't mind watching uh, now and again. But yeah, I really don't have much of a list. It was a tough coming up with the pick of the week. I really enjoyed the fight between Hal and Sinestro. Damien trash talking Deathstroke until the room filled with water and the Teen Titans being formed by Damien. He's being he's at the Teen Titans from before being formed by Damien. Yeah, he'll even have. I think he'll like it even more two years from now. Unfor- uh, ultimately, my pick is most definitely Teen Titans number one. After Damien kidnaps the rest of the team, he berates them as to why they're bad individually. The rest of the team breaks out of their restraints and kicks Damien and Goliath. But Damien then uses this as an example as to why they could be the best team. This makes me excited for the rest of the series to come. You're going to have a lot of bickering coming up. And it makes me want to go back and read Robin's Son of Batman just to see how much of a dick Damien is. Instead, he should go back and read Batman and Robin to see how great Damien is. But hey. Apparently, Amber Stevens West was in 22 Jump Street. Okay. Whatever. I I don't know. (laughs) No, I've ever had. I'm hoping you mean the new movies, not the old TV show. Yes. Uh, Johnny Depp might be on my list as well. Is she? Well, there you go, Eric. She's almost your age. Now, I've never read Dr. Fate. I don't Dr. think I've Fate, ever seen her before. But he is a character that interests me. So I was listening to your review of Dr. Fate number 17, and I swear the entire time you guys kept saying clitoris instead of clitoris. I, I don't even remember that. What the fuck are we talking that. about? I was dying, and everyone was looking at me like I was crazy. It's so funny that clitoris. at the point, that just shows you that the, the rebirth kind of deal was not as smooth as you think back in your head because while we were talking about Teen Titans number one which came out a little later anyway we were still talking about Dr. Fate 
Hope you guys have a great week. Thanks for bearing with me. Clithoris. See you on the sevens. Clithoris. It rhymes with Clithoris, Eric. Uh, Dolores. That is it, Dolores. But yeah, that is it for the mail for the night. Uh, We're going to go off and talk some books and the podcast. And I believe right now, though, we will be going off to some rant and raves. And it's time for the rant and raves, and we have one rant and rave tonight, and that is from the classic, the master of rant and raves himself. And I'm not even going to give you the rant and rave line because it doesn't seem like anybody calls that anymore. If you want to get in on the rant and raves, record something on your computer or your phone and then email it to weirdsciencedccomics at gmail.com. That seems to be what everybody does anyway. I may even stop the rant and rave line itself and just have it as you just send things in. Uh, We'll see. We shall see if that that is the case, but we're going to get to the one rant and rave tonight, and that is Dancing Mike. Hi, Jim. Greetings, Eric, and hello, mother. Hello, mother. So, I had to call in because I know it is the next to last show for you guys. I know that your last show, show number 200, episode two. Yes, and that has caused some problems again. Uh, that was actually a joke that I had when we were getting close to the 100th episode while we were getting ready for that. So about 10 episodes before, I started joking that episode 100 was going to be our last show. So I started doing it as a goof. It makes Eric, it drives him nuts. So I did that. It is not, in fact, our last show. Uh, I even got a message from Ruben. He was worried that it was going to be our last show. It is not. Uh, We will be continuing every single week, probably for at least another 700,000 shows, is what I am guesstimating. Uh, We'll see. But yes, that is a joke. Uh, We will have episode 201 on the regular feed uh, the week after. It's just that episode 200 happened to fall on this annual's week, and we decided that 
annuals would be shows. And that ends up being like three shows a year, three to four shows a year of the 52 shows, since we do not skip weeks of having it on the Patreon. So a couple shows a year on the Patreon. This just happens to end up being the 200th episode. And there's not a ton of books anyway, so I don't know how long the podcast will be, but we're going to try to have fun with it and things like that. So here we go back to Mike. 200 will be on Patreon only. By the way, dick move, bro. Yeah, dick move, bro. anyway, I had to call in next to last show and talk to you guys. Yes. My comics this week. Now, let me go back to uh, last week for a bit. I did not call in last week to talk about comics. And um, Teen Titans... I number, was it three or four of what are, you know, the new series is, I know it's 20 something, but I am really enjoying that series a lot more than I should because yep. I know I'm probably not the target audience for that series, but I don't know. I'm damn, liking it's it. It's good. And a nice review on the podcast, by the oh. way, uh, Chris and Jim and Eric. So I'm really enjoying Notice Eric's last. With that. And I'm really enjoying that series a lot. Maybe one of my favorites at DC right it now. It is one of mine. My favorite. Well, I also like Hawkman. But let's see. Um, comics I still this like week. Hawkman. Let's talk about comics this week. Vampirella Deja Thoris number two. Have not actually read that one yet because I got a lot of comics this week. Now I'm sure that will yeah, be sexy. Did. Space Vampire and Space Princess of Mars. Sexy time fun. Yeah. Because issue one was good. And I got a sexy cosplay cover of Vampirella. I mean, Deja Thoris, again, they did not have the Vampirella cover, which I was going to get, because apparently they did not ship that to Golden Age 1942, because it's diamond, and they can do whatever the fuck they want to. Like David said, they charged me for it, didn't send it, so that's always lovely. Yeah, that's Batman nice. Kings of Fear number three. This is, oh my gosh, this comic is so good. This is, uh, I mean, I, I read Batman Kings of Fear number three and I was like, that is Batman Kings of Fear number three. That is a, that, that's a comic book is what that is. That's, that is. I, 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 I don't, don't know what's, what? I don't know. I don't know what's going on. I don't know what's going on in <laughs> I this, don't, I don't comic, either. this series. I, I, it's I don't either. To, it's insane. So that's Batman Kings of Fear number three. I don't. I don't know. It was. I don't know. I guess we're kind of good, but is it real? Is it fake? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, it's just made to confuse me. So let's move on to Batman Beyond number 25. I do have to say that uh, while I do the rant and raves, the one good thing about it is I have full use of the the soundboard that uh, Pete from NYC was uh, wondering about. Knock, knock. Who's there? Does this rhyme? No, that does not rhyme wrong term, but yeah, isn't that cool? We're DC Dahmer books. Yeah, I have it all going on, but once me and Eric go, because of this new program that we have, uh, I do not have full use, though we may have to try to get that back. Big, big, um, I like the, 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 lots of callbacks, lots of yeah. bringing people in and, and making the universe, and it was kind of good. There was some good stuff. Batman Beyond number 25, a lot of stuff kind of happened. Uh, I hope the series continues, because it actually seems to be moving at, a, at the pace of a normal comic book now and some stuff happened and um, yeah I'm, I'm wondering how far that will go on but I enjoy Batman Beyond I've been enjoying Batman Beyond quite a bit lately the art could be better bring back an, a better artist but besides that art was down story is good and story trumps art every time I think speaking of Detective Comics 991 I 
enjoyed this a lot. I, I didn't. didn't enjoy last issue as much. This one, I know it's a lot of character study, a lot of character study, but I'm enjoying how they're exploring where Harvey ends and begins and Two-Face ends and begins and motivations and what's going on, machinations behind the scenes. And it was a character issue and I really enjoyed it because I sometimes you have to take a break and, and it is, you know, kind of what I think Jim would say a lot of setup, but it, it really, was. I did. It wasn't even just setup. It just was them standing around talking. And I, I said to Eric, and we were kind of arguing earlier, obviously you've heard that before, but I wish that this story was more along the lines of a murder that happened. Two-Face confesses, and then Batman starts to see something a little wrong. And as he investigates it, he realized that it's somebody else, but it ends up being that he finds out that Harvey did it. And then at the end, the twist is the idea of, is Harvey and uh, Two-Face, are they different people in his mind? Are they the same? How it was going? And I think that that could have been a pretty cool mystery as it went down and pretty unique in the way that it would also kind of go with the idea of somebody with the split personalities and if when they murder something, it kind of even could be torn from the headlines of today or yesterday or whatever. But I would have really been interested in that and how it was set up with the two shots and from two different guns and then go from there. Uh, Eric claims that that would be bullcrap and I don't know that he was fully getting the idea of what I was saying. But then even at the end, like I said to him, you could have a moment where Harvey or actually two faces on the stand and you have a type of a uh, few good men scene where you have Bruce Wayne lawyer uh, even Batman lawyer would be cool uh, where they're interrogating him where they they have him under oath and they kind of go, you know goad him into admitting that he was the, you know it was Harvey even so you could even have the whole crazy idea that Harvey ends up representing Two-Face in court too you could play around with a lot of different things and I think that that would have been it's script doctoring but I think that would have been more interesting than this whole thing throwing Cobra in and stuff like that it, it, it's getting very convoluted but that last page where you have root and toot and two-face uh, might be the best page ever ninja i didn't mind the fact you know it doesn't always have to be punchy kicky the whole issue it was i thought it was very intriguing i enjoyed this story a lot so there you go um action comics number 1004 i think brian bendis has maybe found brian michael bendis has maybe found the uh uh, voices of some of the characters uh, don't know it's, it Lois. seems like he's writing a good comic now it's not so it. it's not you know no one's really uh, wacky out there and it's uh, it was pretty good actually um baby not great but i'm sure we're setting up for the big uh, reveal of the red cloud next baby. issue so i'm intrigued to see where a little that too many goes. babies and it was nice to see that lois <laughs> least this week yet isn't the big bad yeah uh vampironica from archie comics just a brief detour in archie comics vampironica number four a quick read a quick read not as quick as vampironica number one which was the yeah. maybe the fastest comic i've ever ever it read. was very quick but um this one it's pretty quick read but i only read the first this series is going on if you like archie and comics and you like vampires this is probably the kind of thing you would like and I'm thinking it will have to conclude sometime soon at some point because you can't it's just the nature of it I don't think you can keep it a, a yeah. long ongoing series but 
Um, at the end, there was something out that um, the last page you turned and there's a big twist. And actually, I think I said, wow, out loud or yikes or something, because it was, wow, it, it was very, it was a, it was a curve and Oof. a twist, which is always nice. So it made me, it's like, okay, where's that going to go? What the hell is up with that? And, um, is it Lord of the Rings now? Anyway, if you've read it, you would get that. If not, then you have no idea what I'm talking about. And then there was Wonder Woman number 57 by James Tynion IV. Oh, yep. James Tynion, James Tynion. You've written some of the worst crap ever. And Spoilers, this is man. right up Damn. there with it. This soul <laughs> story sucks so yeah, hard. I'm, I'm kind of with you. Oh, my gosh. I know you guys probably like it. I somehow... Nope have not heard Wonder Woman reviews or any reviews of this on really? the podcast lately. I've no. somehow not yes, heard you, those. Yes, you haven't. Anyway, I, um, there's a the reason. Way, Jim, I'm, I'm going to pick up the Grant Morrison uh, Green Lantern coming up in November. Yeah. Can you maybe recommend a podcast that would have good reviews of that? I, I don't, don't know. Just, just ask I for don't a friend. know. Anyway, um, so I, I think you guys might like this better than me. We will be reviewing that, by the way. It's horrible. I just, it, I'm not invested in this story i mean i'm, I'm gonna read the end of it and find out what happens but it doesn't mean anything to me it's just dark and awful and terrible and wordy and this issue wasn't as actually as bad as the last wonder woman issue which you know the, the which was the part before the last week's part from that stupid justice league dark that i read with the horrible raleigh rossimo cover thanks for that yeah anyway yeah the wonder woman number 56 i think brian michael bendis actually looked at that and said oh my god how many words are in this comic book because that one took about i think singing my song seven days to read because it had so many words so much dialogue so much blah blah fucking blah so yeah i'm not really enjoying this uh this Wonder Woman little uh, story, Justice League, Dark, whatever, and the sooner that G. Willow Wilson comes on or someone comes on to Wonder Woman, the better. So, um, not, I hate to say it, but actually in, might have enjoyed the Orlando stuff better than this because at least I could get through it without taking five days and falling asleep six times in between. So, that was comics for this week and last week a bit. And I went to Halloween Comic Fest at the Golden Age 1942 earlier today, Saturday, and we bought too many pops that we didn't need and uh, uh. got the free comic books for free Halloween Comic Fest. Uh, they had some free comic books there. Got to see, you know, some people dressed up in uh, their costumes. Uh, David always dresses up like uh, Sergeant Pepper from one of, the, nice. one of the Beatles from Sergeant Pepper. So he's a big Beatles fan, so that's always nice. So am I. And uh, Mrs. Dancy Mike found a Tangled, the series number one. So she has a new series, a Disney series to read, which, you know, she's a girl and that's the kind of thing that they liked that girls like to read or so i have heard and uh also took a picture and put it on twitter of the wall the part well half of the wall the big retaining wall which is a mural of all of the golden age of dc uh, heroes and well if you want to be technical maybe some faucet and other companies thrown in there 
with Captain Marvel, uh, Mary Marvel, of course, Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, and there is another side of the mural, which I did not take a picture of. It's the busier side of the street, which I'll have to take, okay. because that's, I think that one includes, uh, which you can kind of see the beginnings of Johnny Thunder and Thunderbolt, and has, I know it's got Hawkman, Hawkgirl, uh, Jay Garrick, Flash, Alan Scott, Green Lantern, I believe, and some of the other heroes of the Golden Age, and uh, it took pulling teeth and lots and lots of time for them to be able to get that wall, the, the paint, the, the permission to paint the mural on the wall. It was a big gray concrete wall. And of course, that's a great improvement, but you know, they had to, oh yes, when, if we're, they're not there anymore, they'll have to paint over it and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, we want to make something that's actually attractive and nice and, you know, might actually brighten up the place. And good God knows the city government has to make them jump through fucking flaming hoops and uh, eat nails before they can get that commission. So I'm glad they were actually persisted and got that done because it was quite the legal battle to deal with BS city government just to get that lovely, wonderful mural made. Yes. But that being said, a uh, great, great store to go to. Great, nice people. I'm so glad because uh, the the opposite is true a lot of times. Yes, with, it is. Uh, places that sell. You're clothes. my house. But, and this is, the, this is the nice exception of wonderful people uh, that do a lot of good for the community and are really uh, nice to work with and, and seem to love the comics. And uh, that being said, oh, last night, I know it will come as a surprise to everyone, everyone, everyone. Smoky Mountain Brewery? That I went to Smoky Mountain Brewery. Oh, yes. And they have some new menu items. Where's my ding? They still have Harvest Fest this year, which is wonderful, wonderful beer. And if you're into, you know, that kind of thing. And also, they had... We had for dessert. We actually, I left, actually left room for dessert because there was a Heath Bar cheesecake, which was so good. I don't Ooh, like I cheesecake unless it stuff, has Mike. How enough dare of something you? else like chocolate or How Oreos. Dare or, you? In this case, How Heath Bar to make it taste like something else, and that Heath Bar cheesecake was so uh, good. I'm not a big sweets guy, so that, that's not going to affect me. If you start talking about eating soft pretzels and cheesesteaks, then I'm in trouble. Oh, my goodness. So – Anyway, and uh, let's see. Today, I had Japanese for lunch, and I nice. uh, did post a picture of that on Twitter. I think he's just and trying to there screw was with a me. plate with vegetables, so oh, if I just, can have that. Just plain vegetables. So if Jim had go. joined us, he would be able to eat. As long as it doesn't have any sauce at all, not even soy sauce, can have that. As long as it just has nothing on it at all, just steamed vegetables, and uh, then I'm okay. Not even butter. Can have butter. That. So there you go. We were thinking of you, Jim. Oh, when thank we were having you. Lunch. Thank you. And dinner. Lessons. Which right t- today, officially day thirty of my diet, when I'm supposed to be able to start uh, kind of doing some other things, but I'm not going to until next Saturday, uh, so that I can kind of have a cheat day. I'm going to have an extra week of this nonsense. Uh, Logan convinced me to do that. We're actually going to go to the buffet, and I'll probably up Chuck because I haven't eaten anything like that in a month. Though. There you go, because we eat just about the same as you, except we eat other. We we, eat we have a few things that may not yes. be allowed on your diet. A few. So anyway, um, but hey, if you're getting healthy, you know, if you're getting healthy, that's actually a good thing, though. So good for you. And I know, I know, we keyed, we keyed, but we keyed because we love. Yes. And um, the other thing I want to talk about, and I know it's been a while since I've left a big, long rant and rave, so here you go. And I don't know if Eric's going to be able to hear this. No, uh, he's but not. But I'm going to talk a bit about what Eric has brought up lately that 
he doesn't like the character of Batman in the comics much anymore. You don't want to see him show up. And I agree because, and this is, I'm sure people are going to say, oh, here goes Dance of Mike, you do a rag on Snyder. Here it goes. uh, Yeah, it's kind of is, but there is a reason for it. And it's kind of ties into what Eric said. And it's not all just about Snyder, but it's a lot about him. So let's go back. And Eric actually brought this up. It starts Court of the Owls. So, whether you like it or whether you don't like it, let's go back to the beginning of the New 52. Yes, let's. And Scott Snyder, since then, has, whether you like it or not, the versions of Batman we have in the comics now, since New 52, are basically, you've got Scott Snyder's Batman, and then you've got Tom King's Batman. I don't like either one, so you can pick one or the other. I like Scott Snyder's more. But let's go back to the beginning of the New 52. So Batman has always been the character. He's the great detective. He knows what's going on. He's so freaking smart. Is That's one of his superpowers, is being so smart. That's why he can do stuff without having actual powers. Except, you know, well, we're... I'm not going to go into how Snyder treats all that. But anyway, so the the story that starts out the New 52, good story, by the way, but starts out the New 52 is there's this big secret society that's been running Gotham for hundreds of years or whatever. And Batman, the great detective who knows everything, sees everything, knows what's going on in Gotham. Gotham is his city, doesn't have a fucking clue nope. about any of it. So Batman starts out the new fit. Now remember, as the story progresses, it does show that he investigated it and it didn't look like he kind of came to a dead end, but he did investigate it as a kid. And I think that he's going with that, though it's kind of funny that he investigated it as a kid and found nothing so that he just went, up. Oh, it doesn't exist. But you did have that set up at least. As above all else, he's a big blind dummy. So, okay, you go on from that. But then you go on, and and as you go on to the New 52, you see other stuff like, well, here's Batman. He's, well, you know, he he has this, uh, comes back with the super-powered Enthmetal Dionysium blood crap thing, and so... So there's a Batman, not really, not really the not meta human anymore, which, you know, oh, I know it doesn't make him meta, but it kind of does because he got, you know, rebuilt again. And then you've got uh, the whole thing with um, what does Batman do? Oh, well, apparently he's such a bad person that he was trying to recruit Robins and uh, got, you know, went to some basically a, a, a human trafficker to try to yeah. get a new Robin and ended up getting a Harper Rose parents killed in the in the meantime and apparently might have been financing someone who was uh, making murderous uh, kids. So Now, all that too, I've heard is mostly James Tynan who, uh, Desert Mike, you already said don't really enjoy either, but yeah, that's both of them. It seems like when they get together and that was nonsense and Mike you know for a fact that I spent a whole entire year on this podcast just screaming and yelling about how much I hated that series he's talking about Batman and Robin Eternal and uh, yeah I did not like that at all uh, Brandon is there too we like skip to my Lou Bane and that's about it apparently uh, there's a lot of murders that are directly tied to Batman yep. being such a such a horrible person he worked with this mother person to try to yeah, get I a better it. Robin because apparently Robin wasn't good enough for him, and... Which, as a tie-back, the hello mother that Mike uh, starts with, if you never knew what that was from, that is a line of Dick Grayson's in uh, Batman and Robin Eternal, so... 
Yeah, and and like I said, just got you know Harper Rose parents killed, and just left her out yeah. in the streets with her and her brother out, you know, scraping by with the with the dad Old that went Colin. to prison and the dad mom, was you a know, jerk. it's yep. just. Mom a horrible, did. horrible person, Batman. And yeah, so he's basically he's done a lot of story. horrible, bad things. And then you go into metal. It's like, what's the whole thing with metal is, um, well, Batman, he fucked up again. He's, he's just Batman being a dick. Uh, trying to take everything on himself and throws everything, the metal and the chaos and everything that happened. Now, I also think that what Scott Snyder uh, does is a lot of people criticized him, especially metal. But it happened – it did happen a bit in the uh, Court of Owls. But uh, that whole idea of being a bat god and the people gave him shade for that. So I think he was like, well, look, he's not a bat god. He he doesn't see the big picture sometimes because he's so narrow-minded of what he's doing and he lets this whole thing – go and suddenly uh, by the end of the new 52 into Rebirth, Scott Snyder is this guy who every story seems to be that the heroes have to be at their least, you know, they have to be at their worst point. They have to be beaten, 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 beaten to come back then. Uh, that seems to be a, a trend for him now, and I'm not that hip on that trend either. Uh, so I know what you're saying. Bad in there is because Batman being an asshole and a dumbass. You go to Detective Comics in a Rebirth and League of Shadows, well... James know, Tynan. You know, even though you know it, it was explained that oh his memory was wiped. Well, you think he may have made it, may have taken that into account earlier that maybe his memory could have been wiped yep. before because if you ever read a Daddy Crisis, he knows that his memory yep. has wiped has been wiped I and could agree. be wiped because that was the whole point of that and he knew at the end that happened. But here's League of Shadows again, and this is I know this is going on to Tynan, but that's you know that's a. Greg, uh, I'm sorry, Scott Snyder's this life boy. partner besides Greg Capullo is, uh, you know, James Tynion, uh, his little mini-me. So it the is. whole big story starting out Rebirth for Detective Comics as well. Here's a Batman League of Shadows. You can show me all this empirical. You can show me <laughs> circumstantial evidence. You can show me empirical evidence. And no, no, I'm not going to believe it happened. I'm just uh, because I'm Batman and I know everything, although I know nothing. And look, I'm wrong again. And people die because Batman is wrong. And we're not going to talk about the first victim. Oh, which also the first victim, though, points out that, oh, Batman's a horrible person. Look, yep. Batman's bad. Batman's awful. And then never resolved. He's, you know, done all this bad stuff to people. It even bleeds into Batman Beyond a bit because that was the whole thing with the new Scarecrow. Well, well Batman was a brutal, horrible person, yep. and that's what happened. And this last thing, you know, from Detective Comics where, you know, that um, other burn victim villain. Oh, Batman was a horrible person being mean to people, and that's why we're all the villains. Batman makes villains because he's a horrible person and not a hero at all. Batman is kind of a dick. If, if you're going with the Snyder slash Tynion version of Batman that's been since the new 52 he's not a hero he's a dumbass who is so stubborn and you know just mean and awful to people that no one wants to be around him and it's just it's it's dick like i've always said when uh when snyder first started writing batman in the black mirror he was writing uh batman was dick and then when he went to new 52 it was bruce wayne but he was writing batman as a dick he just Hello. likes writing dick batman and then don't even get me started on king because i was like oh when tom king came onto the main batman series because if it was going to continue with snyder and then in rebirth i was i wasn't going to read it because i was done yeah. out finito but Hey, here's Tom King, and he wrote 
I am Gotham. Now, oh my gosh, this is the Batman I've been waiting for. It's kind of hopeful and it's going on. And then <sighs> Batman became a total re Peter of dialogue. So I'm yes. going to break your damn back. I'm 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 going to break your damn back. Oh my God, shut the fuck up, Batman. And then Batman <laughs> decided instead of just repeating dialogue, you're going to repeat everything else and move along. And then, then Batman decided not to say anything at all except amen. And just I, preach, brother. It became the do nothing Batman. And again, Batman. Like in that that last issue of Batman, I read that freaking one in the church. People are getting killed left and right, and don't even get me started on the exaggeration from Tom King. It's always the 84th floor, or the 119 people getting killed every day, and all. Yes. It's just so much exaggeration that makes it just stretch. And there was something in the last issue got you guys were talking about. I can't remember. It was some incredibly hor- and I don't think you even guys even notice anymore. But it's just such exaggeration on uh, Tom King tries to make everything so huge, and but Batman is doing nothing. And that was the Cat God book. And yep. yeah, so and this Batman, I don't even know, Mister. Um, you know, it's just taking that Batman is just taking other people's stories and and trying to make it your own. So yeah, so there's not really a good Batman out there right now. Um, the Bruce and Batman Beyond, like I said, they even kind of ruined that with, oh, this new story because Bruce was such a horrible person and didn't do things right. And yet, so yeah, I don't know. There's not much of a good Batman out there right now. So um, yeah, between you've got the, the bat dumbass, the, the, the dumbass screwing things up, which I guess he's doing the same thing in Justice League with uh, Batman. And then you've got the Tom King uh, do nothing and uh, rip off other people's stories, Batman. So if I want to go Batman, I, I guess I'm going to watch, you know, maybe, maybe the, uh, the Nolan movies, maybe even, I don't mind the, oh. the one from Justice League, Batman v Superman, maybe watch the, the Bat flick, maybe watch uh, Brave and the Bold, Batman the Mad series is always good. And, uh, you know, even Batman 66 or read some pre new 52 Batman comics and or graphic novels to get my fix of a good, enjoyable Batman. So yeah, I kind of agree with Eric. I don't really enjoy Enjoy Batman anymore in the current DC Comics, as it were. So, um, like I said, this week's Detective Comics wasn't too bad. Maybe, maybe Mr. Robinson is our only hope because that's maybe. not been a horrible, horrible Batman. And uh, we'll we'll see. We'll see where that goes. See how long that lasts. Maybe not too long, but maybe someone can rehabilitate Batman, and maybe Scott Snyder will finally. Um, I don't know. Maybe maybe he'll he'll have to have some moral outrage and end up sucking his thumb somewhere and stop writing and ruining DC characters. But I doubt that's going to happen because he wants to control everything, 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 it seems. So anyway, that's, and I don't want to live in the, in the DC Snyder verse. I'm not a fan of it, but anyway, that's about all I've got for this week. So I guess until next week, um, and I'm, Next to last show, I guess next week will be the last show. Don't know if I'll fall into the last show or not. So sad that it is the last episode of the Weird Science DC Comics podcast. It's a hell of a run, right? Good, good, good ending point for you guys. Hell of a run. Episode two hundred, and like I said, I hear, I heard you're putting on Patreon only. Dig move, bro. But anyway, um, let's see. Until next week, let's see. Oh, watch out, because you never know when. I 
don't think it's this week because I think it just happened last week that those poop, poop. guys from the Pop Culture Podcast will pop up and culture yep. that ass. That'll be not this week. Be next sure to week. go to patreon.com slash weird science. Patreon.com slash weird science. We were here. Eric Shea. Eric Shea, we love Eric Shea. We love these. everybody loves Eric. Eric Shea, Shea has a, a, a has a close relationship with a man called the Cellar Dweller. It is close. Who has been making some awesome, awesome content this Scaretober, oh Shocktober, Screamtober. Yeah, and, uh, Shocktober. And that is the Cellar Dweller. So I really enjoy a show from the Cellar Dweller. And of course, you can get. Lots of other uh, podcasts. You've got the Comic News podcast. You've got the Sales podcast, the Solicits podcast. Uh, you've got, a, I think there was a Jim has issues with his wife, and I don't think I got that on my Patreon feed. No, I'm you'll not be sure. getting I that. I thought I was at that level, it's but coming up. I don't know if there was one for October. If there was, it didn't show up on my feed. Still so a couple days. Maybe Jim didn't have issues with his wife, or maybe it just isn't showing up on my yeah, feed anymore. Tanya had some issues or so. Te- technical support about that one. Yes. But anyway, if there is a Jim has issues with with his wife, you can hear him uh, yell about that. And That'll be in a couple days. Other shows that are coming. Just so many. You got the. Like I said, every once in a while you have some uh, back issues. You have some new Fifty Two reviews, and that is all starring a lot of them. Star Eric Shea, but stars a guy who, who is may not be known as America's sweetheart, but he uh-huh. might be the hardest working man in all of podcastum. He uh, really puts it out there for the fans, What's the and twist, we yeah. all appreciate it very much, very much. We keyed, but we do keyed because we care. And I heard that, that is that is Mr. Jim Warner, oh, who is I thought a, there was a truly, twist. truly outstanding and. If you're on the patreon.com slash weird science, it is well, well worth your money. Lots of great content from got content from these guys. And of course, if you do, you know, if you do join the Get Fresh crew on hey, Weird Science um, DC Comics, you get to go, you you get to join Slack. Now, yeah. Slack, if you look at Slack, I am there all the time. I'm all the time. blowing up Slack all he the time. You look he blows there it and, up. And Slack, I know you guys get tired of me spamming it because every, every, yes. every other post is dancing. Mike just boom, 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 boom. I'm in he Slack all up. the time blowing it up. But anyway, um, yeah, and also you'll get other shows like um, the Funkalicious Collectibles and yep. um, let's see, here's the issue with Travis Funk and other people get shows on there too. But yeah, whoever uh, a wants lot of the content is provided by Mr. Jim Warner and we do appreciate all of it. And I'm actually at a part of my job where I can start listening nice. now because I'm not making so many phone calls. There's some times of the day where I can listen and catch up because there is a lot of content. And I know I've rambled on forever and ever. Uh, shout out to... Uh, Hollywood kid. Boop, boop. So anyway, until next week, uh, let's see. So that's Patreon. So shout out at the end. Uh, keep it weird, and yes. I will see you. Oh, I've got a shout out to the Get Fresh crew. Oh. Forgot to do that. Uh, slap me silly and call me sassy. Um, so yes, a shout out to the Get Fresh crew. Whoop whoop. And um, special shout out, of course, what to up, the Fresh Prime Minister of the crew. Get Fresh Crew, Pete from NYC. And poop, poop. I don't think we're ever going to hear again, unless, I, I don't know. He is the king in absentia yep. of the Get Fresh Crew, one Richard Richardson. Yes, yes, he is. He has disappeared. Long may he reign. Don't think we're going to hear from him. Haven't heard from him in a long time. But nope. anyway, uh, that's it. And keep it weird. And I will see you in
7. See you on the 7th, which if I had that right here, I would hit it. Hey, you, all hit by the hasters. Yeah. It's <laughs> just that easy. Uh, how about this one? Huh? I am wrong turn, and I prove this message. He proves this message. That is it for the Rant and Raves this week. I told you that it was going to be Just Dancing Mike, or as I like to call him. Freddy Cougar. Freddy Cougar. Uh, but thank you, Mike. Thanks a lot. And we're going to go back to some books and end this here podcast. One night I fell asleep when I had been smoking. I woke up with my bed in flames I have had multiple cosmetic surgeries and now I live in constant pain All the scar tissue makes my skin feel so tight It cracks and it oozes and weeps All right, and here we are to talk Raven. That means that Chris is here. Hey, Chris. Hey, hey, how are you? Hey, I, I, I was better last week. And then I said when we, we were like, hey, <laughs> yeah. you know what? We got to talk to you about Raven. We'll see what's going on here. Oh, my goodness. Will we? This, Will we? This book is very, very odd. And, and this issue I here's the thing about this this and Chris you tell me if you agree like every sure. time you read an issue it seems as if Marvel Wolfman can't remember anything of what he do- did and starts <laughs> over again and then in the issue itself he does the same thing as if at points he stopped writing took a couple weeks off came back didn't remember what he wrote before doesn't care to check and starts up because yeah and he contradicts himself things seem out of place like it almost seems like pages are are wrapped in a, a weird way just the idea of how raven's powers are stolen in this issue changes at points and then is also brought up multiple times as if it's something new and uh, you know raven seems like she doesn't remember anything from the day before because she keeps getting surprised by the same things yeah yeah so it's just so (laughs) odd but tell us about it chris tell us about this raven Okay, dokie. This is Raven, Daughter of Darkness, number nine. Uh, it's called Dark Forces, which I'm sure they've already used as a title yeah, for this book before. Be. It has, has to, to be. Um, this is by uh, Marv Wolfman, Pop Man, Laverne Kinzierski, Carrie Strachan, or Strahan, and uh, Seda Tamafante. Um, and we open at the Pyramid of the Crocodile in Uruguay, and uh, there we have <laughs> we've yeah. got Black Alice loitering yeah. uh, until, until she's attacked by a Shadow Rider. And that's the worst part is because she shows up here. That's how we open the book. Black Alice going and seeing some Shadow Riders, trying to hide from him until she's eventually caught and then saved by Ridley. We never get an understanding of what Black Alice is doing in anything, like anything mm-hmm. that she's doing in this entire book. I'm like, nope. And then she had the whole idea, too, with the stealing of the teleportation, which, you know, that goes away. And then she somehow teleports still back has later yeah. and somehow still has and says, I stole it from you again. I'm like, how did you teleport how it? How did you get there? Yeah, how did you get there? I just. 
And this is what I'm talking yeah. about. He has yeah. forgotten stuff. And even the idea where, you know, Baron Winters is like, Raven, check this out. There's a, there's Black Alice over here. She's about to be killed. I need you to go save her. And then the whole idea of Black Alice leaves her for dead pretty much by stealing her teleportation powers. She confronts – Raven confronts Baron Winters. You knew she was going to do that. I had an idea she was going to do that. You knew she was going to do that. I had no idea she was going to do that. I'm yeah. sorry. <laughs> this goes on for pages. I'm like, oh, pages and pages. I, I mean, hasn't it been set up since uh, the, the very beginning – that Baron Winners is not to be trusted. So He's Raven is Raven she's the most issue. most gullible person ever. She keeps wanting the uh, okay. I think that that's right. I'll go. You set me up. He's been setting you up this whole time. She keeps acting surprised. And, and then and even the, what, what's that? In the, in the beginning, she's all you're untrustworthy. And then at the end of this issue, she's like, "Hey, you're not that bad a guy. You're yeah. not as bad as you say." It's but, so crazy. Which, what? I don't what? understand. And and with that, you do have the new night force and that's in quotes where they're just sitting around the library yelling at each other and petting teakle and they don't have anything to do i mean that this is where we're only a couple issues from thank god this ending and it seems like we're getting further and further from any story because the whole thing turned into these shadow riders that baron winters is making the night force to go but yet we learn more information from scanning minds and th- and he baron winters doesn't seem to know anything everything that happens no. he's like well i kind of thought that might happen and that's i mean I thought he was playing coy, but I'm with you. I don't think he knows shit no, at this point. I, I think that, yeah, yeah, I think he's just playing it as it goes. And he is just one of those guys who happens to run into circumstance and next to this and that. Like, yeah, it just happens. In his house. Yes. <laughs> even at the one, one point, cool. even at the one point uh, where you have Zach Zatara who's there and he's like, hey, Baron Winters knows everything. And even Baron Winters goes, no, no, no. I don't know everything. Man. Merlin does. Girl. That's like, really? showing up before was a big deal in my mind, and then we left him behind and said, yeah. "Oh, I guess he's not going to be a That's... part of Night Force because he's and completely he gone before." Here yeah. he is. I'm like, when did this happen? The thing is, me and, and Chris both were confused. Gone. Yeah, me and <laughs> me and Chris were so confused before, and this is what I'm saying. That shows you he doesn't remember what he wrote because we had that other guy. And then when my, me and Chris's big thing that I said to Chris and he agreed, we were confused at first because that husband looked like Zatara, Zach Zatara. So yeah. we're like, oh man, that was really weird to set that up. And then Chris is like, why did they even have Zatara there to disappear? Well, now it's this a separate disappearance. Appearing act, the husband and the, the, they the guy, yeah. they're gone. They swapped. They swapped in one issue with no explanation. And not only that, but Zach Satara becomes a big part of this issue. Even though he does nothing, he's a big sure. part because he's throwing shade at everyone. He's making fun of people. He's saying that he's a badass and things. He is a major focus of this issue. He he showed up out of nowhere. I mean, his biggest magic trick is showing up out of thin air in this book. <laughs> it really is that there was no reason. It makes no sense. And yeah, where where is that guy? I, I just don't understand. And yeah, at the beginning you have this, you know, these arrows pointing to each person. You have Tracy Thirteen, Clarion. We kind of know them, but you have Robert Diaz forms energy quills. I'm like, really? Yeah. There's quill again. I'm like, <laughs> I thought they were ice quills yeah, before, and, weren't and, they? And, they, they? Looked they, icy. Yeah, yeah, they looked icy. Yeah, they looked icy. But we don't know this. Everything in this book oh, Robert is Diaz. complete and utter nonsense. <laughs> and is. then to throw that into that where we have this idea of shit. Maybe some I saw some people giving a great score saying it's great. Of course. Yeah, of course. So you have this whole Shadow Riders thing. That that does seem bigger than what we're really getting. You know what I mean? Like this seems like this could be like the- – 
And, I'm and telling you, this could be deal. a tie-in to the whole, you know, the witching hour at the end of the, the magic witching hour the or the Lord of the Rings, <laughs> either one. But even so, that could be a, if it was a good story, this could be big. And instead, Marv Wolfman, who's writing it, decides to go off so that we know that Raven hasn't taken her retest. Her retest. And yeah. I'm like, really? Like, I'm he- telling you, this is like we we were just talking about Titans before we got on with you, Chris. But the thing mm-hmm. is, we're talking about the whole idea of the you know the attitude coming back because God's trying to instill something. The thing that could see attitude back for Raven, you know, get, really get going with the Night Force here is that she's missed a couple of quests and she's her aunt is worried over. about her, and she <laughs> sees that and feels bad. Really? Oh, she's just kind of hanging? I, I screwed things up with Uncle Jack and Alice and even Mom. I better go disappear some more. I'm like, what the hell is yeah, wrong with and that? even with the idea where they have, like, she's uh, – Raven gets in a fight with, with Baron Winters and then just soul selves off to go watch her aunt. But it's – it's there's no progression. You, you, yeah. there, you go from one panel to the next and you're like, well, what happened? Well, why is she again. there? Yeah. And then back again as if, like, at one point – I even forgot because – you have Raven in, in different books again. where she race. doesn't have yeah she doesn't have her soul <laughs> self and the Titans deal so when she does this I'm like why is her aunt just walking around she's right there at the stairs why doesn't she talk to her because it, it's not even <laughs> progressed well oh it's it's nonsense it's complete nonsense but then out it of is. nowhere we get back to Black you know Kim Black Alice yeah, yeah Black Alice just suddenly reappears and you know what are you doing in this book but chris you tell us you tell me what we're doing because i don't know (laughs) well before black alice shows up uh you know raven does go back to winter's gate and we watch as baron winters like massages sky's temples to get information i I, I don't think there's anything magic about him i think he's a dirty old man (laughs) he's just a pervert Yeah, yeah he's just a creepy pervert and we find out that the shadow riders are actually the good guys yes Oh, yeah. The arcanes are the where, bad guys. Yeah, that's yeah, the well, twist to, to a degree. The nightlings are the bad not arcanes. That's the, <laughs> yeah, the, the that's nightlings. So nightlings. Whole thing, because we have Sky Harper, who is a character just kind of thrown out there. Keep, Sky Harper, air elemental, and Baron Winters. That's the airport out here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sky hey, Harbor. Hey. Yeah, it's the airport. There you go. But, uh, <laughs> it's crazy. Air elemental comes all together. But uh, Baron Winters keeps talking about how the the idea of the Shadow Riders is locked within Sky's head. I'm like. Why? Because How? all we yeah. do is read her mind and find out that somehow the arcanes used to enslave man, and then man somehow, get this, made the Shadow Riders. I'm like, I don't know about you, that sounds like some magic to me, but somehow yeah. man you made Shadow that, Riders. but I see the that they just sat around, they drew a circle, it looks like they're going to shoot marbles, and they pointed <laughs> in the middle of the circle. There you go. That made it. Shadow that made it. Shadow Rider. Boom. Shadow Rider. Right there. And Ooh. you didn't know, draw a circle, point in the middle, Shadow Riders, if you need and them. And the first thing that the Shadow Riders did was kill its masters because they obviously for fucking arcades. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so basically you end up with the twist. Oh, no. We're the bad guys. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. But but some arcanes are good. Ah, they don't discriminate. They're, they're they colorblind. They know the nightlings. They're colorblind. And then they say <laughs> nightlings. And I'm like, Fuck have we just turned this into an elf quest book? Because I don't right? need that. I'm like, there's Eric over there with his elf quest love. The nightlings have arrived. That's not even uh, elf quest. Oh, it just sounds like it. I'm just like, what is going on in this book? And yeah, then, yeah, like hey, we said, Black stuck. Alice shows up again. She she now teleports in, though she shouldn't be able to. She shouldn't have the power. No yeah. teleports. 
to come in to steal the teleportation power. I'm like, you don't know how things work, yeah, do really. you? Yeah, really. It's like, you know, I'm going to steal this gun to steal this gun. It, it doesn't yep. make sense. And grab Sky. You're coming with me. Raven yells no. They pop out, and then she's mad again. You mm-hmm. knew she – you sent me to, you know, Uruguay to save her. You knew shit. We already dealt with this. I mean, we, we yeah, dealt with this already. It's the same conversation. Yes, yeah. It's the same conversation Uh-oh. again. Shadow Rider's fried. Yeah. And then out of nowhere, oh no, this is something we haven't seen. Shadow Riders in the mansion, which we, yeah, they, they, oh no, let's run, go, and then, there you go. You end with them running from the Shadow Riders that are in the mansion. Again, the, again yeah. they act as if this, this is something new. We already right? saw this. Yeah, that's past the line. Also, it, I, I, it's weird because we're only at issue, we're at issue nine, we only have 12. But it really seemed like by the end, I really thought I'm like, I like I like Clarion. He always makes me laugh. Yeah. And when he points out that without Tickle, he's nothing, kind of alluding uh-huh. to the whole combination. Yes. I thought, oh, no, Shadow Riders. Once they came, I thought they were grabbing <laughs> Tickle and we would go forward with that. But not yet. But, yeah, they just we've already seen Shadow Riders in the mansion. Like we've seen these things and yet they're like always shocked. Issue. Yeah. They're always shocked by the same things. They're always <laughs> saying the same things. They're always backtracking to do the same things yet it always seems like they think it's new and they're just all running away and now we learned last issue that that dude with the icicle quills can kill a yeah, shadow can kill him. Right? why doesn't he turn why around he and shoot him? up and do his yeah. thing and and oh, in so the bad. meantime they're in a hallway that seems to be crowding all of the shadow riders together you turn right? around you <laughs> know that, them. now we're in thermopylae you got them in a, a narrow <laughs> spot you can go at them now but they don't they don't they're not oh, going to go 300 shit. on them they're just running for their lives and i'm sure at the next issue when we get to issue 10 it will start with black alice coming and stealing raven's teleportation powers <laughs> and raven not understanding what's going on it's just yeah, this it's book it's going to be a whole different day probably uh, or raven will be taking her damn yeah. test or yeah, something she'll it's take just... her test now that's what it'll oh. be oh goodness gracious what so is going bad. on why did you write this book chris i just blame you now <laughs> i just blame you fully it's all chris's fault for i was so happy this if book you the teen titans what did oh, you yeah, do chris? Like, what it's such night and day Oh, we love Teen Titans. We do not love this book. Oh, oh it's it's. I like the art. Pop Man's art, I really like. I yeah. actually think the art's getting a little better as it goes on. Like that, the uh, even the part with the 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 what is it? The Nightlings. Even that part that looked great. I really liked sure. it. But the story the is the, the story is garbage. Oh, <laughs> uh, what did you give this, Chris? I gave it a 4.5 out of 10. Yeah. I mean, this is just not, uh, it's, it, not it, it's one of those books that's, it's, it's bad, but not to the point where it's funny bad anymore. So yeah, it's, there's it's like not. so little to even t- say about it. Yeah. There's, there's it's, not much to say. There really isn't. I don't know. I, I had some fun reading just for the idea. No, that I have fun talking about it. To steal, it. Teleportation to steal the teleportation yeah. power. Yeah. I'm telling <laughs> you, I have fun talking about it. I don't have fun reading it. When I'm just sitting True. here by myself reading it, I'm like, oh my God. I find myself <laughs> reading it. I'm always by myself and reading I find myself sighing out yeah, loud a lot. That's how I did. I actually was the same thing. <sighs> but yeah, here we go. Here it's we page go. seventeen. Yeah, but it. yeah, this, this is it's just crazy. I'm gonna go with four point five as well. I actually really did I'm like right the art. You. So yeah, I'm gonna go. But before we go, I, I do want to point out that Chris, I wanted to commend you for your thousandth post today. Oh, yeah, you had that's awesome. Uh, and if you tell everybody your site so they could go to, we we never get. I always forget stuff like that. But oh, it's uh, <laughs> it's Chris's on InfiniteEarths.com. Uh, yep, been doing daily DC comic discussion and reviews since. 
January 30th, 2016. That's so crazy. this is 1,000 days in a row. Yep, and I told Eric today uh, that it's cool because you did your thousandth one as the Action Comics 1000. So yep. that is uh, some synergy nice there. Symmetry, yeah. And then, of course, what happens is I start arguing with people on Twitter on Chris's post there <laughs> I saw that. out of nowhere. And <laughs> I, I wasn't was even arguing. I was going to ruin every party. I, I end up just talking to a guy, and then I'm like, you know what? This is coming off as me arguing. I really wasn't arguing. I was just kind of having a discussion with the guy, and then it didn't seem weird. But yeah, congratulations on that. Thank That's you. awesome. And uh, yeah, go to a site and check those out because – and I was going to make another joke, and I came back because uh, somebody said, oh, man, I can't wait till 2000. I was going to say, oh, I wonder how many days that would take. I mean, it'll be a 1,000 more days. I, I, <laughs> I figured if I say this, people are going to not, not know a, I'm joking. not a smart man. No. no, and I'm like, I don't want to you know, seem like a jerk. So I, I backed <laughs> up, and I'm like, people always take me the wrong way. But yes, congratulations, Chris. Yeah, and you will be problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's everybody else's problem but mine. But we're, we're going to go off now to finish up the podcast. And I uh, just – can we have another Teen Titans next week out of Please. nowhere? Can they make that like weekly so we Maybe. can talk about yeah. that? Because do that. this book needs to end. But yeah, thanks for coming by, Chris. Sup, Weird Science. This is Batman Beyond Mark, and I'm here today to bring you uh, a review for Batman Beyond uh, number 25, um, the, the final joke part one. Uh, written by Dan Jurgens, art by uh, Cully Hammer and Mario uh, Santucci. I've butchered that name and I feel terrible. Um, colorist uh, Val Staples uh, and letterer uh, Travis Lanham. Uh, in this special oversized issue, uh, legendary DC scribe Dan Jurgens is joined by superstar artist Cully Hammer uh, of Batman Beyond and the Signal to bring back the biggest baddie of them all in the final joke. And uh, before we get into it, I'm going to talk about covers because I like to talk about covers. But th- this is, I'm not usually the, always the biggest fan of foil covers, but mmm, mmm, do I like this foil cover. It looks absolutely fantastic. The dynamic uh, pose of uh, Batman Beyond flying with the, the Beyond symbol in the background and, and just white. And it looks, it looks so good. Uh, and the variant cover, which is, I believe it's Terry surrounded by like a bunch of Joker cards. Also really good. I uh, like them both. Well, the, the issue starts in a very strange place because when we left off last issue, we were still dealing with the world that was recovering from the brother eye war, but that appears to have changed as we'll see throughout this issue that the brother eye war just apparently just didn't happen anymore. Uh, so yeah, so we start on a hover train, or mag train, uh, going from Bloodhaven, carrying its mayor, uh, to Neo-Gotham, and then we go inside one of the cars, which is apparently just, like, only two people in there, and we see that it's Mayor Richard Grayson and his daughter, Elaine, Elena, um, who appears to also be his assistant, and, uh, yeah, so either they have both survived the war and, and then Bloodhaven has rebuilt and, you know, we, we haven't seen anything from them beforehand and they're just, they're just now back or the war never happened. So yeah, they're, they're heading into Neil Gotham and, uh, Dick is kind of like reminiscing on, on small times, and his daughter's like, "We we need to we need to focus up. Like, 
think we're, we're almost there. You can even, and this is a nice touch, despite some of my feelings about the art in this issue, it's a very nice touch that in the future, just on some of the, the windows, they have projected uh, like the estimated time until you get to uh, your, your location. I, I actually like that touch. Um, but then we kind of we get to uh, the title page, which is a two-page spread, uh, which normally is a problem, but we have an oversized issue, so it kind of works perfectly. And we get a flashback of uh, Bruce as Batman and Dick as Robin, kind of at a past adventure. And I'll be honest, I'm not super familiar with Dick Grayson as Robin in the New 52. And I, I want to say this looks very familiar, like similar to his costume, but it has a utility belt, and I want to say his didn't. So I, I'll, I'll be honest, I don't entirely know. But uh, they're they're trying to stop a train. Um, that the Joker is hijacked and had a time to paint, at least spray paint fairly well, actually. Uh, so, you know, props to his art. Uh, but yeah, so the, it's kind of strange here because at least in the new 52, Dick Grayson became Robin in his late teens, I want to say. Um, but some of the verbiage that they use and just kind of how they talk about him a little bit and honestly how he looks here appears to be like early teens and with kind of them bringing back the old continuity, he's definitely too old to this be an early outing for him in the old continuity. And it, he seems too young for it to be an outing for him in, in, you know, the current dish continuity. So that, that's a little bit kind of just, weird uh but yes uh bruce goes down to deactivate or to deal with some of the c4 uh and dick ends up staying up top and runs into uh lo and behold the joker who uh looks pretty good for about half the panels in this part and then the other half the panels it, it his face just i don't know the art is very inconsistent in this book with a lot of characters faces um but yes so uh dick deals with the joke for a little bit and um, they kind of figure out what the plan is. It's like, yep, he, uh, Joker is going to release the gas and kind of the worst part of Gotham to give them all a happy death so they're all smiling as they go. Uh, which, uh, it's, it's okay. It, it's not un-Joker. It just seems so passe for the Joker. I, I don't know. I, I guess just my animated series background. I know he does some very silly things there, but it just it just seems so uninspired for the Joker that, there. Um, so Bruce is dealing with the bombs, and he pulls out of his belt uh, a little device that he, he presses, and it becomes a, I guess, a bat crowbar? Because it has like, little like bomb parts of the crowbar, and he uses it to pry the C4 off of the train and it just falls into like so it's up on like the high train track stuff it just falls and explodes and looks like it hits part of like the support and uh it doesn't hit the ground but i I can imagine people still being horribly injured because they're going through the the poor parts of town so it's, it's very likely people are living underneath this bridge so there's probably people dead there um then joker grabs uh, Dick and puts a gun to his head, and and we throughout this we've had some narration from from Dick Grayson, and he's kind of saying like this was really kind of like the f- like before this I was I was basically a kid like I I was just I was so high on how much fun I was having being Robin and the euphoria of it all, um, but this was like the first time he was he was like really afraid, 
Um, but Bruce, apparently with some type of superhuman speed, uh, because we see basically the gun being held to his neck and he, he's a little ways away climbing up a ladder. I uh, just basically go over there and just beat Joker in the face with the bat crowbar, which there is some amount of satisfaction of uh, a Robin being saved by Batman with a crowbar. That, that I, I, I give you that, that that amused me. Um, and we get a actually a really cool panel of uh, kind of Dick in shadow looking out the window. We see kind of like a little reflection of him. And then we see kind of the Joker, kind of like a reflection of the Joker falling off the train and laughing, kind of like ending the memory, which it's very good, very good change, right? Like uh, transition right there. I quite liked it. Um, but he, he also kind of points out that... Uh, you know, he he was, I believe the quote is, uh, too high on adventure of it all to realize the day would come uh, when a Robin wouldn't have Batman there to save him. And his daughter uh, points out Jason Todd, and he's like, and Dick points out that this is, and yes, and that's the exact reason why I never wanted you in the game. Ever. Um, that he he felt that there were other perfectly good ways that she could contribute um, to society. And it, without having to be like a, a masked vigilante in tights, uh, and she she kind of mockingly, it, like as a good sport about it, kind of points out it's like it, it's kind of unfair to expect you know an extraordinary father to want you know his daughter to have an ordinary life, and he points out that it's a safe life, and I I really like this like. I've had problems with Dan Jurgens' writing, but there's a lot of times when he's actually done like the some of the personal like interactions uh, or just kind of like people stuff. Like this is a, a father and a daughter having a conversation kind of, kind of about, you know, why he's reminiscing about old times and, and why he didn't want her to become a superhero. And in a weird way, I kind of compare this back to uh last run when we had the whole dealing with the um, refugees bit where it was, it was so well written but it was it was just people interacting, and yes, there was more conflict. But it was it was like, oh right. Despite all my problems with him, Dan Jurgens is a really good writer when when he really has something he wants to do. Um, and just this entire opening, I, I really liked, and it got me so pumped for the rest of the book. And then I flip the page, and I see a full page of Batman and Robin flying, and and it's it's made very very clear that uh that Robin Matt is still considered very, very new. Um, which tells me not a lot of time has passed since the last arc. But other than that, we also see the art for them. And I gotta say, I Robin at times is passable, but I do not like... Uh, I do not like Batman throughout this entire thing. Like, I can't... Let me phrase it. I don't like how Batman Beyond looks throughout this entire thing. Um, Bruce, before, in the flashback stuff, worked great. But this... I, I don't know. I don't know. It, it's, uh, and I know it's me coming from, like, oh, something close to the uh, the animated series style would be great. But I liked uh, Bernard Chang's art, who was, who was on the book for, for most of its existence. And I really like that because it could do both kind of the, the gritty and it could do kind of the, the 
representing the future. Here, it just, I don't know. I, it, it didn't work with me. But right now, uh, Batman and Robin are going to a crime scene, which they have been called to by uh, specifically Barbara Gordon. And uh, she shows them in. She shows them in. And uh, it is a massacre. And immediately, immediately, Terry just sends Robin outside. And he's like, no, you're outside. Just look for clues outside, not here. Um, and we find that th- what is inside is just a bunch of dead, tied up, mutilated jokers. Um, <laughs> or what is left of them, as, as Barbara points out, after uh, a very specific number here, 300 starving rats have fattened up on them. Um, and the words, uh, they deserve this, written in blood. Um, despite having been, like, initially grossed out, Matt's, like, whining, like, oh, why do I have to go outside and look? And Terry is like, just deal with it. Like, check the perimeter. That's part of the job. Um, and, and this is kind of some of the stuff that I, we, I wish that we had gotten before. I know we kind of just jumped into things. Like, right with, with Matt and The Last Dark and stuff like that. But this, this is the kind of stuff, even if it's not exactly how I would have liked it done, that I've, I've been wanting. Just actually seeing first detective work, even if it's a very little bit of it. But, but seeing them being Batman and Robin, not just in a fight. Um, Barbara kind of, you know, voices her disapproval of, of Matt doing this. Um, and... Terry's just like, yeah, but it's a thing. It's kind of, it's happened. I can't undo it. We just need to move on. Um, and they, they also continue talking. How about there, that this is uh, apparently the 20 sec. This is like, there, there've been like 20 other, uh, was it, uh, these are the 22nd, 23rd and 24th jokers to be killed this month. Um, pointing out that this is, this has been happening. Um, and, Matt kind of starts this this is where things get this is where things get kind of weird where everybody's going to start referring to Neo Gotham as kind of like the shining star which <laughs> it just sounds weird and and kind of completely undeserved um but yeah but Terry kind of points out as like uh, he thought Gotham was was beyond this kind of thing it just, uh, Barbara points out, I was like, yeah, maybe, maybe up in the towers, but down here on the street, not, not so much. Um, and, and Robin's trying to look on the bright side and he apparently hasn't checked the perimeter. He's like, oh, I mean, it, it's better than it used to be. Right. Like, and, and then we get the, this, uh, such a weird statement of, from Robin saying, Neo Gotham is the nicest, most advanced city on, on earth. And in, my first thought is, well, of course it is. It's the only surviving pre-war city on earth. But, but that doesn't seem to be the case once we once we get into this more and we see them talking about stuff like talking about other places or implying other places and it just it feels weird like i i will say this at the end but this this should have been a number 1 they they should have ended it and started a new run and this should have been a number 1 because it does a much better job reset is a like a jumping on point to reset up the world than it does to actually continue everything that we've we've been through um because it, it might seem like a long time ago but last arc was the first arc where we didn't talk about brother eye or we didn't show stuff from like the brother eye war um at a point in it so yeah um but yeah so they, they continue talking and 
the the questions asked like are you are you going to be at the ceremony? Barbara asks if they're going to be at the ceremony, and they're like you know unless something comes up, and Barbara points out this is kind of my thing coming up. Like if, if I make it, great. If I don't, give my regards to the boss. And then we get to this train hub that is on top of a building, which uh, I'll grant you is something I don't think I've seen. Like, like not just like, oh, it's a building, but like on top of like and in between a building. I don't think I've ever seen this from like even in the animated series, but I actually love this concept. And uh, yeah, no, it's very neo-Gotham. Um, so I give him a lot of credit there. But we, we find out there's a reporter who's coming live from the heart of New Gotham uh, where he's saying, like, today, after years of construction, uh, the Wayne Family Center of Tomorrow will finally open its doors. Which sets off a bunch of red flags because years of construction? Like, not even talking about a brother eye invasion. Why have we not heard of this? But from there, we see that the reporter is uh, Jack Ryder, which just feels so strange. Uh, and it could just be because he's a consummate professional. And uh, you know what? I-, I could give him that. He- he's just – he's a professional. And uh, he – whether he likes the story he's reporting on or not, he, c- he can get hyped for it. He can get pumped because he looks very happy about this. Um, when basically after last issue, he was like, I no longer want anything to do with you, Bruce Wayne, because all of this is your fault People can't make their, like, you traumatize this kid, which caused her to hurt a bunch of people and become, uh, become the scarecrow because people can't, you know, be responsible for their own actions. It has to always be Batman's fault. Uh, yeah, but he's reporting on it and he's like, it's a momentous occasion. Um, and, and that it's, you know, it's basically, it's opening commemorates the 100, uh, what would have been the 100th year, 100 year anniversary of uh, Bruce Wayne's father, Thomas Wayne, and that even uh, the recluse Bruce Wayne will be will be showing up to hand the deed over to the city, kind of as like a a, a present, not a present, um, kind of like a, a thing so that they can use it to to house a lot of their public services and stuff like that. Um, we see on the, I, I would say helipad, but it has a W, which I guess is supposed to stand for Wayne, but uh, yeah, it's a it's a helipad. Um, and Terry and Matt are all dressed up there, though I gotta say, uh, at least in this panel where they're kind of standing side by side, if I didn't know that was Terry and Matt, I would have absolutely said that that was a young Dick Grayson and a young Damian Wayne, because throughout this whole thing, they've really given Matt a Damian Wayne haircut. Um, so then we see a vehicle landing, and, and out of it comes, comes Bruce, and well, it doesn't seem initially kind of strange that, uh, so from the last arc we had, uh, kind of like this little AI box piece that, that talked to him, had a very specific font and it was, it was used kind of by, um, Scarecrow to, to, you know, control people, uh, or was one of the devices. And we see that that has been hooked into the vehicle here. Um, so just kind of leave that in the back of your mind. And Bruce makes a joke about how he should have made him to speed and the thing points out that that's illegal, and then he's like, oh, how awful, sarcastically. And I'm like, really, Bruce? Like, really? <laughs> you're, you're Batman. Like, I, I know it's, it's, it's just a speeding ticket, but really? 
but moving on, he, so he says hi to everybody, and then uh, Bruce's face decides to be the most cracked thing ever, to the point where, wh- when I looked at it, I was like, okay, so you, you p- let's put some dark hair on him, and he would look like absolutely like Derek Powers, like when he's about to, like, he's getting too angry and his, his shell is starting to, to, to crack off, because it's like, oh my god, you, like, what happened to your face? Like, were, were you horribly burned? Like, did, 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 oh God, his face looks terrible. Um, In some panels, some panels it looks good, like when he's shaking Terry's hand. But other panels, it's just like, oh, 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 wow, oh, what happened? Oh, oh, what, what is with all the cracks in the, those aren't wrinkles. Those are like warts. What's going on? Um, And then we see another vehicle approaching and out of it comes uh, Dick Grayson and uh, Elena. And he greets them, and they're they're getting all uh, buddy buddy. Um, and they introduce him to Matt because he's already met Terry. Uh, which, when, once again, he, Damien was the at least in this continuity, Damien was the first Robin that he ever met. Or no, um, Tim and Damien are the only two former Robins that he ever met. Um, so once again, it seems like it'd be a fresh start because we've changed. About a ton, like about almost all of the things. Um, and then uh, Dick pulls, uh, <laughs> Dick pulls, uh, Dick pulls um, Bruce aside and and asks him like, what what what's what's this rumor about the new Robin? Um, and asks when he's going to give him up. And he points out like Matt, Matt's good, he's talented, he'll be he'll be fine. Um, and, and then we see them kind of going through. Uh, Kind of going through as they're walking, and they ask about uh, Damien, um, and then we see a just a terrible a panel that is, is actually pretty good, where uh, Bruce and uh, Dick are kind of in shadow, and we, we're focusing in the foreground of uh, Terry, Elena, and, and Matt talking. Though we we don't see what they're pointing at each other about, but Dick's or not Dick, um, Matt's face just looks terrible. Like his, his chin just has this weird swirl on it. it. It's like he now has just the worst underbite ever. Um, and he looks like, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna use the term, mongoloid. He looks like mongoloid. It's very strange. Uh, and then we go, then we find out that, um, uh, Damien is still in the Himalayas, which my first instinct was to criticize and be like, oh, is it Nanda Parbat? But I, I realized Nanda Parbat kind of moves all the time and just to wherever writers want it to be. And yeah, it could have been in the Himalayas last time, so I'm, I'm not going to say anything that, about that. So we see that he's watching a screen, um, but his base is now outside. Like, it looks like one of the old, um, uh, like, League of Shadows bases that we've seen in continuities past, and not their bunker that they had because they were underground to survive the Brother Eye War. Um, and, and that was a big plot point and a big deal. Um, and Damien's just, he's in his racial ghoul costume. He's basically in the same costume he had last time, except with the headpiece. He's watching uh, the whole thing on the screen. Um, and then from there, we kind of just get the more Joe, uh, Dick Gr- Grayson kind of poking fun at Bruce, saying, oh, really? Like a daylight appearance? Like, should he be looking for the real Bruce Wayne? And it was it was kind of a funny uh, experience. Um, and then we see Jack Ryder still super happy, which once again could just be a consummate professional, but it still feels weird reporting on this, um, as they, as they kind of go up to the podium to, to start talking about it. And then as, uh, Lucius Fox, who is the single happiest we've ever seen him in this, uh, this run, because his, his shtick has been to be the super sketchy as heck mayor of, uh, Neo Gotham, 
because like every time we see him, he would like squint as he said, even like the nicest things. And it was just, it felt like he was trying to save the city at all costs, no matter what had to be sacrificed. And it was really kind of a cool take on the character, but I was just super happy. And as he introduces Bruce Wayne, we see basically, we see a big spread of basically all the old stuff, a bunch of his villains, uh, a bunch of his, his former like pupils and stuff, friends, um, the, the Robins, Terry and Matt as Batman and Robin. We, we, it, we, we see a bunch of stuff. And then from there, we go to Lucius Fox being way too happy. I know what she's talking about is something very positive, but once again, it feels very strange for him to be so happy. Um, as he, he's talking about, like, you know, how his father worked for Bruce for many years, and that it really, it, it not just even as the mayor, like, it is his professional, uh, his personal professional honor to be here to preside over the ceremony, um, seeing as how Gotham, Gotham's history is uh, filled with tragedy, and, and this is kind of the thing to get him away from that. Um, and, and then we get, we get to another reference to how, like, great Neil Gotham is, and it's starting to feel like, uh, what was it, um... Oh, I can't remember the name of the story arc, but it was, uh, it started in, um, New 52, Detective Comics 27, where it was just like, everything was good and happy, but it was really all kind of a lie. It was just, it was weird. Um, and he basically says that Neil Gotham is now the, uh, the pinnacle of a renaissance in which, uh, we are putting the dark days of our past behind us. And I'm like, is this a reference to how bad Gotham was or the, the brother I wore that destroyed the world? Or what? Give me some context here. Um, and he basically says that probably maybe the only person with more contributions to, to the city is, is Batman. But we are here to talk about Bruce Wayne. Uh, and we see kind of as he's talking in the crowd, we see a, a figure in a purple uh, purple hat. This is covering his face. Who's like, no, this is not good at all. No, sir. Um, and, and Elaine, who apparently has never been to Neo Gotham before, basically turns to her father and asks, "Is like, like everybody? Your descriptions of Neo Gotham made it sound so dark and bad. Like, what's up?" Um, and I just want to point out they live basically the city over, and she never apparently came with him or never went to Neo Gotham at any point for anything, which I can understand to some extent, but, but really? And then we go, we go back in time. We go back in time to, uh, and they actually give us a note here about, uh, you know, the Joker's death in Batman Beyond number two from this run. Uh, so we go to the Bat Tank, and uh, the reason I pointed out that AI before, the specific text for it, um, implying it was the same thing is because we have it here decades before, um, last arc. And even though the implication was, is that those were fairly new devices, um, and, or at the very least that they're fairly new to the Wayne household. Um, he apparently has one here, um, that he's integrated with the bat tank. So it just, it feels really weird. Uh, but yeah, so basically he, he talks about, how kind of his technology changed. So did Batman's MO as well, which he became even more effective. And I'm, I'm not, I feel like you don't understand what a modus operandi is, that that's like how you do the stuff. I'm probably oversimplifying that or even slightly butchering it, but mm, I don't think his MO changed. I think how efficient he was, as you point out in the next word panel, is what has. 
But basically, after the Joker, quote-unquote, died, things started to kind of get better. It was like the crystallis to change. Um, so uh, Bruce ends up ejecting because we see that the, the place is covered in ice and snow. And I remember reading this for the first time because I have my notes here. And basically, like, okay, so we, we have Bruce in that the suit that he had from that era, the suit that's implied to be the one right before the normal Beyond suit. Okay, great. I love it. It looks great. I always thought it looked kind of pretty cool. Uh, but then we see him eject out of the uh, tank to fight, of all people, Mr. Freeze. Now, I typically like Mr. Freeze in the animated universe. Uh, I know that he's had some rewrite problems in the new 52 and based on his how he's written here he is a weird combination of the animated uh the animated series um mr freeze and the normal like in the the new 52 mr freeze some of his dialogue seems to talk about nora like you know she she was his wife though he doesn't actually specifically say wife but the fact that instead of like a cold fury, he has like a hot fury where he's just yelling the entire time instead of just being very composed, maybe annoyed, but I, I don't know. I, I didn't, I didn't much care for this, but the, the other reason is, is back in issue two, the one that it referenced before it, it was basically, okay, where do I have it? Um, it, it was basically kind of like a, a inspired and at least it felt inspired because of how close it was to uh from the uh cartoon the batman um from season three episode seven uh like total episode 46 artifact where it's a future piece and we see kind of flashbacks to uh a a mission that um batman went on where yes nightwing was there and, and oracle was backing him up but the bat tank was involved and it involved being, it was in winter and they were going after a villain and that time it was mr freeze and i was like oh there's kind of reminiscent of that this is so freaking close to it that it, it just it bothers me you you it's not even that you recycled a story or you adapted something from another piece because that's that's fine like we see the slightly different way that things uh, came out, but you've now done it twice this run with the same exact story, and it's really annoying. Um, but at least this time, Mister Freeze is the actual target, I guess. Uh, so they fight, and then out of uh, yeah, so they fight, and then um, we we see that he's brought in Red Hood, who I guess in the future is eventually allowed back into Gotham. Uh, or does it Neo Gotham at this point? We're not actually sure. Um, but he's, he's wearing kind of his, uh, I'd say his, uh, Red Hood and Arsenal kind of outfit, which, uh, I kind of liked. Uh, or is that right before with the jacket? Regardless, um, he, he explodes the, the hood or the, uh, the mask on, um, Mr. Freeze and he starts beating the snot out of him. And Bruce is like, no, stop. Don't, you're, you're going to kill him. And Jason's like, yeah, that's the point. He, he stops Jason and he just shoves a piece of ice uh, into the broken part of the helmet to keep uh, Freeze from dying. And basically, they, they and it was saying, like, this is kind of like, you know, his, his dedication brought Gotham out of the darkness uh, and into the light. Um, and, and his joke is that maybe it was a coincidence or symbolic. But, but yeah, he's like, once the Joker was gone, like, really, it was just a matter of time before things got cleaned up. Um, and then Lucius kind of finishes his, his speech and, uh, he has Bruce come up and Bruce comes up and he starts talking 
about how, like, you know, his family was there from pretty much the beginning of Gotham, and they, they've always done what they can to, you know, fix it up and to, to help Gotham. And then we get something very, very weird. Is he, he talks, he basically says that besides, besides the fact that this is, um, uh, this is a state of the art building, uh, that he's giving it to Neo Gotham, uh, it's the hundredth anniversary of his, uh, his, the birthday of his father. Uh, but but not only that, this building is built over the site where his parents died years ago, which means this site is built over Crime Alley. And it's a fairly common trope, as I can think of, like, basically every single animated Batman series that I can think of uh, has a piece where at some point somebody tries to buy up all of Crime Alley so they can just bulldoze it and, and just build build something there. Uh, and Bruce typically doesn't like this, and he fights them. And, and yes, they're usually dirty or they have ill intent. Or they're just going to straight up blow it up to, to be able to do it. Um, but it just it feels weird to think that he bought up all of the area in and around Crime Alley, had it bulldozed, and uh, built something there, even if it's something positive for the city. Part of me says, oh, it's him moving on. But part of me is also like, ah, oh, that's just, mm, I don't know. It just leaves a weird thought in my mouth. Um, and then we kind of get back to... Uh, uh, Dick and Elaine, who seriously, they're right behind a guy talking, like maybe whisper quieter because they're just having just a full-on conversation as these people talk, and they're just standing basically right behind them on the podium. Um, and, and he he's say, and Melanie's like, oh, I didn't realize this place was so loaded with like meaning and stuff. And then she kind of points, he points out, Dick points out, um, this is, you know, it's Batman's birthplace when you get down to it. Uh, and, and it took a lot to get here. Um, even though the Joker was gone. And then we get to what has to be my least favorite page in the the issue, and I know a lot of people probably like it, but I, I have some problems with it. And he basically starts by saying, like, you know, after a while, others took, like, Joker's place. Um, and, and then a few years later, like, a group, basically, of people who are alienated, kind of, like, outcasts, uh, kind of took the Joker as a symbol, and they started being a gang. And Bruce, Bruce hated this on, like, a fundamental level, which I can, I get. I get, um, and, and, like, how could they outlaze the murderer? And then he, he, you know, most of his old foes were either dead or locked away. Um, and it was a good thing because, uh, soon after that, he'd have a, a heart attack while rec- rescuing an heiress. So, uh, so on this page, we, besides seeing, seeing some of the Joker stuff, uh, Joker's stuff, which is actually fine. We see Bruce in a, a new bat suit. So the implication here, a lot of times when you when you have words and you have a flashback and you have narration with it, there's a certain amount of implication that comes with that. Like saying like, oh, like he would, especially with the part where it talks about him retiring. So this bat suit, it's kind of like a halfway point between the old one, which is kind of like an old, super powerful, like upgraded bat suit, um, like the one we saw in earlier this issue, and the Beyond suit. It has the stylings of the Beyond suit, but it is very mechanical. It hasn't been, hasn't, the stuff hasn't been shrunken into basically being a fabric. And the fact that here it's talking about, oh, you know, uh, how, like, he retired soon after, like, showing this stuff, kind of implies that he, he was in this suit. Like, this suit's wings, and I'll, I'll, I'll give it this, I like this. When the wings aren't in use, they kind of curled up on the back instead of going into the suit. You can see it when he's kicking, and I, I, I thought that was amusing, and I, uh, Good on you for that little detail, but it's just, it's so mechanical and bulky uh, that I just, I don't like it. Like the implication that after he retired, he continued or he stopped being Batman. He continued just, you know, working on stuff. I don't know. It just, 
just it just I don't like it. I, I don't I don't like it all. I don't like how this suit looks at all. Yeah. Um, and then we kind of get to the part about the the heart attack in in the heiress because on the next page it basically says you know Bruce retired after that, which we seem to be trying to get more in line with the kind of like the animated series or Earth Twelve or whatever it is, uh, kind of how things happened there, where uh, Bruce did go to rescue an heiress. Um, he had a heart attack, and in, in his desperation, he grabs a gun and points it at the guy about to, to beat him with a crowbar. And the guy basically runs away, like, please don't, just don't, don't kill me, and runs away. And Bruce looks at the gun in his hand, and, and, and he shakes because he realizes what he done, he's done, and he throws it away. He rescues the heiress, and he leaves, and he retires because of that. We seem to be trying to get back to kind of that origin, but at the same time, Dan Jurgens doesn't seem to understand. Doesn't seem to get the like the the reason that he retired. He knew he had the heart problems going in. He didn't care. It was the fact that he actually had to grab a gun that made him want us. That made him be like, okay, no, we're done. Like I'm done. Um, and then we kind of see how you know through narration, like how you know. With Batman gone, new villains appeared, Neo-Gotham regressed, and we get this, what would have been a really good two-page spread, except for kind of a couple pieces of art. Um, so we see a bunch of the villains, most of which we have seen, uh, with the exception really being Blight is the only one that we haven't seen at any point. Um, and, and then, but in my favorite being um, Shriek, looks just, it's like, initially I saw him, I'm like, okay, Interesting, more rounded design for him, but okay. And then I looked where his arm should be, and it's just a bunch of metal plates. There's just a bunch of layered metal plates where his arm should be. And I'm like, what? Did you just did you just take off Shriek's arm? Like that's not even what his shoulder pad looks like. What the heck? And then we get a, uh, and then and then we get um. Oh, I keep thinking Craven the Hunter because uh, I always forget this guy's name. But the the Hunter guy from uh, two arcs ago. Uh, Yes, bad Batman Beyond fan for me forgetting like the the one villain that I, whose name I always forget. But yeah, he's just kind of drawn in the side like quickly. He looks terrible. He's there's just something wrong with his robotic arm connected to his shoulder. It's like it was improperly done. And then in the top, we kind of get a like stuff of kind of like the the Bat family or like the people associated with them. We get a picture of what is supposed to be, I'm guessing Terry, but looks a lot more like Tim. Uh, we get Matt, who looks really like Damien. Um, with a, a haircut that he's not sported at any point during this series. We see Dana, we see Max, and we see uh, Melanie, who kind of honestly looks like a frat boy with long hair, is how she's drawn. And then we see uh, graves for uh, Warren McGinnis, which is Terry, Matt's father. And then we see a grave for Mary McGinnis, who in the original series, uh, in the animated series, is live. And in this run, died in the opening of the Brother I War. Like, that's the implication, because they never saw her again. They saw her the morning of the Brother I War, then they went to school, and then they never saw her again. So it's it's like we're picking and choosing the things we want to bring, like, we want to use. Um, and then from there, the, the speech kind of goes on. They talk about the stuff, and then, bru- like, how, like, what this is going to do. It's going to be for all, like, the social workers and, and all the city, like, improvement stuff that's going to be in the city. Um, and then they finish and then we cut to, uh, Ace Chemicals because of course Ace Chemicals where we see Barbara has, uh, and the police department have found, um, more bodies 
and based on some of the in, in a vat and based on some of the the fabric and clothing probably jokers uh and then the the janitor who found this gives him a piece of evidence that he found and it's a joker card that says no one uses my name no one and uh Barbara is, is very, like, oh no, at this point. Then we get to uh, kind of one of the tra- the cable, or the cab, tram, tram stations for uh, uh, the bag rails. And we get a legitimately funny Joker moment, at least for me. So the guy in there is just frustrated. He's like, oh, it's supposed to be my day off. Joker comes up behind him, and he's like, oh, how about a compromise? And, and he... <laughs> He's like, how about you take tomorrow off, and the day after that, and the day after that, and the day after that. And that continues for just a couple lines, and I'm just, it, it amused me. Um, and then we finally get to the point where uh, Bruce Wayne is presenting the deed uh, to the place to uh, Lucius, who we finally get sketchy, sketchy Lucius back, who's just like, the heck of Bruce. Uh, because the piece of paper that's been on this, in this sealed envelope just says, the joke's on you, Brucey. Um, and he's just like, what is this? And then they, they freak out. They, so they hear something and they're like, what is it? And then they see just a runaway tram, just a runaway tram heading towards them. And, uh, Terry and Matt immediately run one way. Whereas, um, Lucius, uh, Melanie, Bruce and Dick run the other way. Obviously Bruce and, or, uh, Matt and Terry to go Batman up. And stuff, and we see a great the whole like Superman pulling the shirt apart thing to show that they have their Beyond suits underneath, and I love that. It's so good. It's exactly the kind of cheesy thing I love. I always love those kind of things. So then you very clearly hear, and this is important for later, clearly see that there's four people on the elevator: the Bruce, uh, Elena, uh, Dick, and Lucius Fox. Four people on this elevator. So Matt and. Uh, Terry fly out to try to stop the train. Um, they, they see that it's being kind of remote piloted. Terry kind of flies in the way, like he's going to do all, the whole superhero, like try to stop a thing, which considering that the suit gives him enhanced strength, he, he might be able to. And I'm like, I was like so hyped for it. And then we see that the control stick uh, shoves hard to the right and the train goes off the rails. And then I heavily question why this thing has like controls like that. Like, like a specifically, like you could drive it off the rail. That just seems like a safety hazard to have that ability. Um, so we see them drive it into the building and basically we see the building just, it's smashing through the building and basically destroying the, the Wayne building. Um, then we cut to the elevator where there's now only three people in it. Um, well, we see only three, which is Bruce, uh, Elena and, and Dick, and they're going up and then it gets, because of the, the damage gets to them, um, the, the elevator comes off and Matt saves two people or sorry, Terry saves two people and Matt saves one, which makes me believe Lucius Fox is now dead. Like he, he was either left or he was just like, they couldn't get him out of the explosion in time. So yeah, the mayor of Neo Gotham until they tell us otherwise is dead. I just I found that very strange. And then we get to kind of the, the last scene of the book, which is uh, Barbara running into uh, the, the police department. Basically, she's, she's running to her office because of uh, they, they've just heard what's happening. Um, one of the other officers who I don't have a name for him, but good on him for not making it all about Commissioner Gordon is basically saying, get everybody on or off duty here now, like there now at the site right now. ASAP. Um, she runs in and basically says she'll catch up because she needs to call the White House uh, as the, they'll need federal assistance on this, which, once again, White House, um, we've seen 
like in this continuity, we've seen Washington DC just leveled from the Brother I War. So um I, I guess I guess that entire thing that was a big part of including this run up until now uh just isn't a thing anymore. Whether you liked it or not, it's just it's, it's a continuity problem. Like, st- if if you're gonna change this up, start a new run. Make this a number one. Start a new run, and, and don't pretend like you, this wasn't a big thing you talked about for a while. Um, she gets to her desk, and then uh, somebody calls to, or is apparently sitting on her chair. She can kind of see a reflection of him. It's it's clearly the Joker. Um, he, he, he basically says, oh, commissioner, uh, or, or should I call you Babs? And we get a, I believe this is a more or less a nine panel grid, but I, but I actually like it because it, initially she's like, what? And then he starts talking, basically says you have an age well. And she's like, okay, I figured out who this is. And, uh, he, he basically says, oh, I've, we've, we've had a close connection, you know, uh, and he points out like, you know, you didn't like the jokers. I didn't like the jokers. This is kind of a win-win situation for us. Like, you know, they, they, I mean, they, hey, they were taking my name. They deserve to die. And we get two really cool panels here. Um, though it's it's a little weird that Barbara has her face kind of blacked out like it's supposed to be in shadow, but the rest of her isn't, like, especially because she's in a lit area and Joker's kind of turned around in the chair and is kind of standing up and he says me. And it makes sense that he's kind of in shadow because the rest of him is kind of with a black, darker background and just, I don't know, having her in light and him in dark would have been a lot better in my opinion. Um, and she's basically like, impossible. And one of my biggest problems throughout this whole thing was we know in this continuity that Bruce knows the Joker's alive. Terry knows the Joker's alive because Bruce told him. It's, did they not tell Barbara? And apparently they didn't because he, he calls them on this. Or Joker calls them on this. They're like, why so shocked? Are, are you saying that Bruce never told you that he's alive? And I'm like, yeah. Did Bruce never tell Barbara Gordon, the police commissioner, that the Joker was still alive? What the heck? So, um, yeah. So I, I've talked about most of my things because I, I went fairly detailed with this with this review. Um, I believe on the, the site, Eric gave it a 6 out of 10. I, in good conscience, could not give this thing a single score. I have two scores for this. The first score is for people who have... Uh, been reading this, who have been, who have been reading this, and I, I understand that I'm more invested in this than most people. E- even people who have been reading, like Dancing Mike, I'm definitely more invested in this than he is because I, I, I have to review all these, and I have to, to think about the stuff, and I've had to do like the timelines and stuff for people who have asked. But I also understand that I can also see that this issue is a really good jumping on issue, and most of the issue, most of the problems I have with the exception of really Dan Jurgens apparently not understanding uh, like the, the point of Batman retiring in the animated series, like that, that it was about the gun, not about the heart attack. Um, with, with really the exception of that, and maybe a couple other small things like, I don't know, letting Lucius Fox die. Uh, it's a good jumping on point. And if this had been a number one, I could have grumbled all I want, but I could be like, well, I guess that this is just the new status quo and the new continuity, as opposed to jumping right out of last issue and and into this. And, and I don't know, feeling like, okay, so I guess once again, because this is not the first time Dan Jurgens has changed up major things he's already told us. Like, we already knew how Bruce retired in this continuity. It was uh, after his back was severely broken, um, 
fighting the by the Joker's gang or not the Joker's the uh, one of the Bane gangs or something like that with the pro when he was using the prototype suit and then he had Damien use it and then the prototype suit like he Damien left like we've we've had all that this this is stuff that you've already told us but now you've decided to change and I don't know if it's a mandate or not because it could be because the fact that we have Dick Grayson in here could just be Dan Jerkins could have been like given a mandate to put him in. In which case, I think he did a pretty good job, if it was a mandate, like, did a pretty good job working with what he had to. But uh, on the flip side, if not, could it be a middle finger to to, uh, Tom King for crippling or, like, shooting, you know, Dick Grayson in the head? I don't know. I hope it is. I hope it's a combination of both. That this, that once again, Dan Jurgens was told that you have to do this, and he decided to just work with what he had to do and made the best possible story he could. And that this is also middle finger to Tom King. Um, but without further ado, my score for if you know for if you've been reading this book up until this point, um, especially with some of the art that I, I'm not the biggest fan of in this. Uh, some of it's great, but some of it's just too inconsistent. I do not think that this art works well for at least the future scenes. Um, though I don't believe that we have these same artists on the next couple issues. So I think that that was just for this one. Um, but yeah, that score is a 5-1 if you've been reading this book for a while. I just, it just all the changes and stuff just left such a bitter taste in my mouth. Like, so once again, nothing you've said to us actually mattered. And that pisses me off. Now, if you've been, if you just jump onto here and it's kind of like a, a you know, a, a fresh start and with no real knowledge of anything else uh, before this or like, you know, caring about anything else before this, I have to give it like a seven five because overall it's just a standalone issue for getting everything that's come before. It's not half bad. There's some of the, the un, as I said, basic understandings and I have some art issues um, and then Lucius Fox just being left for dead, apparently. But yeah, no. 7-5 if you're a new reader. So yeah, that's Batman Beyond 25. I know I rambled for a while. It was an oversized issue. Anyways, uh, back to the main podcast. Uh, after I have a, do a plug for the Hero Notes podcast, which I have been given a specific instruction by Jim, of all people, to plug. So yeah, uh, Hero Notes. Listen to it. Luke Hollywood and myself. Anyways, Back to the main podcast. All right. One last book, Eric. One last book for the night. Oh, my. It's a doozy. It's a doozy indeed. It is Batman Kings of Fear. Not Birds of Fear, Eric. No. And not Kings of Prey. Never. Never Birds of Fear. Batman Kings of Fear, number three, written by Scott Peterson, art by Kelly Jones, Michelle Madsen, and Rob Lee. I like the first issue of this series a lot, but that is long gone now. It's it's as far away from me now as Kirk Gibson's home run in 88, Eric. The idea yes. of Scarecrow using fear toxin to analyze Batman is very cool. Story just goes nowhere and would be a bore to really me. Is it really cool? And I think it'd be a, a cool thing to do. You, you just I have a problem. We'll have a problem when we get into it. We'll talk we about it, Eric. Okay, okay. Back ahead, off, buddy. Back off. I'll leave Slow you in. your roll. <laughs> I think you're going to say the same thing as I will. So I that was what I was going to go after this. Right? Right, I, go we should have gotten together a pre-recording little meeting to work these Man, things how out. How do we right? do that? I don't know. Do we have time for anything? Is this on? So it's almost 200 uh, episodes. Would, <laughs> what are we still going to do this shit? It, it would be a bore to read, except it's over in minutes. I have a feeling this miniseries will for, be forgotten by me. 
weeks after it's over. It really Tomorrow. smells like that, right? When we get to issue six, the week we'll after, we're going to be like, well, uh, Tony, we, we, we stopped talking about it tonight. I'm going to forget yeah. about it until next month. Hey, how about that uh, Kings of Fear? You know, what? The what, what now? Are you what, what are you talking about? No, what I was going to say is, and I think that you'll say the same thing. We had the thing in Batwoman as well, where me yes. and you have an issue that when you do kind of explore this idea of Scarecrow using the fear toxin. The problem is, is you end up having to insert him into the fear when that's not how it works. It almost like if you're going to have him analyze Batman in a fear induced deal. Now this is still up in the air. We don't know what's going on. I have a feeling that by the end, the twist is that even when we see him like, look at me, I am fear talk. I don't think he's getting fear talks. And I think that well, this is supposed and to be even at the end of this issue. And he's like, I've been fear dosing you all along. Yeah, and here's I think that like, that's I phony. Think he has. Yeah. I think yeah. that that's phony. I even think that when he does get him with that fear talks and then it's not really fear talks. I, I don't think know. That the that look on his face, he hit him with something. I'm well, like, I think it's it a placebo. Spray? And I think that what's going on <laughs> is, the twist is going to be it's like Batman. I don't need to give you fear toxin the because you're is, always he's in always fear. afraid. That's what I'm saying, and I, I get that right or you know from this. But yeah. as you're playing the game of what's going on, it ends up being that thing that we talk about that you kind of have to you know you have to skew things and kind of go with what's going on because you you want to have him fear up Batman. But to be inserted in the story makes no sense. So you kind of have this weird deal that you're going with. And they did try to play that in Batwoman. And that was something that me and you really and didn't like. It never made sense. No. And then we were really against that. So there's that as well. But the idea of a Batman being in fear toxin land there. And, you know, <laughs> it, it's not exactly I, – I can't even get a grip because, yes, we may not have seen this, but it doesn't feel fresh to me. It, it no. feels like something where, oh, we're going to get Batman's fears. Well, here it seems Do as we? if maybe – well, maybe the fears in this as we go through are that the city doesn't really need him and also that he, he was does. left alone. Because while he's going through this, you have Scarecrow chasing him. And the whole uh, premise is, hey, Batman, I'm going to follow you and see what you're doing. And you're going to let me do this. Night. Yeah, yeah. And you're going to let me do this I because have I have a hostage. So you have that in the back of Batman's mind to let Scarecrow do it. You have to have a way that Batman's going to allow this, though. Like you said, it'd be funny. I'm he's like, you, from no, what I'm going to snap your neck. anymore. It's like you you need me because without me, you'll never find out where the hostage is. Snap! I'm the world's greatest detective. I'll figure it out on my own. But, oh my but, god, but if, Batman's I'll, lost I'll his mind. You, I'll tell you where he is. I'll find out myself. I'm <laughs> the world's greatest detective, buddy. But yeah, uh, where the deal is, it just goes too quick. So you have Scarecrow there, and he's like, "Oh man, I want to see what here? you're doing." Not I, even uh, that. Where, where we start out, Scarecrow's just dancing around on a gargoyle. He's balls. dancing. And then when Batman yep. saves him, what the hell are you thinking? You yeah. could have killed me in the state you're in. I'm like, he's just why dan- did we have this? The last time we really saw the Scarecrow before, I think that Batwoman arc was in Batman and Robin Eternal, where he was just dancing around on the edge of the fucking balcony. Yeah, on the balcony. Like, what are you doing? He likes to dance. A, Look, Ma, you are a doctor. Yeah, you are skinny dancing. Sca- have some he's fire, dancing. Scarecrow. And, and also, we, we've seen him uh, in Nightwing. He's going to be in Nightwing. We saw him in the last issue there. He isn't dancing yet, but I'm assuming no. the dancing will show up. He's going to open we a dance academy. Yet. 
Yeah, uh, that's true. But we did see him in shadow. Outside yeah. of costume. He's this trying. Doctor's hours. Yeah, really. Doctor's hours. There's no dancing. That's not time for nonsense. But yeah, he seems to be like, he wants to follow Batman and be Batman. He so he's on, on this gargoyle. He trips and it's just wasted scenes. And they end up going. He's like, listen, you're going to let me follow you. You're a little cuckoo. You're going to let me follow you. And the only thing that I get where people and the guy's throwing shade at me on the site, Simon, like this a little more than we did as well. But he's yeah. like, you know, I'm going to see what a normal night for you. Let me get out my old, uh, you know, my notebook and write down some notes here. I'm like, you're not impressing me with this. This is a no. boring issue that just is nothing. It is paper thin. I like Kelly I, I Jones art a lot. Uh, you said you don't Batman, like it as much this one. That's the but thing I, is, do I like. usually do like Kelly Jones art, but for some reason this issue didn't hit me as well as the last two issues. Have I actually of the series. think I still that think maybe that it's Scarecrow yeah. looks good. It's just everything else I don't like. I think that maybe it's just we've had three issues and you kind of the, the whole idea of it's kind of getting tired for you as well because I kind maybe. of went with that too. But yeah, he's Scarecrow. Hey, I want to see what you do each night. Okay, well, follow me. He's jumping across buildings and Scarecrow can't do that. And he's like, I can't do no. that. So Batman has to go back and throw him over. All these things are, to me, just wasted time. And also, like, he's why? just looking at families. He's looking I'm at a guy you. who may be doing something wrong and just him being there makes the guy run away. And Scarecrow goes, this is boring. This is boring shit. Is this what you do every night? Like, really? This is all you do? And he says, you really spend your nights this way, watching over nobody. I just assumed, I mean, Joker, Freeze, Croc, me. What's who, who? What's with you? The thing is, in this reality, you know, that Scarecrow is kind of making a joke. But all those characters we saw in Arkham already that Batman beat the shit out of and put back in Arkham when Scarecrow escaped, if that was true or a yes. pure toxin deal. But the other thing that I want to point out because of that is we started off with Batman bringing Joker to Arkham and right. threw him in. And, and the whole riot. idea of the doctor saying, hey, you're so brutal. That doesn't help. You're the per- person who causes the problems. Your brutality Now we're at issue three, and that is so far removed from what we're seeing. We're not even seeing a continuation of that. Yeah, I'm saying, where where is the plot going with this? I'm telling you, we are so like away from violence in this issue that I swear to God, it could be some of the fear stuff for that guy that Batman stopped by destroying a batarang and scare him off. And he's like, this is all you do at night? The thing is, when we see the whole thing or the idea of that Batman's scared because this guy could have gone and killed these people like his parents were killed, I'm like, does he go to that and give them a pizza afterward? Like, what is this other progression of the story? I'm like, is he handing them a pizza? Thanks, Mr. Batmans. Yeah. Is this how nice he is? I'm like, I I, I don't don't know if this is the art, but I'm like, are, are they good now? Because they, this guy ran away and now they just can go now, and have their yeah. pizza. And then he looks and they're not dead. Then the next deal, they have their pizza. Then he gets, he throws Scarecrow into the Batmobile. Now, Scarecrow, he doesn't get the benefit of the well, I, sunroof and shooting, rooting, tilting that's there. I think that's what I think we're seeing. It's like, you know, Scarecrow went around, you gotta, you gotta check out the sunroof that the Batmobile has. If you can, go work with Batman. Well, I'm on this. I gotta see this because he's like, don't you have a, a car? And then it's there. But he gets a hold of Alfred and just says, hey, listen, when I get in the Batmobile, can you fix it so it's on autopilot? Because I'm out of my fucking mind here, and I'm not even sure if this is real, but it's just a quick Can't deal. Can't you do that yourself? We got bitchy Alfred back in practice. Go, Can't you do that yourself, yeah. sir? God damn then, it, Alfred. Then, why do I keep you around? And then you, you go off to 
to Gordon there with a bunch of guys. I'm telling you, this this issue to me is just a bunch of nothing. There's a bunch of guys there with, with uh, Gordon, and they walk away, and then you go with Batman, who's driving with Scarecrow, almost runs over a little girl, and then goes with the deal. And now is this a fear-induced thing that he's like, that that's me when I was a kid. I was afraid of things, and I was this. I was alone. I'm afraid that I'm not going to be around, and there's also, is it the fear of there's some things that Batman can't fix he can't punch because this is a, a girl working mother who's well yeah that's what i'm saying this girl is left alone she leaves the house and she might get hurt batman's there to, to help her here but it's one of those like did i break the laws my mommy break like nobody's breaking the law so batman can't help that situation and there is a sad little girl who's gonna lead her life where she's just raising herself i i don't know what we're getting here because then you have scarecrow like hey let's this go what life the- was like before the 90s and yeah, stuff like that no, I'm I was saying, maybe all the that's time. what he's worried about uh, but yeah i don't know this girl is really young this girl seems like she's six years old walking around in the city I'm i don't think you went gym. that bad uh but at least <sighs> no, your mom took shit. Like that. Your mom took you to the, the drive-in and you watched the movies at least. Yeah, but she yeah. left me there. And she might so have locked the doors. I don't know. Batman's like, and there's, you know, it's a nice little thing. Like, yeah, am I scared of you? Oh, little. Uh, how about here? He, he gets down and she's like, you know, that whole thing. But why? What, what's going on? And then you just have Scarecrow. Oh, man, that was pretty scary, right? That might be fear toxin. Maybe, right? You might be hallucinating. <laughs> well, I haven't gotten you with the fear toxin lately. Here you go. Boom. Get some. And then Batman's just like, ah! And then maybe now he's like, I don't know. <laughs> ah! He ends up like that. And Scarecrow's over him with, with a goddamn fucking corkscrew that he's going to now go in and, and check out his brains. And yeah, I've had enough. I've had I'm enough. Telling you, like, why is Batman allowing this to happen? There's no reason that the Batman I know should be able to let this happen. To no. Him. At one point, he'd just be like, "I don't care if this is fear toxin like, or I'm not." Telling you. I'm punching you in the face. I'm exactly. Punch I'm telling you. you. This whole thing, I could think like you might not think it's as interesting as Batman helping the Scarecrow see what he does every night. But like, look, Scarecrow escapes. He probably might have stolen a car. Let's find out if anybody's car was stolen. Let's go and check out the freaking traffic cameras to see where that stolen car might have yeah. gone. Okay, found the hostage. Yeah, the end. yeah. World's and, greatest detective, baby. Yeah, yeah, but that shows you there's nothing there. There's no alternate story that would be good because it's nonsense. And by oh, let me the take end, out my fear toxic immunity end, freaking po- potion here. We're halfway through, and like I said, the concept I think is what people are enjoying. The concept of a scarecrow looking into things, but like you said, Batman would just punch the shit out of him, and then drive, get Alfred to come and get him, and then sleep off the toxin. Uh, you know, that's basically what I'm he sure does. Put me in a padded room. Put me in a padded room for you know a, a day or whatnot. But what we're seeing in my mind, what we're seeing, if this is the fear toxin or if it isn't, and that's the twist, is not interesting to me. Him there stopping a murder that would have been like his parents at the end when we find out, oh, my God, like when the twist is, if the twist is that he never was toxin, right, that would make right. you want to go back to these issues. By issue six, the, the you know, six cents deal is Batman sees dead people oh my everybody's God. dead scarecrow was you actually wanna, the one afraid you want to go time. back and see where these things would be cool then him with this little girl to me i don't know how that's going to be cool or him throwing a batarang to scare off a criminal so that he doesn't do something that happened to him as a kid that's not that interesting either way it, it, it doesn't seem like that would get more interesting 
if that was the twist. Now, maybe well, there's the something thing. else it's we're not seeing. Take your fill in the workday when there's really no work to be had. Oh, You're on the verge of getting laid yeah. off. There's no work going on. Yep. I said that it, I, I actually put that in my review that it was take your villain to work week. And, uh, <laughs> Did you? you know, day, yeah, I actually put that in my review that Scarecrow took advantage of that loophole in take your villain to work day. So, uh, bravo to you, Eric. Bravo. But yeah, what would bravo you give? Bravo to this? you. What would I give you this a three give out of this? 10. There's yeah. no story here that's any kind of compelling in my mind. And where I was liking Kelly Jones, I thought this issue was a little down, except for Scarecrow, which continues to be great. But besides that, I am not enjoying this at all. I just wanted to end at issue three. Yeah, I really this like is the Kelly finale Jones right here. Uh, looks like he's always been afraid the whole time. See you next time. Wait, no, I won't. Final <laughs> issue. Smell you later. Hey, by the way, he's always scared. And the people are giving this tens. There's a bunch of tens for this. I, Imagine that. I don't know what this world's you- <laughs> going. I give it a four. I, I give it a yeah. four out of ten. And I like the art. I, and I'm not the lowest, though. So it goes, you know, all the place, uh, but it goes from a couple tens and I just don't get it. I don't get it. It's it's paper thin and nothing interests me in this but the art. I'm shocked so. when a book doesn't get a 10 out of 10 anymore on the comic book roundup. That is true. That is to every like, book usually so if, does. If a book doesn't do, if the book doesn't, what a piece of shit that There was two be. weeks in a row that I went on the roundup with the idea of seeing, you know, what book didn't get a ten out of ten. And for these two weeks, this was weeks ago, maybe a month ago or so. For those two weeks, there was not a book that didn't get a ten out of ten. So every book, at least somebody thinks, is the best, most perfect issue that they've ever read. But what is your book of the week, Eric? My book of the week is Wonder Woman number 57. Yep, mine is Old Lady Harley. So there you go. Old Lady Harley, which was on Patreon, is my so book of the week. books of the week this week. Yeah, so there you go. That was my uh, favorite book of the week. But now we're going to talk about what we're going to talk about next week in the right. big episode 200. Exclusive. Like you said, uh, pretty low. Also, Dancing Mike called us pieces of crap because of it. But just to remind everybody, next week is a Patreon-only podcast. If you don't want to get involved, we're not going to yell at you. But, you know, just consider it a week off. And then we'll be back for episode 201 the next week. But if you want to get involved, it will be the beginning of the month when it comes out. (laughs) Who knows? Uh, But, yeah, at the beginning of November, it's going to come out. And you can go over there and just check it out. You can end up. It's a free trial for a month if you want to get involved. See how it is. If you don't like what we do. You can quit by then and still then listen to episode 200, and it's on us. Uh, so you can do that. But what we have is Batman Secret Files number one, Eric. We have Deathstroke Yogi Bear special number one. Doom Patrol yeah. number 12 with Reggie and Chris. We're doing that. Green Lantern Huckleberry Hound special number one. Uh. Heroes in Crisis number two. Injustice versus Messes the Universe number four. Justice League Aquaman Drowned Earth number one. Justice right. League Dark Wonder, uh, Dark Wonder Woman Witching Hour number one. Nightwing Magilla Gorilla special number one. Superman Top Cat special number one. The Terrifics Annual number one. And the Wild Storm number 18 that Jeremy will finish. Finish that out We're with. We're talking about no terrifics annual. That's what it is. We have to talk about the terrifics annual. But yeah, we'll have some other stuff as well. But that's the end of the podcast tonight. That is it. Uh, thanks everybody Good for job, contributing. Thanks everybody who was involved. All the letters, the right and raves from the dance mics, the get fresh crew. Beep boop boop boop. And as I say that, I realize that as the sound effects I have, I do not have the parties over, Eric. Uh, so <sighs> maybe, uh, by maybe, episode 300. maybe we're going to end with something different. Eric, what do we say at the end? Everyone have a great week. week. Keep it weird. Weird. We'll see you in seven. See you in seven.
terrible.